Painkiller Ready, episode 345. Uh, no guest tonight, just a, just a show amongst us boys. First topic, um, Jeff Bezos, temporarily yeah, richest man in the world. Yeah, got a couple sponsors tonight, though. Thank uh, you, I'm Lift, sorry. MeUndies, and Texture. And uh, I think there's a few hats left over, so I'll talk about those later, too. But yeah, Jeff Bezos <laughs> becoming the richest man in the world as of like right now, I guess. But according to Chiz, won't be the richest man in the world tonight because of some earnings report or yeah, something. Oh, earnings. according to Chiz, uh, I thought you guys were like saying for real. That well, at the I, end of Chiz the didn't make it up. Knows, Chiz didn't get yeah. an abacus and figure this out. You know, he was on <laughs> CNN or something, and like he's that, that's what all information is now. And I, I think it gets a bad rap, right? Like whenever you learn a thing, like people always want to know where did you learn it? Did you pay for an education where someone wrote that down and forced you to learn it? Oh, you elected to. Oh, well, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> I well, thought Chiz it was really cool right. hearing that he was the richest <laughs> yeah, guy totally right. in the world. Like when I saw that today, I'm like, oh, that's neat. He's got to be like pretty pumped about that. But it's not, it's not nearly as exciting now that I know it was trending on Twitter for no reason. That he's just the richest guy of the next six hours. Uh, the guy, he's the se- I'm no, sure he's fine with second richest. He is the best looking richest man in the world. I'll say that. He could beat the fucking shit out of Bill Gates in a cage match. Now would- he can. Oh God! Like, like, we, are you clicking this before and after picture for the audience? Oh, so, right, so right, like Jeff yeah, yeah. Bezos, 17 years ago on the left. This is when he's like Damn. the head of a bookstore, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Very nerdy. He, I mean, this is his best look, by the way. There are much worse looks. I've seen him in sweater vests and shit. This is his best look on the left back then. This was a good day for him. And then on the right, he has transformed into Schillinger from fucking Oz. Like, he's doing so much TRT, shaved the head. He got wider somehow and just added like 25 pounds of muscle. He yeah, looks like like someone from a time traveling movie where like season <laughs> one is the first guy and then by season three he's grizzled he's ready yeah. to take it like he's been honestly this looks it almost looks like twins that took two very different paths in life <laughs> where you know one what? of them is kind of frumpy and because like, on the right now with that vest he looks badass one he of does. the yeah. reasons I don't take TRT or haven't taken TRT is I worry it'll change my personality like I, I um. Not I, even at the level of football that was parallel to my swimming, it, those guys were on steroids, and they would like rage out and break their dorm room furniture. They're using super doses, right? Like, like probably they're, they're already they're starting with the with the testosterone of a twenty five year old man and going to double that or something crazy. Yeah, but, what, but but after listening to people talk about it on the internet and comparing TRT to like full blown bodybuilding steroids, it, it seems like you're just getting back to that twenty five year old level. Really? But would that change your personality? Because when I look at like Rogan or Bezos, it looks like they went to like I don't more than so. just their. To- I don't think Bezos looked like that at twenty-five. Uh, he he's got the testosterone of a normal twenty-five-year-old man. Now now, twenty-five-year-old Bezos might not have had those levels, but that was a problem back then. I bet if twenty-five-year-old Bezos got those tests today, they'd be like, "Whoa, Jeff." Let's hook you up with a little TRT. You're, you're 25, but look at you. I mean, you got a mirror, right? I didn't, <laughs> did I need to do the blood test? Look. look. Like, well, I'm on, I'm on a soy-only diet. <laughs> you're lactating right now. <laughs> but I worry no, I that... No, just have sweaty nipples. <laughs> maybe you're right. I, but my chat, like, I'm a better husband than I was at 19. You no, know, I wasn't married at 19. Than I was at, like, 24 years old. I, I'm, uh, I'm more reasonable. I'm calmer. I'm... I'm I, 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 I'm more thoughtful. I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm a better personality guy than I was as a young man. And it's like, yeah, and if you just pumped me full of testosterone, would I be more argumentative? Would I fly off the handle like roid ragers do all the time? Like, could, 
I don't know the answer to that question, but there's only one way to find out. Mm. Because th this is a completely reversible thing. You just stop taking it, right? You know, you're like, oh, I was on that testosterone thing, and then I snapped at Jackie and called her a cunt. And uh, <laughs> right, I don't want that. So now I'm not on it anymore, and I live here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah. And then the, the hang on, like, let me fix that. Go to widescreen for you guys. <laughs> people get psychologically addicted to it too. Like if I if I get on this stuff, is that a lifetime sentence? Is that it? Or, or will there be like a huge no. crash of like who I am? Like I like whatever. your point about your younger personality because it's like even if it didn't turn you into a roid rage monster, if it just turned you into the twenty two year old version of yourself, like that's still a very different personality than the forty four year old Woody. You know, like if. Who knows? Like maybe Jackie would be like, "Oh, this young, this young buck back in the house. I'm loving it." Or like, "Oh my god! Like we have to fuck six times a day now just to keep you from being horrible." Sometimes like, eleven. <laughs> yeah, sometimes eleven. She's just worn out. That's a, that's a Dishes are piled from six to eleven. That's like, our record. Sorry. <laughs> in, in fairness, it wasn't really one day. It was a twenty-four hour period. You know, uh, but okay. yeah. well, in vampire time, that's 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 that right, works. right. I feel I, like if that's one day, first of all, 11 times in a day, that's pretty impressive because you know <laughs> that you weren't metering that out. Like, all right, now we'll just deal with my refractory period and we're back <laughs> to it. Like, no, you, you were just, you know, fucking like, I feel like after, I don't know, seven, you're like, all right, well, let's, let's save some of this for later in marriage. You know, I don't want to uh, <laughs> prorate this too badly. Like by the time we're both 50, be like, oh, no, remember those trips? No, the, the, you, you burnt up a lot of those coupons early on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah so Bebos is the richest man very temporarily i i saw that and i was like what like bill gates has been the richest man through my entire adulthood like i, I don't know like somehow like an icon was replaced. Saudi Arabians. right i even thought that I, huh we all talked before the show about how we were gonna try and not and be too political but part of Qatar me wonders and... is putin the richest man yeah he's right? got more is... money than than bill gates i bet or like access to Does, like yeah can, can he just yeah. not direct the whole russian government's funds to whatever he wants what i heard what i've heard said what i've read on the internet and not in like scary parts of the internet but like mainstream media is that he may or may not have access to like close to a trillion dollars and they think that he's like funneled like hundreds of millions and billions of dollars perhaps into shady places where he can access it after he's out of power and that his biggest thing right now is who do I leave in power behind me that doesn't immediately come and take everything I have from me? Like, like that's got to be the only thing that he cares about, right? It seems like it's not truly fair to include him in that richest talk, though. Okay, well then include the Saudi Arabians because they're a royal family, and it's it. They're like a they're like a an old they're like Game of Thrones royal family. Cersei Lannister has access to as much of that gold as she as she says she does. If she if she says bring me a pile of it as tall as the mountain, they'll just fucking do it because it's all hers technically. And in the same regard, these Saudi princes. They're all like cousins and nephews and uncles and aunts, but they're all have like access to the big pot. And I'm sure like, you know, the higher ups are like, oh, your cap is 100 billion. I mean, no more, no more spending. This is crazy. You, you tried to buy New Zealand. Like, I'm sure <laughs> some of that happens, but like, there's definitely like a pretty, pretty endless supply of like funds there. I feel like if you give credit to richness to people who use the political power to get rich, like then you would have to start including like like there's probably a Kenyan warlord who if you just talked about the extent of his reach with all with his child army controlled like 
a hundred billion or something just in like holding down crops and shit like that. What you crops? Know? I, I, you've seen you've seen Kenya, right? Like like what are they? But the all right, they all right. Have the warlords is because there are the no resources <laughs> to, to lasso. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. That's totally. We fair. missed one <laughs> rule. One hundred hectares of sand. <laughs> <laughs> they grow blood diamonds. That's the crop in Kenya. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's uh, why you need the children. Yeah, you need their little fingers to pick apart the iPhones. No, it's their supple, malleable anuses to store the diamonds into. This is, this is, this is just like Rick and Morty. That's not a part of the diamond trade, is it? Well, it well, is. Well, is it the seed? <laughs> that's how they smuggle them out. That's, <laughs> that's how, if you're a diamond miner, you you know put put one up there uh-huh. and maybe you get out and like because the diamond is worth like a thousand days labor i'm sure right but they're checking you know and if they catch yeah. you they beat you to death with shovels <laughs> i've got enough stones in my asshole to get us to germany come with me you must get out of here <laughs> just wait one second while i squat you know <laughs> i swear to god like... there was more up there yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh shit where's that hole <laughs> yeah oh I mean, but if That's I were, why if they I were call a diamond them miner, blood diamonds. Oh. Mm, no, no, it's not. No, no, it's, <laughs> they call them blood diamonds because they're like, oh, you didn't, uh, you bring only two pounds of diamonds to me today. That is uh, the kind of rate that you get to walk home with one hand. How do you feel about this? Not good, I doubt. You That's not, not why they're called blood diamonds either. Apparently, they're, no. part of the money goes to fund conflicts like Middle East and terror and stuff like that. That's, that's what they say. But you know I what? Bride to bees don't care about it's conflict. Slave labor, like <laughs> mining diamonds to be sold. And a part of it is is they're not supposed to be selling those diamonds the way they're selling them. They're selling these diamonds illegally, and then, like you said, funneling that money back in and like buying a bunch of Russian armaments so they can take over some other warlord's child army. You know, it's I, a, I watched some diamond thing. It was uh, just a YouTube video, but it was going through like Canadian diamonds because apparently people who want to feel like they're not. Uh, contributing to the blood diamond trade, they go, oh, I buy, I just buy Canadian diamonds, you know, so so I'm good to go. And this dude bought a bunch of northern Canadian diamonds and then took them to like diamond evaluating places or whatever with the certificate of authenticity to be like, hey, can you confirm for me real quick? This was this was mined out of Canada, and every single place he goes to, they're like, uh, no, no, this isn't mm-hmm. from Canada. We we have no way of knowing exactly saw, where this some, is from. Yeah, sometimes they they said. It's not from Canada. Sometimes one of them even said this is a blood diamond, right? But oftentimes they were just like, "Oh, yeah, this certificate of authenticity that that doesn't prove that it's not a blood diamond. It just proves yeah. that it's a diamond." Yeah, it's yeah. just like when the when, when people try to argue with me that the first episode of Rick and Morty is going to be episode two for some reason, and then link me to the fan wiki. I'm like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> now it says what I think." Like, <laughs> like what I, are you doing, Kyle? Like, I, the thing is, I want those. <laughs> other people to be right so bad you're yeah, i want them to be, be right, right too you make you a lot I of sense watch episode one this weekend i would love for it to be episode two i here's what it should be if you ask me mm. they should be like bonus episode bitches we got 11 this season opening night you get two the one you already saw followed by you know episode two of the season that would be the way to make everybody happy and i guess like get cartoon network their money and royland would kind of shoulder the the burden of of them doing their little april fools thing which we all appreciate it and i do but no that's not what's happening i, I guarantee you're getting fucking episode one again replayed this weekend just got the ad dollars it just doesn't make sense for them to take 90 percent of their potential re- ad revenue on television broadcast 
You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably. I'm trying to make sense fans. of it. I'm trying to think be about like... how lost the fan base would be. This is a small show. This isn't Breaking Bad. This isn't yeah. like a massive. This is this is a little show on Cartoon Network that has a really cult following that that, that includes us. If you put episode two after I don't know 13, 14 months of this show not even being on the air at all, like as far as new episodes, I'm sure they show repeats. But if you just throw episode two out there, the the majority of the fan base is going to say, but wait. Rick got arrested the last time I was watching. He was he he gave himself up to the intergalactic uh, fucking insectoid police or whatever. They locked him in that in that thing and like vaulted him away with a million other criminals. What happened? Where's the yeah. escape? You know, they those people are still waiting get, for the escape. They would get way more hate as Royland or whatever his name is, the creators in Adult Swim. They would get infinitely more hate, I think, if they did just stream episode two. Because, you know, the the twenty percent of hardcore followers are the only ones who have seen that most people had no idea that it was even there and so like if they just started with episode two all the tech and tv articles the next day would be like you know Royland thinks that everybody follows his show to the point that they're caught up based on a two hours spree where they could have watched the episode six months ago yeah, if to follow the show you have to be ready all the time for surprise episodes popping up when you didn't know they were gonna pop up and get live streamed You'd lose a lot of your audience. I want Kyle to be wrong so bad. I'm like brainstorming. Like, well, maybe they think that that 18 month gap was worse for business than losing the first episode, and that's why. But he's he's gonna be right. Yeah, he's I think they'll do right. the standard thing that they do. I, I think Adult Swim tends to do this, where the day it airs, they just show like most of the previous season leading up to it, and I then they'll show well. episode one to kind of like give the illusion of more content than you're really getting. But yeah, I haven't rewatched it in a while just because, you know, with those shows where you drill it to death so much in the beginning that no matter how much time you wait, when you go back, it's like, oh, I know every single line in this episode. Like, that's I'm how a lot of Seinfeld episodes are for me, oh, where like yeah, I will turn on an episode of Seinfeld or I'll just be on Hulu looking through because I love the show and I'll be like, there is no way that I know every episode in this entire series. And I'll be scrolling through, like, season five, yeah, season six, Muffintop, yeah, season okay. seven, season yeah. eight. God damn it, I, I know every single one. Like, it, it, I'll turn to a different episode in, like, the, the clicker and be like, oh, yep, that's, uh, and know, like, three lines from it. And so I don't want to Seinfeld it to myself. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet with Rick and Morty. I, I, I rewatched the thing, and especially in season one, there was a few episodes where I was like, oh, I, I guess I just didn't really pay very close attention the first time around. I, I, I'm... I'm seeing some things that I didn't, I didn't remember seeing. I don't know what's going to happen next all, all the time. So so I, I watched it all and got caught up. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. I think once watch in a while. It's a big weekend of entertainment. A couple of times. To, I feel like I didn't get it all with one viewing. Like I've seen it a couple of times now to really follow the whole, like, all right, so this Rick went into that Rick, and then the, there were so many Ricks. It wasn't as easy to, to follow, I thought, as some of the other Rick and Mortys. I Every once in a while, you get the benefit of being able to enjoy the, enjoy the same content twice. That happened with me at Django Unchained in theaters because I went there with friends and I was so drunk that <laughs> by the time, like, like, I remember the next morning being like, man, that was a really good movie. And then trying to think and I'm like, what the fuck happened, though? Like, like <laughs> what, what happened in that movie? And like the last thing I could remember is, uh, oh, fuck. It must have been when uh, he was drunk Colonel Sanders, well. <laughs> when Colonel Sanders is in there and being like. Uh, you know, you can't come in the big house or whatever it is. Or like, oh, come on in, child, or whatever the fuck he was saying. Like, that's the last thing I remembered. So rewatching it again, I'm like, ah, it makes a lot more sense now. Like, the yeah. second half of the movie really, really is what ties this whole thing together. Yeah, it's like, a good fucking movie, <laughs> man. 
It Quentin is. Tarantino's next movie, I, I'm trying to think what it is. He announced it the other day, or it was announced the other day. I remember thinking I hated the premise. It, it's, uh, I'm, I hate it. I, I think you're going to hate it, too. I, I, and I, and I can't even recall premise? exactly what it is. I have to find it now because I brought it up. Um, this is a big weekend of entertainment. Quentin. Yeah, yeah anything with Game of Thrones. Next movie. Big week of entertainment. We'll focus on the Charles Manson murders. Yeah, so it's about Charles. It's about the Charles Manson murders. He's, you know, it's gonna. It, it's a historical kind of biopic kind of thing, right? You know, it's based. It's about Charles Manson and the the Sharon Tate murders. Um, and you don't think that's a very interesting premise? I don't think that's what I want Tarantino doing. I want Tarantino doing fucking like space gangsters or something. Like he can do whatever the fuck he wants, but I want him to. I, I like what I like his body of work thus far. I mean, Kill Bill's nothing like Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. I mean, it's totally, but I still love it. Um, I, Hateful this doesn't Eight sound to me fun was to me. unlike all the other ones too. I, I, I know not. And Django Unchained's a fucking western. You know, you know, yeah, it, it, they're amazing. all different. I yeah, I, I'll see it just because it's Tarantino. Totally, yeah, yeah, but not excited. But yeah. I, I don't know. I think it could I be feel good. the same I way I felt when I. Killer movies are fascinating. This isn't a serial killer movie, though. So, so, like, you know, Charles Manson was a manipulator. He he got these people to believe that he's, you know, a god or something. And um, he was trying to direct them to go kill... I'm going to butcher this, but he was going, trying to get them to go kill, like, a, a record producer or something like that who had turned him down business-wise in the past. This was a petty, like, revenge murder on Charles Manson's part, and he got these the, these these people to go do it for him. And, like, that's the whole movie, I would imagine, you know, if you're just going to stick to the facts. It well, I hope sounds... he doesn't get, you know, like, chained down by facts. I, I hope he Tarantino's it a little bit. I, I agree with you. Like, in, in Glorious Bastards, where you got sort of an alternate universe, mm -hmm. where Hitler gets machine-gunned in the face and everything. Now now we're talking. My, my brain clicked another peg farther, and, and I'm on board now, because... <laughs> <laughs> Every one of Quentin's Tarantino's movies are an alternate universe. They all exist within their own universe, where things like Red Apple cigarettes are a brand, and there, there, there's a common things throughout every mm. single one of his movies. And he's confirmed they all exist in the same alternate universe. One of the reasons that, like the events in Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and so on, are so violent, he said, is because you're dealing with an American society that got a very different ending to World War II. World War II was ended with. A, a, a bunch of American Jewish commandos storming a theater and machine gunning Hitler in the face and blowing up the entire Third Reich, right? So we're hard fucking core. We're a little bit more rough and tumble mm. than our current versions might have been otherwise, or are, you know? So well, I'll watch good. this now, now that All I right, have that yeah. in mind. That's, a, ah, that's an improvement. I'm a little more on board. Cool. I changed my own mind. Hey, can we do yeah. fitness talk a little bit? I know it's early in the show, but I... As long as we do entertainment talk after that, because this weekend is outrageously chock full of I great entertainment. I accept your terms. I, I, you know what? Yeah. I'm just excited because I have entered Wonderland. Wonderland is a place where your weight starts with one. And mm -hmm. I now weigh 199 pounds. What's funny is that I, I, yesterday was the first day I hit it. I hit it again today. Uh, it was a cause for celebration yesterday. By today, I wake up and say, ha-ha. <laughs> You're still fat. <laughs> you, could, <laughs> you would look better at 190 than you would at 199, and I'm not even sure we're done then. I'm not sure nine pounds gets us where, uh, you know, people look at me and say, damn, you know, like, it's impressive. I, I, bet you, I bet you anything, you won't stop at 190 because you'll get there and you'll be in this, that mentality already of, like, I'm in self-improvement mode. And you'll be like, I'm, I, I'm in for a penny, in for a pound, or in for 40 pounds. How about I get down to 180? <laughs> Or whatever, like, because you've already done 30 pounds worth. Yeah, I don't see myself, like, like I don't know, like, this is just my lifestyle. What I've done is I've gotten very snobby about food. 
right? I see someone drinking soda and I'm just like, look at them. Look at them, soda drinkers. Less of a person than me. And uh, <laughs> thanks, Kyle. And uh, or like whatever, like a milkshake or, or something. I just I, I did have my cheat meal today. I, I've been skipping my cheat meal. But um, uh, anyway, yeah, I just don't. That's see risky my... business, no. Like, so you hit one ninety nine, and you're like, ah, it just happened to fall on a cheat day. So no, oh, you, did you say you? It was it? the day after. I I, I had oh. been not doing my cheat meal for weeks, and to be honest. Oh, there wow. are people who think it helps who are like, yeah, if you just go straight up clean diet all the time, then like they feel like your body stop like, you know, treats carbs as more precious or whatever. Like you got to do a cheat meal once a week and, uh, and it aids it. I don't know. But uh, I think it's probably person by person. Kind of like there are people out there who are like total alcoholics who if they have one drink, they'll go back on off on the wagon off whichever oh, okay. one, the bad one. Is it? Oh, yeah. you're remember right. remember it that is. Seinfeld episode? He has that. Yeah. It's it's the one with the cashmere sweater. But which one is it? Is on or off the wagon? The the you that was the it. argument Jerry has with the alcoholic in the crowd. He he's like, well, no, I no, don't no. remember that joke. Well. On the wagon to to go get the booze, you know, or something like that. Whatever <laughs> he said. And he, but but if you're off the wagon, you're drink you're drinking. Yeah, you've fallen right. off the wagon. It's well, a then it's kind of like that. So some people. Like one little sip of wine, and they're off the wagon. Mm. But some people, if they can have a drink, even if they like to drink too much, and keep it under control. Same thing with cheat meals, I think, where some people might have a, an Oreo and and totally Ooh. lose their shit. Oh, I'd love an Oreo. I bought Kitty a Kitty asked the other day as she I went out. She's like, I want Nilla wafers and Oreos. And I haven't bought cookies in so goddamn long. Like, and it's not even the fitness thing. It's just like. Part of my lifestyle requires that I not go. When I go to the grocery store, I don't go down that goddamn cookie aisle. I really don't. It's ridiculous how how there's so many cookies now. I, Woody, I don't think you go to the grocery store often, dude. You go to a nice grocery store, and it's like cookies as far as the eye can see. There, there, there's like eight different kinds of Oreos, it's a bro. Cookie Wonderland. At first, I, I believed it to be propaganda I until I walk in the aisle and see they truly do have dozens and dozons of types of cookies. I cry with shame. <laughs> Yeah, I, I picture love like four bananas and eight aisles of cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story about Gorbachev, you know, coming to the U.S. Yeah. And, and, and wanting to see like one of these American grocery stores. They take him to one and he's like, bullshit. Of course you take me to this one. It's a plant. I will pick a grocery store. And then they drive down. The, this one, Winn-Dixie. That happens. And they go in and it's like loaded, of course, like yeah. every single American grocery store. Like yeah, everything you could want and more and more yeah. and more. And he cried. <laughs> And, 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 you know, his security's there looking at this shit, and they're all, like, <laughs> everybody's eyes were open that day. Yeah. And then they had to, like, turn it into their own propaganda in a way and be like, fattiest Americans not even content with double stuff Oreos. They need triple stuff Oreos. <laughs> Can't believe that they're watching. Is triple stuff Oreo a yeah. thing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude, there are so many. There are Thin Mint Oreos that on that it's you know you know Thin Mints sure. how they have that chocolate minty coating. Uh -huh. They take an Oreo and apply that. There are um, all kinds of dessert confectionery type Oreos. There's like pink lemonade uh, Oreos where it's like a, a vanilla cookie and on the inside it's sort of this pink honest, lemonade. None of these are my weakness. Yeah, yeah I, they I'm, are. I'm, Oreo R&D has to have the easiest job <laughs> in the world because they've started with the foundation of perfection, of a wonderful cookie. And so they can be like, how about we just like coat it in fucking caramel or something? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's going to sell. 
<laughs> okay, how about we put dark chocolate on it? Once again, people will buy them. You know, like, like, like they don't have to worry about anything. You'd have I to could try shit to on these two chocolate crackers and they buy it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. It's delicious. No, but she, I bought those things for her and she's little, so she doesn't eat many cookies. She's, she's like, oh yeah, I had my one. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, there's a whole goddamn sleeve now. And and like I would just walk into her office every time I passed and be like, oh yeah, one Oreo. And you I'd can't leave ninety percent, ninety-seven percent of a sleeve open. She like did. It, oh, someone's got to finish that sleeve. Obviously, it's two servings. I ate. Uh, <laughs> I, I ate a lot of those Oreos. This has been a week or so ago now. Let me. Mm. Um, I have a story I'm gonna tell, but I'm I'm gonna wait a little later. I'm gonna tell the Zaxby's story. Um, but uh, but but yeah, I wanted to. Talk. Oh, I guess fitness talk. Um, I've been running more. Have uh, you? I, I, I kind of like the I, downstairs. No, not running outside. I wouldn't oh, do that. I pictured it <laughs> outside. Okay. Fuck no. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Down here with the AC. I have the uh. A, 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 there's a bit oversized AC vent right above my uh, little gym area, and mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. Will Smith slide whatever piece of equipment I'm on <laughs> right under that motherfucker. So if I'm on the stairmaster that wings left here, cold air. If I'm on the elliptical or the treadmill, same thing. But uh, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of cardio. Uh, I, I, I like the of, idea of cardio too. The idea of cardio—it's—it's—it's <laughs> because it's, it's, it's usable strength. Like 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 I, I'm fairly strong, I guess. I mm-hmm. at least average, probably above it, I'd say. And I don't often use that sort of above average part of my strength. I don't usually have to lift 80, 90, 100 pounds above my head or anything like that. It's usually 35 pound stuff. But with cardio, that's how long you can go, right? That's your that's your gas tank. And I don't know, I, I kind of got inspired watching uh, Conor McGregor getting, getting ready for this Floyd Mayweather thing. Because I know that cardio is so important in that, in that thing. It, to a fighter, if I were a fighter, it would be the, one of the most important things. Because there's two ways to lose, I think. Yeah, there's dozens, but two ways that, in, in this regard, you can go in there and get knocked out and beaten. Or you can go in there and run out of gas and embarrass yourself and beat yourself. And that seems like the worst way to go. That, if you go in there and you, you don't have what it takes to even perform with that guy like you're clearly imagine coming up between rounds knowing that your gas tank is empty to take your beating like that would yeah. suck you just yeah. be like and i have guys- nothing that last round didn't go my way and this next one's looking worse do i, I have to cowboy cerrone had a fight just like that not Nick necessarily his gas tank was empty yep. but he knew he was going back to more ass whooping that was, you know yeah. it was one of those things where like we done we done done a couple rounds of this, bro. You 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 dude. sure you want? And, and Nate's over there. He's no mercy. He's like Stockton, motherfucker. That's, come dude, on. Let me lay this out. So Cowboy uh, Nate Diaz is like Stockton, motherfucker. Always giving the fingers, like totally disrespecting his opponents. And a lot of it pre-fight, the opponents are just like you know, like uh, whatever. What happens happens. Maybe even beaten mentally. Cowboy was not that guy. Cowboy was like, fuck me, fuck you. You know, like it was it was really neat to see the unstoppable force and the immovable object like go at it. And you're like, oh, Cowboy versus Nate Diaz. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then um, Nate's getting the better of him, you know, for the three round fight for the first two rounds. And then um, everyone knows it. Everyone knows Cowboy's not winning this fight. It's not his night. It's clear that on that night, Nate was the man. And two rounds in, Nate is like, fuck you. And Cowboy it goes, yeah. And, and, you know, here we go. Like, I'm coming out for the third round. I'm not leaving. And it's just like, it was, it was so impressive to me. It was such a feat of, like, strength and mental, mental strength, mental fortitude. It's like, yeah, yeah. I- Which is bigger, that or when Rory comes back out uh, mm. with his nose hanging off his face? 
<laughs> I guess Rory did it in a championship fight for five rounds. So Rory was winning that fight. He was winning on the scorecards. He would have won that fight if he didn't get knocked out in the fifth. He didn't um, get knocked out. He couldn't take the pain of his nose breaking for the fourth time. <laughs> who, who is this Rory? He took Rory another McDonald. jab in that bloody nose, and he just goes, Didn't the ref oh, the pain, and, and goes to the ground. I want to say the ref broke it up. I'm Oh, he did break it up, but oh, the yeah. reason he had to was because Rory gets tapped in the nose with, like, this stiff fucking jab, or maybe uh -huh. it was a straight. But it was just a flat, straight punch right into his nose that flattened his nose again, uh -huh. and it was already hanging off. And he just he stands for maybe, like, one beat, like, not a second, but a beat, if you know what that is. And, uh -huh. and he just goes, oh, and, like, goes down to the ground. And, of course... Lawler's coming for him. His lip's hanging off. He don't care about that fucking nose. Yeah. He wants to tear an ear Dude. off while he's at it. And so I, I'm sure the ref, yeah. That fight was, it was the we fight of it ever. It was a crazy night of fights. We saw Conor McGregor come out and fucking put on a, a, his light Against show. At the end. Yeah, but, but, but right before that, we, we saw that Rory fight, uh, and, and, and it was like, wow, is this Conor McGregor guy going to even be able to like top that? Because that was the best fight I've ever seen. Yeah, um, at the time, Kyle was less into UFC than he is now, and uh, I was just like dragging him by the hand, Kyle and Chiz, to go see these UFC fights at a movie theater. And uh, I'd never been to a UFC event at a movie theater before. It was a little like a live event. Like the, the people would cheer. There was like, it wasn't like they were talking like during a movie, but they were all like all of us were sort of looking at the fight. Some people were on Mendez's side, some McGregor's and, you know, like their highs and lows. And it was just it was neat. It was kind of it had a, a, an energy there. I would and, do it again. It, I would drive to go do it, especially if you got friends like, like it's, it's definitely superior to watching it. Even I, mean, I got a big TV and it's close to me and everything. And I'm in my room and it's blacked out. But still, that was a really cool experience being in that. The crowd was as cool as the screen, and it's yes. a movie screen. No, it's certainly okay. not small. Exactly. It's a huge it, it, movie screen. And the sound was, system. And yeah. this weekend, I know you wanted to go to Entertainment Talk. Maybe this is Entertainment Talk. That the, is, the, yeah. The, DC versus Jones is the headliner on the card this weekend. As this goes live, there's three title fights, Kyle saying. As this goes live, it'll be the night, tonight-ish. It's thir Thursday for me right now. And... Yeah. Uh, DC versus Jones is a huge buildup. This is like every maybe once or twice a year, UFC does a Super Bowl card. A Super, I, I, and, and like the fans are like, oh, we'll sacrifice this fight just to make the rest of them go on to the MMA gods. Let you know? Maya die as yeah. long as Cormier gets, keeps his belt. <laughs> right. If, if Woodley has to not make weight for the DC Jones fight to happen, it's a sacrifice we're willing to make. It, it, yeah. It's, oh my God. So uh, uh, there is a, a super card this weekend. The, the, the main event is Woodley versus Jones. I'm sorry, uh, DC versus Jones. Huge, huge. It's a rematch fight. DC has won every fight he's ever fought, except one. He, he won a Strike Force title. He's won the UFC title. He's beaten everyone they ever put in front of him. He beat the heavyweights. He had like a couple, four, maybe, UFC heavyweight. And, and just as he was about to face, like, get a title shot, his good friend was the title holder. So he stepped out to 205, beat guys there, gets to Jones. And Jones wins a decision against him. It was a good decision, but yeah. you know it was still a decision. Finish him, and uh, then Jones, of course, is taking steroids and crashing into women with his car. They strip him of his belt. DC's been the champ, but he hasn't beaten Jones. And here's his chance. And and Jones might not be the same guy. You know, Jones won't be on steroids, presumably this time. And they've tried to do this before. That's the other thing. It's like that's what makes the buildup so crazy. Is they tried to have DC Jones two already at UFC and it 200. fell through because of something jones did he's done steroids. so much stuff it's hard to keep the 
the timeline straight, whether that was dick pill steroid pop or it that was, was running over the he pregnant had two woman, illegal substances in his or, blood and it was, ster- it was two like either steroids <clears throat> or masks for steroids and uh dc heard about it and they're like dude you can't fight this guy the athletic commission's doing it whatever uh he's on steroids no fight and dc goes can i fight him anyway, anyway. i want to fight him anyway i'll sign it I'll, just let of me sign it would. i'll sign and then I'll get to fight John Jones. I want to fight this guy. I don't care if he's on steroids. And it's like, oh, you're such a badass. So the hope that Jones, uh, DC hasn't gotten better. That's not a thing. He might have mentally gotten better. That was his first title shot ever. And you know, there's a whole lot of hype and like pressure that goes on a guy uh, as they enter a title shot. So maybe DC's got a little mental advantage, but he's older and he hasn't learned anything new, I'm sure. You know, you don't pick up new fighting skills at 38 years old. The hope for me is that Jones is worse. The hope is that... You you were dealing with with roided Jones before, and now you're dealing with a lesser athlete, but I don't think that's the fucking case. I thought both of you guys were both... We were pulling for John Jones a bit to see the... No, no, no. no, 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 You were very wrong, and I'm slightly insulted. (laughs) I thought you were pulling for the Blackhawks, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. (laughs) It's clear who you want to root for. These These guys face off. And one of them is like a really friendly, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. He's like, hey, I'm Daniel Cormier. I, I wrestled in school, and, man, I'm, uh-huh. I'm the world champion. And you like my suit? I, I know I'm a little overweight, but, man, I'm a hard worker. I love my wife, and, and my kids are so important Oh, I love to them me. so much, and they love me, and why wouldn't they? Because I'm wonderful. And then you've got John Jones over there. He, like, hit a woman on the way in. Like He's, like, he's like getting up on the stage. He's getting up on the stage, like, elbow checks a fucking ring girl. And, like, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Get here. Like, like he just—he—he's a real—he's kind of a jerk. And the the, the the real thing I hold against him more than anything, because I don't care if my sports athletes like run over women and do drugs. I really don't. Like the, that guy's there to hit a ball or to hit a man or to sink a putt, whatever. I don't care what he does in his spare time. But he pokes people in the eye when they're fighting on purpose, and he's already got 84 inches of reach. Why does he have to add three or four more? Like yeah, it, the first like time, that. like the Jones, I saw of him doing that. That was enough to make me really dislike him because you can tell there's there's like there's nothing about it that looks accidental. Like it it doesn't look at all like oh I just fight like this and you happen to walk into me. It's like no you you're you're like looking where their eye level is and trying to get them to walk into your fingers or. or, They do police that a little more than they did during Jones's run. You flat out crazy got away with it. Now you know the ref will tell him close your fist, close your fist, do it. I don't know how much it'll work. Controversy happened. I don't remember the fighter's name. But it you was um, Gunnar Nelson see. versus some jackass. That cunt is so much worse than Jones, though. He, but Taylor, this guy when he throws Nelson's right, name, like, he's like a good as, guy. as he's throwing his strikes, he's like ah punch with a thumb in your eye. <laughs> he's like punch with a thumb in your eye, <laughs> and like he's he like he's like dragging his thumbnail across their eyeball, and it's Dude. just like and he does it four times, and every time after the guy's like ah. It's kind of hard to see now, and he's like getting the worst of it. And he's like, the ref is either not seeing it or not caring. I know for one thing, if somebody pokes me in the eye, I would scream, "I poke!" <laughs> you should <laughs> like, see an eye poke. You might think of an eye poke as like a gentle kind of thing or like an eye touch. No, dude, they get one or two knuckles deep. Like you have to see two knuckles into an eyeball, and you're like, "Oh my god, I didn't know eye pokes were that bad." <laughs> What'd like you say? your eye is not meant to be poked no, like that. Like it's, it's it's like 
It's the but, testicles of the face. Like they're very <laughs> sensitive. And I don't remember where I heard that, but it's That's very great. apt description. <laughs> like that is, if you want to ruin somebody's face, you go for the eyes. Like uh, I watched we'll some see. clip, oh, uh, I, a friend of mine talking about Nate or Nick Diaz, whichever mm -hmm. one fought uh, Anderson Silva. Nick. The, the, the spider, Nate did? Nick. Nick. So I watched that like highlight clip because he was like, he's Laying into UFC down. and he's like, you got to watch Nick do this and see how much of a, an asshole he was and how much he was showboating the whole time. And I was like, oh, he must have really beat the shit out of Anderson Silva. Like, let me let me check this out. I started watching it and like four minutes into this compilation video, I'm like, you know what? This all he's doing is like flipping him off and then getting punched in the face. <laughs> like he's he's like being like, oh, I'm, I'm Anderson Silva. He was mocking Anderson Silva. And then he'd go up and Anderson Silva would dodge all his punches and land one of his own. And it was like, man, you, how many times can you do that before you realize, oh, this strategy, it's making me look like a douche. Like, I, I, if I'm going to be this cocky, I can't be getting my ass beat. And that's from the amateur eyes I was viewing it from. It seemed like, it seemed like he was making a fool of himself rather than, you know, doing what I saw in Anderson though. Silva. Oh, yeah, okay. So Anderson Silva is a counterpuncher. So what Anderson Silva does is he waits for you to punch, dodges it, and hits back. That's his big thing. And he's especially good at it. He trains it constantly. They'll have, like, painted footprints on the gym. Both of you guys stand here well within range, dodging. Like, they just practice counterpunching all the time. Anyway, the other thing he does, he kind of clowns opponents. So he needs you to come at him for his fight style to work. He's just like, you know, I can't pressure you. I suck at that. What I need is for you to pressure me to extend yourself, and then I, I'll find an opening as you try and mm -hmm. hit me. So Nick Diaz was like, I don't want to do that. I'll do anything else. And uh, so he lays on the ground. He puts his back against the cage. He's doing all kinds of things, being like, no, you come to me. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. What you want me to do is to walk into you, to pressure you, because you're excellent at dealing with that. So how about I force you to pressure me? And that led to a bunch of bozo antics where both yep. of them are just like, you come at me. No, you come at me. No, you do it. You throw a first punch. I'll throw the first punch. Like that fight. I thought that fight sucked. A lot of people are just predisposed to really liking Nate Diaz because of the way he does interviews. Or Anderson Silva. Now that you've explained it, that Anderson Silva gets all his hits from countering, that does make more sense. Yeah. It does, is Nick a guy who also is a counter Not fighter? typically. I think that fight he wanted to be because he's up against the best counter puncher in the world, so he doesn't want to he's be a not pressure. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, whenever it's stylistic like that, you know, one guy is trying to beat the other guy's style. Uh, the Cormier guy who's fighting this weekend, he fought Anderson Silva. He had a solution for it. He just took him to the ground oh, and he, laid on top he of beat him. Anderson Silva. The Cormier yeah. guy that beat Anderson Daniel Silva. Cormier. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot they fought for a second. My bad. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Because, he, so, he so here's a little downs. inside knowledge that you won't know. Then I, I, I thought maybe you did. Um, Anderson. Spoke, spoke to John Jones the other night, calls uh -huh. him, and he, he says, DC, he has fear in his heart. <laughs> he has to take me down every time, and I am old man. You are a young man. He will not take you down. He has fear in his heart. <laughs> and, so John, and so John Jones is like, now that's, that's John, what John Jones is saying at every media thing. They're like, oh, so John, we, we heard that you spoke to Anderson, the spider Silva. What did he have to say about the upcoming fights? Well, he said that DC had fear in his heart. <laughs> like, like, that's what he says there. And DC's over there smiling. I had never seen how bad DC's teeth are. His whole He's like, missing top one too. front row. Forget the missing tooth because okay. that makes it. That's, that's, that's the best part about his smile. <laughs> <laughs> that black part segment where nothing exists, that void <laughs> without a tooth, that's the best part. They're all like, they look honestly 
like they have a film of like filth on them from not brushing for a week. Like it doesn't look like they're decayed. They just look yellow, a little bigger than they should be and not straight, but like they really look like they have a film that if you took like a washcloth that was dark and like rubbed them, you would get visible like grody stuff that would like scrape off his teeth. And that was at the press conference. I was like, God damn, dude, get your teeth white. And if you're going to smile in front of 10 million people. I was going to say that. Like, uh, yeah, that's... I'm having, wow. In a lot of his pictures, when he smiles, he doesn't show his teeth. Yeah, that's smart. I didn't realize it. Yeah, they're they're quite bad, and, and it's it's the yellowness more than anything. It really is the color. Not I don't. If somebody's got jacked up teeth, like the, I think that different shaped teeth can can definitely have character, and they don't one two one. They don't necessarily like. It's not like a scar on your face. You're not Jose Aldo. You just got some messed up teeth. You'll uh-huh. you'll get by, but but like this is this is too much. Like like if that were a woman, I could never kiss that woman. I I feel like her. I would like my tongue would like go across her teeth, and it'd be really slippery. Ooh. <laughs> Like, like you know, like rocks my... in a river with algae on them, how you can, like, yeah. like, like that, that's his teeth. I, I'm not getting a good picture. I'm on the, I'm, like, showing people pictures of DC Smile, or Cormier Smile, and I'm... That's a good strategy, I think, in a fighting sport to just have horrible, horrible, nasty breath. Like, at the very least, it will be a little distracting. Wayne fucking Gretzky did that. He would eat four hot dogs with mustard and onions before every game and breathe on people. Who was that? It's the NHL. Like you know better than me, but who was that really like bothering? Like, like uh, it's it's not about bothering teammates. as much. He cut as... my finger off, but goddamn, did you smell his breath? <laughs> that, man, yeah, tic tac. Aside from Wayne, Gre- uh, uh, let me ask you. Maybe you know this. Yes. How common is it for NHL players to just piss on the bench in their pants? I know oh, Gretzky's man. done it. Do they I, all? I've heard about Gretzky doing it before. I don't know if that's confirmed. Maybe it is. Um, I don't think... I mean, as a goalie, I I didn't really see that happening because I was on the ice the whole time. Was there ever any yellow uh, section? No, no, there was was never... Like, you would have to be a real animal to just fill your cup with pee and then, like, out of, like, your cup breathing holes, there's just, you know, fluid coming out and it's dripping yeah. down. Like, if somebody peed on the ice next to you, it wouldn't be like, uh, oh, yeah, it's a real tough game, eh? You know, we can't get out there to use the bathroom. The coach <laughs> is really riding us hard. Like, it'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, no, you don't piss here. Vladimir pissed himself again. That's, that's a thing that I happens. I do it on purpose. Um, <laughs> I do it on purpose. <laughs> I, I, that's I where that whole myth is, came from. It is a mind There's game. You know, some incontinent <laughs> Ukrainian, like, started this whole thing up. Like, <laughs> It is culture. You know, do not be bigoted. <laughs> like, the way they tell the Gretzky stories, like, he's an absolute hero. Like, oh, my God, this guy's so into hockey, he peed himself on the bench. And I'm just like, it sounds to me like he had bad planning. You know, it's yeah. only 20 minutes between periods. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I, and, and, I and wasn't he known think... as like a fast, agile skater? Mm-hmm. He couldn't like oh. tiptoe his way to the bathroom real quick and piss. Like if, if you told me he okay. shat at the bench, I'd be like, wow, OK, all right. If, if you told I... me that he, that he like dropped his pants and, there, and, and like a bucket was produced and he filled <laughs> it up. Oh, and, 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 and and then just slid it back under there nonchalantly. <laughs> just like, that, that's, he does that's like one happened. wipe. Just, yeah, they had a baby that, wipe. The, the sharding thing you're talking about, uh, like you don't notice with players as much because if they need to run to the locker, they just get off the bench and run back. It's happened with goalies before where they are all, they are sick and they have like diarrhea in the middle of a period. And so like right at a whistle, like I remember it happened to Roberto Luongo. Where like right after a whistle at one time he just was booking it to the bench and they're like 
Oh, must be something up with Luongo there. Really headed to the bench in a hurry. Looks like the backup's coming out. And then, like, two whistles later, he's, like, sweaty and, like, walking back up to the bench. <laughs> and they're like, all right. And the back out's back out. And it looks like Luongo's back in the net. And I think he he's known on Twitter for being funny. And he tweeted out later that night, like, that he, like, it, no big deal, guys. I'm not injured. Just had to take shit <laughs> right in the middle of a game. But, yeah, if somebody pissed on the bench, you'd be a real asshole. All right, so just to, just to cover the UFC thing, because that's just the beginning of this oh. one-for-one weekend of entertainment, you've got three title fights. Of course, you've got Daniel Cormier and John Jones facing off this crazy grudge match, but you got Chris Cyborg coming back. Who can no longer enter the U.S. Army, it like appears. That. Yeah, well, we'll get to that later. I, I, I'm, I'm on board with that one. We've got Chris <laughs> Cyborg uh, coming in, and she just looks hideous she's so fucking like, like like and i would say this if she were a man they're like like bigfoot silva is a hideous fucking man and i say it every time i see it chris cyborg like 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 looks just like that that puppet from saw like like i'm gonna send you that image it's it's and uh anyway she's fighting this other uh other lady who also looks like a brawler looks like she can handle her on, hold her on so i'm really looking forward to that and then you got tyrone woodley facing off against damian maya T- tyrone woodley's a a a fast tall striking guy he just hits like a ton of bricks and uh he's he's defended his title three t- this will be the third time this year he's defended his title which i like a lot yeah uh the, he, he beat up wonder boy twice now in my opinion not one and a half and i think this is going to be a really good fight because he's facing off against damian maya who is a really you know what he's doing like like, yeah. like a lot of times when you go a ufc fight starts it's like this guy has like this guy could wrestle you. This guy could strike you. This guy could hit you with an elbow or a knee. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. But this time you're like, hey, I'm Damian Maya. We're going to the ground, and I might break some parts off of you. Let's go. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and you, everyone knows it going in. Woodley knows what, what Maya wants to do. Maya knows what, that Woodley knows what he wants to do. And all of us watching out in TV land know all of that shit, too. But they're still going to fight it out. And Damian Maya's got a very good chance, if you ask me. The, He's a big dude. I want to talk about how ugly Cyborg is. And the thing is, <laughs> I, I would not be hazing somebody for being ugly if it wasn't so, like, self-imposed. Big bigly. It's not that it's, it's bigly to me. Like, you could be a very ugly person. I won't say a word. I, I, here, I'm about to. I think Joanna Champion is not a, a good-looking girl. Uh, I like her. She's kind of nice, and she's a fighter, and she brings it all the time. But in terms of modeling, she has no modeling career. This woman looks like that because of a lifetime of steroid abuse. Her, you want to play a game? Her it's face like... has been distorted. She has like TRT head. There's a certain kind of cheekbone structure that you see. This is what happens when you abuse steroids. And by the way, she's been busted for steroids twice now. Right? It's not like I'm assuming she's on steroids because she fails the eye test, which she always does. It's because twice she's been busted for steroids, and now they're giving her a title shot. This is By clearly way, a manman or whatever the in-between term is. It, it, she's ugly as fuck because of her lifetime of drugs. Taylor, have you ever deadlifted? Yeah. Like to find out how, how, much do you, how much can you do you lift? Like, like, like what oh, would be a heavy weight for you to grab? Since, since high school. Yeah, but sure, you're a grown remember. man and you're, and, and you're strong. How much would be a heavy weight for you to grab right now? I don't know, a couple hundred pounds. I haven't yeah, done right? it in yeah, so long. Like, like 250 yeah. would definitely be a heavy deadlift for me. Cyborg does like 400 for reps. That is outrageous. That's, uh, so she's a very – and these – like you linked this picture, Kyle. This is – this Jack uh, – not Jack saw, Jigsaw – guy yeah. does look exactly like her yeah like she's a, she's a little scarier frankly <laughs> than, 
like if, if I if I were walking real. down a if I were walking down a dark alley and I saw that you know shitty little toy on a tricycle, I would I would walk right by it. I wouldn't even turn around. I'd be like, I'm still saving the time going through this alley. Walk right by him. You're not gonna catch me. I'm an adult. I can run faster than you can ride a trike. I can run faster than anyone on the planet can ride that trike. <laughs> like like it doesn't matter if you're fucking Neil Armstrong. But Lance. this lady, if I Lance Armstrong, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter if you're Neil either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you said anybody. I really didn't need to correct. Yeah. Or or Louis Armstrong. <laughs> but but this lady, if I saw her in a dark alley, like I, I would not want to play her game. I'd go mm. right back out of there. Like she, no, she's playing. Some this scary is not a natural. Can you imagine look. her? I I think she's straight. Man, I bet she she like like what kind of man does it take to handle this? You know what I mean? Like like for her to it it, it for her to ever like get like tousled a little bit and held down for like maybe that that's what she's into who do we have to find yeah. like, like the average guy's not cutting it i, I don't yeah, really right. I think she if i were it. to have sex with her she would just find herself unimpressed she'd squeeze you out of her and be like get out of here yeah squeeze you out <laughs> yeah she'd, she'd get out <laughs> she'd kegel and i'd pop across the out of the bed she literally would i guarantee <laughs> that like these this is you've seen those women who like put a watermelon between their thighs and crush them I can't do that. Um, there, are, there are totally women who can't. <laughs> well, I know I've I've held a watermelon before, and I know my thighs don't possess that power. They just don't. God, no. Chris Cyborg, she's so powerful. I, really I want to do some fruit the... destruction on the show. I wonder if I can crush a watermelon. I have on a live stream oh. torn an apple in two once. What a badass! We'll have an apple <laughs> crushing competition. <laughs> all okay. of, but first, all of us need to get on TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, uh -huh. and th let's do this as a bit. All of us get on <laughs> TRT for like a month and see if PKA devolves into like, I'll tell you a thing or two about Game of Thrones. The Sansa point you're making is fucking retarded. <laughs> like, and then, no, it's not, Taylor. No, it's not. It's like we're just yelling at each other all the time. <laughs> Maybe that would happen because testosterone, mm -hmm. it would make us all less agreeable. You know? I definitely think so. Yeah, we'd be less agreeable. We'd we'd be more prone to maybe some disagreements and some mm. outbursts. You'd be less likely to let something go that maybe rubbed you the wrong way a little bit. Maybe yeah, you get update the PKA logo to be like T PKA and then diagonally like on TRT, and we just yeah. all fight for uh, four you just hours. Put muscles. You put oh. like arms coming out of the P and out of the A, like out of the side with like bulging, like mm. like like one of those. Like like yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so, so yeah, that's just the beginning of the wonderful entertainment this weekend. Of course, we got Game of Thrones. Maybe we'll talk about that oh, a little even, bit later. Oh, no, we did cover all three. Oh, but you also got Rick and Morty premiering. Uh, episode two, I'm told. It's on the uh, fan Wikipedia. It, it, it has been said uh, by, <laughs> by some silly people. Uh, but, 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 yeah, it's a big weekend of entertainment. I think that's it. Is there anything else? In entertainment? I don't. I, I thought I don't there was something believe. else in addition to those three things. But, yeah, that's, that's still pretty big. I'm looking forward to it. I finished to uh, that show Ozark. Very, very good. Because I, I added it, it yeah. to my watch list. I, I saw that it's, I, I read the description. It says that it's about a Chicago man who relocates to Missouri with his family. And he has, he's being forced to launder half a billion dollars of drug money, I think. Yeah, a huge amount. That's not, not all in the first season is the half a billion, <laughs> but he has to do a lot there. And he's, uh, he's not in like St. Louis or Kansas City. He's in obviously the Ozarks, which is its own kind of weird culture is that southern or north? that's far southern okay like uh about as far south is that as your grandparents or grandpa uh it's 
It's closer than I am to them, but they're actually further south than that. Ah, even more extreme, I see. Okay. Even more extreme. And then that poor character lady, she dances around from this voice over to a, a, a different kind of voice, and then sometimes just talks like this. Hey, we, we don't even watch color TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's... It's good. I really like it. it. It has that Breaking Bad vibe without that Breaking Bad weight. <laughs> Not that the Breaking Bad weight was bad, you know, but but still. I think you'll like it a lot. I like those... Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you could even solidify about the genre. Like, what is it about Breaking Bad that's so great? Like, it's his um, character arc, right? Like his it, It's whole... watching someone outsmart people and, and do something naughty. It, it's watching a guy who is bigger and better than the system. It, it, we're all constrained by that system, and here's a man who wouldn't take it anymore. And it just so happens that he's also, like, smart. You know, he's a smart guy. He doesn't just break the law brazenly. Like, like he doesn't just steal the car off the side of the road and tear off into the night. No, it's, it's these meticulously planned out thoughts, uh, plans, the way he puts everything together. Everything Walter White did, whether it's getting that, uh, that, that giant magnet in the truck to erase the laptop or whether it's whacking 15 guys in prison or whatever. Like, it's just, it was so cool to watch this guy go from mm -hmm. high school chemistry's teacher who would, they, they never really address it. Like, there's never a point where Walt, Walt stops and goes, my whole life, it's been this and then that and then this and this was taken from me. Like, he doesn't bitch and moan. He never complains to the audience. When he has so much reason to, right? His wife. Remember that lazy hand job she gives him on his birthday on the first episode? Oh, I right? oh, got that. Yeah. His whole I life didn't. is dog shit. His life is very much like uh, Nygaard's life is in the first season of um, Fargo. And, 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 and you saw what happened there. You know, Nygaard finally puts mm -hmm. the hammer to the back of his wife's head. And, you know, that'll Have fix Have you ever got machine. like halfway through a hand job and just been like, this is just making me sad? No, I'm a fan. No, I, I, I you are. You yeah. don't. I, I almost see it as like, oh, honey, like let me take a shot at shaving your legs today. No, it's like, <laughs> no, it's not helpful, and I'm not going to be that good at it. Like, you got to get an if enthusiastic we're gonna get hand job. Someone who's like down there, you know, you, you got to get like both hands rocking and all kinds. Of, maybe one hand's like down here, and the other hand, like with the like girls' hands are smaller. <laughs> Gr no, Dude, girls' hands are smaller, so they like like put the palm like right on the head of your cock and like grab the whole head of your cock, and it's like in their fist, and they're just like crazy stuff going on. I, I should like, clarify, lazy yeah. hand jobs. You no, gotten, no, lazy everyone hand has jobs. gotten a lazy hand job before, and halfway through. You're all thinking like she's start. It's starting to look like she's playing with rope, you know, like because you're, you're, it's just not fun. Like, 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 like one of those saltwater taffy. But you're right. The difference between it. a good yes, yeah, it's, it's like saltwater taffy. Almost every aspect spirit. of sex enthusiasm is the key. You know, yeah, it, it doesn't matter right. if it's regular fucking, if it's a blowjob, if it's a hand job. It's really about the enthusiasm. Yeah, the blowjob thing. That's that's a better way to put it. It's not about the act as much as the enthusiasm because if. You know, you're getting a very lackluster, let's get this done blowjob. That's still not as pleasurable because you're like, this, this person doesn't even want to be doing this. Like, they, right. like what, I, now I'm like thinking about that instead of thinking about having fun with it. You know, don't mm. care for that. Mm. Don't care for that. Well, you, I, I've never found a woman who didn't like sucking dick. Like, I guess well, I have. I just not, didn't talk to them anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never been interested in a woman who didn't like sucking dick. Like <laughs> I mean, way, right? but like, there's there's lots of levels of sucking dick. Maybe one weekend oh, you're out you with someone really and you get a great like, you get a great dick sucker, and then the next week that same gal, you know, you get a lazy one, and you're like, oh, well, what did I purchase? Like, <laughs> what, 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 like what if uh, 
Like what? It'd be like if you went to Chick Fil A and you got a delicious sandwich, and then you went back there, you know, the next week, and it was a Wendy's chicken sandwich. Ugh. You'd be like, I don't know what to expect anymore. Like, which was the norm? Was the was the Chick Fil A sandwich to dupe me into continuing to purchase these shitty Wendy's ones, <laughs> or was this Wendy's one the exception? And All we're right, gonna so quickly return good- to that delicious. Peanut butter, oil, peanut oil fried. This chicken. is a good segue. Uh, I guess this is kind of an I'm an asshole moment, but but the mm. truth is I am an asshole. I'll be the judge. So, so like the, you don't need to 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 <laughs> ponder whether or not I am an asshole. Let's just begin with I'm an asshole and go from there. Okay. Okay. So I drive about ten or twelve minutes to a restaurant, Zaxby's, to get some food for myself and Kitty. Uh, it's a very simple order. I'd like a number one combo with a Coke. I'd like a number two combo also with a Coke. And in addition, one order of onion rings, sir. And something Out for there. Kitty. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and a small the onion rings water. are actually for Kitty. She, she, she really likes the onion rings. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't love them so much. So he's like, huh, I can't hear you through the window and everything. He's having lots of problems with his headset or something. He just can't hear me, can't get the order so he's just like all right pull around and, and I'm, I'm already behind cars so it's like well i'll just sit here and wait next to the speaker that apparently doesn't work so that didn't make me mad at all i didn't care a bit about that got to the window big fat cunt big fat motherfucker this dude is huge big fat motherfucker and he's real bad at his job he's got an effeminate voice he's like i just don't know what i'm doing with this headset and he's just like he can't make my drinks like like he can't so like this really hot girl comes over she starts making the drinks I don't care about fatso anymore. I'm, I'm more interested in the, in, in the cute girl. I'm like, oh, I want to come back here more often. This girl's really pretty. She gives me my drinks. Eventually, he gets my food to me. I leave. I get almost to the on-ramp of the interstate, and I'm like, ah, let me slide my fast food into this. I have a heat bag that zips up that keeps the food warm because it's a 10-minute drive, and it's Kitty's food. So let me slide my food into its heat bag and zip it up. Oh, shit. Only two plates of food. Should have been three. Where are my onion rings? So I go back. Get back in the drive-thru line. Not really mad at all. This shit happens. It's fast food. Get to the window. I mean, get to the uh, the speaker. Hey, can I take your order? It's like, ah, just here to pick up the onion rings that you left out. Okay, pull around. I really don't have much of a choice. So I, I sit there through the line again, you know, six or eight cars. Get to the window. No apology at all. No apology at all. He just kind of hands me these onion rings. And like you're like, annoying him. Yeah. yeah like you yeah. inconvenienced him. So I take the onion rings, go on my way. Didn't give me any straws for my drinks either time. Get to the exit of Zaxby's, about to pull into the highway, and I'm like, you know what? Let's these feel a little light. These onion rings feel a little light because, like, at Zaxby's, if you order onion rings, you get like 30 rings. Like, they fill a styrofoam plate up that's like this big. It's like mm. it's it's rectangular. It's longer mm. than it is wide. They give you a bunch. There's always leftover, and they're really good onion rings. Pop the top. Let's check these out. About eight of them in there. About eight fucking onion rings in my box. He's wasted too much of a time now. It's been half an hour on this journey and <laughs> haven't even started on my way home. And I'm just like, all right, that's it. Put the car in reverse. Just like back in, into a parking space. I'm going in. Go in with my onion rings. And I'm just, 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 just a, boiling, <laughs> a boiling vessel of rage. And, I, and, and there's a pretty girl, though. And I'm like, hey, is your manager here? I need to speak to someone. He's like, I, I can help you. I was like, Really want to talk to the manager. And, and, and I hear someone in the back, and she goes, like, Karen, someone wants you. And a 22-year-old girl with braces comes out. See, already there will be no satisfaction had here today <laughs> unless I earn it. 
<laughs> so I say to her, hey, these are my onion rings. I had to go through the line twice. This is my third trip back here. That's not a full order of onion rings. That guy's really bad at his job. He's not able to take the orders or even get them straight, and he doesn't know the menu. And he gives me a look. I didn't like the look. And I said, that's right, fat boy. You said that? <laughs> bad at job. And she acted like I called him a nigger or a kike or started talking about the Third Reich or something. Was she was like, whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa! And I'm like, what? I didn't know they made uniforms that big. Oh, wait, <laughs> they don't! Because his uniform is stretched over his enormous body. And he turns away then. No more smirk from his smart ass. And she's like, you get back here. I, I got a thing or two to say to you. And I'm like... Good night, braces, because she had braces on. I guess uh -huh. that's a bit of a good night, nice. braces, and I and I, uh, I left, and I was and I I don't think I can ever go back to Zaxby's. After <laughs> so that you now. Oh, oh no, who's mean to wait staff? Huh? Don't, huh? don't well, they I, mess I, up your order? Did they make you wait too long? Huh? Who's mean to wait staff now, Kyle? Uh, I'm always I, I I will be incredibly <laughs> mean to wait staff if it me over like two or three times. Um. I, you have more of a spontaneous rudeness. That's not fair. This is a little more organic. Everybody yeah. uncomfortable. Or I was like, ah, no, I hope I she doesn't spit in my food because of what he said. They just make <laughs> this up, people. They like to fuck with you on this. <laughs> See, but, Kyle, uh, like, the thing about like you having to go in there a third time, you can't even go back into a restaurant, fast food or not, a third time and expect your food or expect any kind of satisfaction, because even if they bring you out a delectable tray of onion rings, you still have no confidence that the crack team of food specialists back there <laughs> didn't fuck with your food. No, because they would have fucked with it. Those I people, you think uh, that the braces manager is going to get on to the fat guy that she's defending if he were to rub his nutsack on one of the onion rings? Like, no, of course not. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was, that's, I just, that was part of it as well. Like, as soon as I got there, the girl was like, oh, I'll get you some more. And I, I said, it's not about the rings anymore. <laughs> I, I walked in here knowing that I would have no onion rings tonight, man. Like, 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 like that. That's gone. That's like, like, like in a battle scene in Game of Thrones where someone's like, "Oh no!" It, it, it's more like, a, a, um, oh, what is it? Ah, it's fucking Butch, Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, when they're on the cliff face and they're all pinned down and the bullets are ricocheting all around them, and he's like, "Ah." Oh. We got to jump into the river off the cliff. It's like 200 feet down. And one of them's like, but I can't swim. He's like, you fool. The fall will probably kill us. Like, it, it was <laughs> one of those moments. That, I didn't care about the rings. There, there were no rings going to be produced. I needed satisfaction. Yeah, sometimes but, yeah, it's I good say, just I to complain. I, I, still, I, I feel a little bit bad for, for calling the guy fat. But he was, an, he was a grown adult, and he was very fat. Um, <laughs> so from an accuracy standpoint, spot on. <laughs> no, I'm saying I he wasn't a child or anything. He was an adult. He can fucking take it, you know. If he the so, the thing about her getting wildly offended when you called him fat, I hate that same technique used around a curse word. Yeah. Or what's worse yet is you say hate. They get every once in a while I'd be like, oh man, I hate this. <gasps> he said hate. Oh my gosh, it's so terrible to have hate in your heart you cannot like something but to hate is just vile and all of a sudden the topic is about me hating something like it, this is not a word that has tremendous depth and meaning to me i hate some stuff like it, it, yeah. it, it doesn't I don't feel that well it's, it's a convenient way out for that manager at least in this example mm -hmm. where there was no way to justify it and be like yeah sorry i just don't have a good control on my team like it's sorry we're just not very good at what we're doing here like, as soon as you gave her an out of, you like that fat ass? Like, she's like, oh, 
oh, thank God. All right, I don't have to take responsibility for my actions. I can now pretend to be offended. She wanted and more. And with victimhood comes power, and so <laughs> now was, I'm good. She was following me out. Get back here, sir. And it's like, <laughs> and a manager of a fast food restaurant follows customers out. I, and it's crazy because they had a shooting there. Like that's where the cops got shot in La, in oh, Livonia. Like, we watched like, that like on a, the show. Yeah, we watched. It, it, it seems like she'd be scared to go outside chasing some <laughs> maniac who just stormed out of a store over some onion rings, right? Like, like that's, that's why that, that happens. Just Those cursed cops us all out over place. onion rings, lady. Like, like, are you really want to follow him out there? He's clearly a bit of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they no, do it I do about feel curse a little words bit bad too. about about what yeah. I said to him, but my outrage was genuine, and I really do think. At least in some small way, he was trying to fuck me over when he gave me that light box of onion rings because hmm. it was just so night and day difference. It wasn't like a little light. It was like a spite box of onion rings. That, that, and you know that that guy is the kind of guy who notices the weight and girth of fast food items. He's that a, guy a is gourmet. a rain man of sorts. <laughs> if, you, like, if you put... Like, just put a plate and then put any assortment of Zaxby's food on there, and that guy can keep his eyes closed and be like, that's 920 calories, two butter biscuits, one fried chicken wing, and that mashed potatoes, and no gravy. Hmm, interesting. Like, that, <laughs> very kind, close, of, very that close. kind of shit. Like, <laughs> boneless or traditional wing? <laughs> boneless. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's got it. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, starts, like, clicking his tongue like a bat, like... <laughs> I, 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 can hear, I can hear the bones resonating. These are bone in. These are bone in. <laughs> I have oh, a, man. an am I an asshole kind of topic I saved. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Let's All see. right. So um, it's called Pro Revenge. It's a subreddit, and I've been storing it for a little while. It's about four paragraphs, so get comfy. I work in a small-scale accounting firm, 150 employees. I get along well with all my coworkers except two or three. I'll introduce the story. There's a female coworker of mine. Let's call her Jessica. Jessica's the office flirt, and while others don't mind it, I very much do. My boyfriend and I have been together for six months, and I frankly don't appreciate some of the tramp flirting with me and grabbing my ass and whatnot. For confusion's sake, this is a dude, a gay dude, and this woman's flirting with him. I don't know why she singled me out. I'm not above average attractiveness. If I were to rate myself, I'd say a strong six. The first time her advances came on too strong, I calmly rebuffed her, told her I didn't appreciate it, and I told HR. For a few weeks, she left me alone. Then she cornered me in the break room. While she was wearing a low-cut blue blouse, she was fond of it. Wait, she was fond of. And that honestly was against company dress code, but something she got away with by teasing our boss. I can't remember her exact words, but it was something along the lines of, I love men who play hard to get, but I'm getting impatient. She left shortly after, and I went to HR and reported the incident. The boss came into my office later that day. We had a few words over the incident, and I was basically laughed out of there. So I went home for the day, contacted my boyfriend's brother, an attorney, and talked to them about my plan. A few days later, she came on to me again, and instead of going to HR, I walked into my boss's office and told him I planned to sue if nothing was done. I had the reports and the confirmation of my female co-workers as evidence jessica was fired the next day but i wasn't done for the next nice. nine i'm sorry for the past nine months she's been going through a nasty divorce i had my so's brother contact her soon-to-be ex-husband's lawyer so her attorney friend contacts 
that woman's husband's attorney. Turns out the Ooh. divorce was because he suspected her of cheating. I volunteered, volunteered as a character witness against her. My testimony, testimony ultimately led to her getting no alimony. He got majority custody of their son, and she had to move. I don't know where you Fuck. are, Jessica. Yes. But if you're reading this, you deserved it. Really? So that's, that's where I was... That's where I wondered where this whole thing went. So to sum it up, she kind of did some grab ass on him. Uh, maybe came on to him too hard in an office environment, which is totally inappropriate. So mm -hmm. as revenge, he got her fired, lost her her alimony, lost her yeah. majority custody of her kid. Really yeah. fucked her over. And here's Flip where the I'm... genders and nobody bats an eyelash. Fuck that cunt. I was just about to she's go there. She's a sexual there. predator. She's inappropriate in the in the workplace, and mm -hmm. she's the worst kind of sexual. Like like the 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 part about like the boss letting it slide, that makes it so much better that he goes to the boss and he's like, "Hey, fire her or I sue." And the boss is like, oh, "I don't want to." Uh. I'm sure there was a meeting after that that would have been delectable to listen mm -hmm. in on with mm -hmm. the boss and HR and maybe some other higher ups or something. That would have been the great meeting to sit in on. But I bet court nothing could have been as satisfying as that courtroom scene. That that that's beautiful pro revenge. I fucking love that. I, I love that so much. I want to give that man money. I want to support him. I want fund me. Like, yeah. I, I'm hoping like like he was so he did that so well. I want him to be like a, 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 a like victim's advocate, like going out and finding men out in the world who really? suffer from similar issues and helping them. I, we should be funding this guy. I'm torn. I, yeah, he needs because like I'm, one of those. What she did is she. What did she say exactly? Uh, I like the ones who play hard to get with her blouse buttoned down low. And she grabbed his butt, apparently. I, she definitely got it back a hundred times. I mean, losing majority custody of the kid, losing all the alimony. Let's assume that's like $200,000 or something she would have gotten over a period of time. I bet, she grabbed his, I bet she did more than just like, hey, cutie. Like, I bet it, because he goes into H, if he's going to HR... I, like, like he had already told her, hey, stop grabbing my ass and harassing me. And she didn't stop. Like, it kept going. And then he has to yeah. go to HR or whatever. Like, if you've gone to HR on this person, like, like it's probably, like, a pretty aggressive, right? Or like, he's like a I, little bit of a baby about it. Is could he, be that. Could be that. Could you be. know, like. But he's a winner. He yeah. did win. Yeah, he, he definitely. Win. There's, no, there's no debating. He won. <laughs> uh, this was a rout. Yeah. A, a, a series sweep in uh, favor uh, of this guy. The husband of the cunt one, right? Really? Can you imagine how delighted he was when he got that phone call? Hey, hi. I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. He'd be like, "Oh, thank God, that bitch was gonna drain me." Can to you die. imagine yeah. that? Like when he, the first week he had his son, after it's all over, he's like, "Little Johnny, put your best on. We're going to church." It's like we've never gone to church. Oh, we do now. We do now. We go to church. Like we're, we're religious as fuck. Like I, I was, I was, I think on where Woody was going with it that it might be a little too harsh mm. based on the look I was getting from you based on your readings, but Kyle, you really sold me on it's how it's not genders. too harsh and that like really your statement there of flip the genders and you wouldn't have a problem with it. You're right. If yes, this story was a man harassing oh, a woman, grabbing your your daughter's ass and, and she's already complained about him once to higher ups and they laughed at her. Oh, ruin the fucker's life. Oh, someone's been doing this to your, you know, your, your girlfriend at work? Oh, ruin that guy's life. Like, like you'd be so on board with Just it. Just to play devil's advocate here, it is true that the genders are different, though, right? Like, the reason that I... Playing devil's advocate, it is worse for a guy to do it for, to a woman because she can be scared. She can feel defenseless. She could feel like... 
she needs to play this right or, you know, the implication or the rape threat or whatever, right? If a woman comes onto a guy too strong, you know, especially their, I think their peers at work, you know, whatever, like he can hold her on the forehead and that's the end of her aggression. It, it, the fact Not every that, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I assume that there's a lot of sexual assaults from like, like, like the, the amount of like, like the percentage of rapes that are committed by women is still like twenty something percent, right? Like, like it's not it's that crazy. Higher uncommon. than I would have guessed. I knew guys got raped a lot, but it was by other guys. They they rape women too. Guys do rape women. That's right. No, no, women rape women and oh. children. Yeah, yeah. and so children. it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, usually they, they, the women rape. that rape teenage boys are hot. <laughs> so it's not usually those are the only about, ones which that which is you ridiculous, get right? Mm, Here, here's yeah. my theory on this. It. The teenage boys have their have their uh, their game plan completely ass backwards. Hmm. There's plenty of ugly female pedophiles fucking fucking boys, but the boys are too embarrassed to tell anybody about it. You, know, you, you, you oh yeah, I fucked Miss Johnson, bro. Holy shit, the new gym teacher. That oh my god, she's 24. You don't you don't brag about fucking Miss Wil Wilkinghouse, the librarian right. who's uh. who's 68 and only has one real leg. That's on the down low. Stop. You don't tell anybody yeah. about that, so they don't get found out. Mm. But, but that's why we all, I think, probably not, we're always finding out about these hot chicks fucking kids because they're, they get, they get, uh, they're bragging about it. They're just being yeah. too braggadocious about fucking these hot chicks. That's, I, I, I'm I can 90 totally see sure that. There was a, a, a substitute teacher was like sitting in for our bio class. And I'm almost positive one of my students was fucking her. Like they had dated. He he worked uh, as a bartender, even though he, he was 18, though, so it wasn't like illegal. But uh, in, in New Jersey at the time, anyway, you could be 18 to serve alcohol, not to drink it, but to serve it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he worked as a bartender. And I'm pretty sure he fucked our substitute teacher. Like it was just widely known. And uh, the way they they didn't like talk about it but you could tell in their interactions they knew each other outside class like that's a thing he was like hey pat hey like yeah i, I i'm i'm 90 sure he fucked her nice. i had a teacher nice. my and seventh grade year that i don't think anybody fucked her but looking back because what she used to do is she would sit you know how teachers would sit on a stool in front of the class not necessarily with a desk or anything they're just sitting on the stool reading and this lady she was you know, when you're 13, anyone who's an adult seems like just adult territory for the most part. But looking back, she's probably like 25, 26. And I don't know how all of us that sat in that class, all the guys in the front row, thought she doesn't even know that she's sitting with her legs open and sometimes doesn't even wear underwear. Like, she doesn't even know. How is she so silly that, like, Are you she's telling us me all that see you this? all saw your teacher's vagina? Or is that, is that what, what's being told to me right now, that there was a pussy show in your third grade classroom? No, this is uh, seventh grade. Oh, that's totally different. Seventh grade. Okay. Oh. So it was like, uh, yeah, seventh grade. Like, it wasn't every day, but you could see underwear regularly because oh. she did, like, the, the Sharon Stone leg cross from Basic Instinct <laughs> where it was not, it was, it was, and it, like, if I were to sit in there now, like, a, a class auditor, like, at my current age, and look, I'd be like, oh, my God, this fucking lady's showing her pussy to a bunch of kids. <laughs> like, like, but at the time, I'm like, oh, my God, you know. Miss Julie doesn't even know that we're getting to see her puss or her underwear or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it, thinking back on it, I bet she banged some kids. She had huge tits. And, uh, and Let's look her up now. Goddamn, you're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bitch is 33 or something. Come on. <laughs> Kyle brings up a good point. Yeah, I'll get on FB and check, yeah, find check up on her. Let's go. She's, but, I mean, yeah, that's... 
Yeah, your your point about never stop learning. Only coming out that they're hot because the boys brag about it. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Totally make nobody brags about fucking the old librarian. I have another woman, uh, a sexually inappropriate woman story. Oh. Uh, I believe it's a Florida woman. It is, of course. I should have known. Arrested for animal abuse after having sex with her two dogs. I'm sorry, oral sex with her two dogs. Oh, well, then that's fine. (laughs) Did she let the dogs lick her, or did she go down on the dogs? Well... Uh, well, there were two dogs involved, so it's probably happening, you know, <laughs> concurrently. <laughs> uh, well, it's a good policy. Like, like, I don't let... think the dog's gonna mind if you don't return the favor, right? Like you have. Have to you ever tried time. orchestrating a three-way with two dogs? You can't keep them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it takes <laughs> jars of peanut butter to keep yeah, them jars interested. Of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good policy to let what goes on in bedrooms stay in people's bedrooms. Yeah, it might seem like those who are doing the really gross things in their bedrooms, no one really wants to know about. Manage to let their business air into the nightly news on a regular basis. Woman arrested for animal abuse after oral sex with two dogs in Florida, naturally. As if Florida wasn't already a hub for some of the weirdest news related to bad human behavior, one woman has brought the animal kingdom into the mix. It broke out that she's having sex with her two dogs. Hardly written story. She's 21 years old. She lives in Naples, Florida. She was handcuffed and charged with engaging in gross misconduct with her animals. You might be wondering how she got caught. Turns out her boyfriend sent the video that was shot on his cell phone to the police. Now the video's online. Apparently... Uh, he didn't send the police videos out of concern for the canines. Rather, <laughs> he'd been accused by her of sexual assault not long before the incident took place. So she accused him I of think, sexual I think assault. My dog, I think my, my girlfriend's cheating on me. And who do you think it's with? Uh, our dog Fido and Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> so she accused him of sexual assault. That's and in revenge, like he sent pictures of her blowing the dogs. Let's get some more. Do you uh, know for sure she was blowing the dogs? They cover it. I'm looking for that part. John's, that's the the woman's name, had filmed herself having sexual interactions with her pet because the boyfriend encouraged her to do so. Um, And that's on the video, by the way. Shit, uh, he used to... Man, I bet the dogs were licking her because, like, the dog blowjob doesn't make any sense. And and I think we've all seen that on the internet, and that's just not a fun thing. It doesn't look like any fun. I don't think you'd want any part no, of that. I've, I've never you, seen you never, somebody blow Oh, come a dog on. You know, you stumble across it along with the child pornography, right? Okay, so. <laughs> it's just out there, you know? The, right, Woody? They look through the man's phone. I love phone that. I, I they, gotta stop for this. This is the answer that you're looking for. Okay. The, the, this, they look for the man's phone and they found videos of the dogs giving her oral sex yeah. while she masturbated. They also said that there were lurid text messages back and forth between her and the boyfriend involving these pictures. Lame. So, this is. Really, I, I don't like. The, yeah, the boyfriend's a jerk here. Like, like those dogs were were, were down. Like, 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 and he encouraged this madness. Um, she's not terrible looking. I'd say she's like a solid six. Um, it's. I don't think she should be in any trouble for letting the dog lick her. Right, like, like you let the dog lick your face, it's all good. Right, like, like all of a sudden, just because I'm smearing peanut butter across my ass and vagina, it's a crime. I, yeah, I don't. but it's like I'm coming down with Kyle. I'm being pro dog yeah. oral sex on this. It's it's not a stand- also, but it's not like you can force a dog to do a thing, right? Like dogs lick things they want to lick. All right, like 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 it, the, the dog's happy to make you happy. Do yeah. you really think that she was laying there and the dog was just like, "Oh, it's time to go today," and went over there and started going to town on her pussy, yeah. or do you think he had like a choke collar on it? No, oh no, I think there was something Taylor, she did to her uh, no, pussy. Come on, I, I think Could, there was some think you peanut butter involved. Do you think you could put a choke involved? collar on a dog and make it lick like no. a piece of plastic? 
could you make it lick a piece of plastic? Like you couldn't make it like anything. It, like it, have you ever like, forcefully brought the dog's attention to where they like peed on your rug? Right, like, the dog's um, not having anything. Yeah, just <laughs> what? Get me yeah. away from that. And frankly, yeah. I think it was your mom. <laughs> yeah. no, I, it could have right. been. The, it could have been one of the other kids. I, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's, that's dogs like doing their best pretend. Like when you're like, you see what you did, and they're like, oh, oh, gross, gross. Oh, who did that? Yeah. And, 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 and they're not smart enough to realize. Yeah, like, no, someone must have ate like a whole bag of Hershey's Kisses with the wrappers on. <laughs> what, what monster? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm as mystified as you are by this whole situation. And I don't know. I suspect she's putting something on her. I keep saying peanut butter, but who knows? It could be coconut oil. It could be uh, crumpled up Oreos. But is he doing something? to make the dog liquor and i don't think the dog is a victim in this thing i think the dog is probably the highlight of his night dogs love human attention you know you're just talking a silly voice to a dog and they're super happy yeah they're just just (laughs) loving it so she might have been just saying that's a good boy as as he goes down on her and she's you know jailing herself and that's uh you know that's his best part of his night yeah, it, that's uh, I'm not. I'm totally against her being punished for this in any way. And the boyfriend's a real scumbag, a uh, real scumbag, because he God encouraged it, this the thing. The more you guys are talking about this, the more it's making sense. <laughs> and I don't want this perspective to make sense because really, I bet the dog's sitting there like, I'm just being part of the team. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, like the, yeah, she's the, always way less stressed out after I finish up. The dog doesn't share your predisposition against you know this kind of activity. The dog is yeah. down. The dog yeah. is down. Dog is totally down. If it yeah. were anything. Yeah, the fact that it's just the dog doing licking makes it hard to say that it's abusive. If it were anything yeah. else, then it would be easy to, to make that connection. But th- it's still fucked up. And call me a Puritan all you want. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very against fucking animals <laughs> and, and allowing them to do things to you or letting them lick you. And wh- like, like a dog licking your cheek is like, oh, what a sweet little animal. But, but what, is, what was this lady thinking? What is her life? That's an autobiography I'd like to read. <laughs> Wouldn't it just to see, like, I wonder if someone is born like that to where as soon as they hit 14 or puberty, she was like, I can't stop thinking about dogs. Like, I just love dogs and animals. Or if this is something that happened later in life with like a kinky boyfriend or. That's what the article called that out. It said that the guy encouraged it. This isn't something she'd ever done before or whatever. It wasn't her kink so much as she was doing this to please her man. And I think inadvertently the dog got happy, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I feel I feel bad for her because that's you know that's that's a shame that that all went down. Male sexuality is so much more foul than female <laughs> sexuality. Like I don't think no it is. woman would. As they far do. As, like, yes, it, you're about to go. You're about to make a statement. It's just just provably false. No woman would ever want a dog to fuck her. No, 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 that's no, no. Disgusting. I, I think I think you're taking a different direction. Right. I'm saying that. I, I, bet there, I bet there are plenty of cases out there of a relationship where, like, the sex, you know, they start getting crazy, and the guy's like, "Yeah, Susan, I want you to I want you to pick up, I want you to pick up Fido, and I want you to put him between your legs, and 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 just let ha- what happens happens." And she's like, "Hi, I fucking guess," and they do that. I don't feel like that would happen in the other direction as much, where a woman would be like, all right, I want you to take this dead octopus we got at the store, and I want you to wrap it around your cock. I want you to wrap it around your cock oh, so yeah. it turns blue, and then and the guy's just like, I mean. I, I I'm gonna do this, but I'm not I'm not pleased with it. It's very cold oh, and suckers. Slimy. Yeah, the suckers. <laughs> I don't like, know. So like, Kyle, you dog. think women are 
just as sexually adventurous as men. I, I, yes, depraved wow. would be the word. I, I think it, there, there's a there's a spectrum of like the the stuff like like people like feeling good sexually, and there's a whole spectrum of things that make them get that same feeling. To some people, just a beautiful woman, uh, you know, touching you, like ah, I'm at ten out of ten. But for some people, they're like ah, I gotta have a giraffe watching. Uh-huh. I gotta have my grandpa in the corner like massaging me with oil. Like like they, they need something crazy. And uh-huh. I wish we had Filthy to talk about this because you know he uh-huh. he's got that whole sexual uh, studies thing he probably have some input on this I, i've read the kinsey uh data you know that that uh guy that did the whole uh, sexual um all those sexual studies and and, he, and he, there's there's a breakdown of percentage wise what percentage of of people engage in bestiality and it's broken down depending on whether they live in the city or in the country whether it's a man or a woman different age groups different uh educational groups um i and, think a and lot of people dispute his stuff now like mm. in recent years. Like yeah, it's I think not... they dispute some of his findings, but I don't know if his mm. research, his yeah, like actual know. like data, I, I don't know that that was... Like if the I, actual methodology was fucked up or something, or if it was just you only used six creepy, you know, goat fuckers to complete this whole survey or whatever. I always thought that he that, that some like opinion that he had based on his studies was like wrong or had been proven false or something, some ideas he had, but but I, I didn't... I guess it's possible that his data's wrong, but that's the only data there is on, you know, women fucking dogs, right? Everybody likes depraved shit to an extent, but to pretend that on average men and women want the same amount of, like, sex and are as interested in that kind of stuff is just kind of silly. Yeah, Like, biologically, men think about sex constantly, all the time. Yeah. Like, women don't, because, like, it's like women live in a candy store of sex and men live in a desert of sex comparatively obviously there's so much middle ground there that's just hyperbolic to make the point but so like when a guy gets sex it's like all right i had to work for this and let's fucking make the most of it you know when a woman gets sex it's like "Ah, i'm not gonna buy another snickers today i've already had far too many i'm getting fat (laughs) you know like i I don't want that it's just give me that variety bag there's nothing wrong with that halloween yeah nothing wrong with it it's just men are definitely more sexually depraved yeah definitely more sexually depraved just because of the sex drive i think and Mm -hmm. and and like I don't know. They're, just the way we are driven to sex, uh, it, it just seems a bit different because yeah. it has to be, right? Like, like I mean, these are, those are some rape inclinations if we're if we're boiling it right down yeah. to it, being honest. Like, think like that's what like, it's about. Think how much of a disaster it would be. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when you get horny, like, like of course you'd prefer if a woman allowed you to, but but your biology is saying go get some pussy. It's not saying if she wants you. Like, like there's no part of being horny where like your penis still works whether she wants it or not. Like, 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 like. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like we've uh, we've evolved to be a bit rapey, just like all the other animals. You know, like orangutans. Very I had to rapey. be very careful about rape. Ducks. Apparently, very rapey. Otters. Rape. Very rapey. <laughs> but uh, squirrels. Kyle's not crazy on this. I think you know. Of course, you have self control. You don't hurt anybody. Yeah. But the instinct is to find some to, way like, to get grab laid. and 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 like and, and 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 take and bind. If it wasn't, yeah. Genghis Khan wasn't like super concerned about consent like at all do you really think he had to ask though I feel like if you see Genghis Khan walk into your village you're just like like pull your skirt up like like yeah because of the implication give me that Khan seed I want to know what happens stallion that mounts the world is your kid like like are you set for life does this give you financial security and protection forever no No. it's just because we'd all be safe if that were true. Because he, he, he spawned hundreds. It's got to be thousands. He had thousands of children, 
right? Like, like he, it seemed like he raped a different woman every day, twice a day, three times a day. It's so much rape that like that you can you can measure the amount of uh, uh, of yeah. Uh, I've heard every man, woman, and child have. on the planet has a little con in him. <laughs> <laughs> you you know how much fucking you have to do. Like, keep in mind, this is a guy who is known for being a warlord. It's not he's not like he's Genghis Khan the fucker. He's <laughs> Genghis Khan the the great, the warlord, the conqueror. He still found time to be one of the most prolific fuckers of all time. He would giggle at my eleven times a day. Oh, please! One day. Eleven. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's getting eleven women a day at least. Mm. He says that 05 percent of the total world population might be descendants of Genghis Khan, uh, according to the data. Uh, and I'm not going to follow 0. 5%? the link. That data. Yeah, wow, that's, that's half percent. Only point three percent. Oh no, that's 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 not true. According that's to the data, true. around eight percent of men. Around 16 million individuals residing in the former Mongol Empire carry almost identical Y chromosomes. Wow. So, so that's all descended from the same man. 16 million people in the same area now. Do you, I wonder if that like caused any problems genetically or anything? Just because like people d- maybe maybe didn't even know that they were banging someone that was like Genghis Khan's great grandkid. They've been a little bit related, and and he man clearly had some good genes, right? Like like but, like I don't that... know what he looked like or what his stature was. I doubt if anyone does, but he's a real winner. What would that percentage be if he was fucking people in a more populated area, right? Like, like, so he was from Mongolia. Mongolia hasn't really blossomed into the centerpiece of a current uh, earth, right? Now, he spent some time in China. But if he had conquered China in the same way that he had conquered Mongolia, maybe 20% you think, of people would have some con genes. I, I just don't think he could have done any more fucking than he did. And I don't think there was ever a point but where it, he was like, oh, it. only it's, I had some more women. See, he I, fucked, I, I'll say, a thousand women, and then yeah. their descendants turned into a million people. If he had yeah. fucked a thousand Chinese oh. women a thousand years ago, then maybe they turn into a billion people. Ah, I've got an answer for this. That, that, so it wasn't people in Mongolia that were related to him. Those 16 million are people that were in what was the Mongol Empire, which at the time was much, much larger and took up parts of China and whatnot. And so uh, these 16 million people, a lot of them are in China, a lot of them are in Mongolia. I want him in the center of a uh, booming population, right? He needs to be in like early America, early Europe, early China. He spent too much time there at the in gold a wasteland. Rush, just jizzing everywhere. Yeah, that's it. He needs to be at the start of where populations explode. I'm sure the bulk of his... Con- he didn't go to China until he was well-established in Mongolia. Mongolia barely has paved roads. There's only, there's only 3 million people I, in Mongolia. I and so most of these round. people live oh, in I'm, China. I'm not mocking you. I, I'm like, yeah, I guess... They, isn't that where they drink the fermented goat milk or uh, something like that? Like, like, uh, yeah, no, that was one of the... Stands, that is the place where Borat is from. That is Kazakhstan. Mm. Oh, I watched a, a show last night. Uh, it's called House of Saddam. Uh, it's okay. about Saddam Hussein. It's about 10 years old, and it's on HBO. It's a four-part, one-hour-each-part te- telling of the whole Saddam Hussein story, beginning with his taking of power back in, like, 92, 93, whenever the fuck. Uh, I thought that you were going to see some sort of charismatic warlord. Like, you were going to have some moments where it's kind of like watching a Tywin Lannister, where you're like, ah, I can appreciate this about him, or that was very wise what he did here. No. Saddam Hussein is such a paranoid fucking murderer that, that, like, everyone loves him. Like, he's surrounded by a group of people who love him. The people outside that also love him. The people outside that shell fear him. And he does, but but, but he just kills the people who, like, his best friend right away. He's just like, boom, shoots him in the head. He's like, the man who can kill his best friend, he does not need to fear anyone. 
this this makes me strong to my enemies. And it's like, dude, dude he loved, and his wife's like, but he loved you. He loved you, Saddam. And every step of the way, he'll, he'll just get more and more paranoid, and he'll be like, ah, my brother-in-law, yep, he's got to go too. He kills his brother-in-law. He kills his both of his sons-in-law. He killed... Um, he killed his best friend, like, like, and and that's just you know the people closest to him that he's just laying out left and right. Not to mention the 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 the, the gas. There was of the no Kurds. clever thing. Like, no, I don't no, want to make this stupid. political. But it Trump so said stupid. something that I've often thought. He said, "I'm gonna mess up his name. Is it Kim Jong Il, the young one, the current um, one? The current Kim guy Jong-un. is Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. Okay. Uh, Trump said that guy's not dumb. He's like that guy's pretty smart. He was a young guy." And when his father died, there were a dozen people trying to take power from that country, right? It was kind of, you know, he was maybe the favorite, but he managed to do it. He held it, and he's still ruling that country in an environment where, you know, things are a little chaotic, but here he is still on top. And, you know, everyone else says he's a madman with no brain and yada, yada, yada. But Trump was, Trump says what I think in this case. I'm not often lining up with him. But, like, hey, you know what? If you're leading a country... There's probably something going on between your ears. It, just to maintain power, just to get all the key holders supplied, you know, all the, the keys to power, right? To keep them happy enough so that they keep you in power. Saddam had so much power it, to watch this thing, of course. Uh-huh. It, 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 it's really fun to watch because like, every now and then they intersplice an actual Saddam Hussein quote. And one of them is like, the law is anything I write on a piece of paper. You know, like like this is kind of his mindset. He he uh, he 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 had it tracked back his lineage all the way to Muhammad. So mm-hmm. now he has it in his head that he is uh, divine in some way, and he starts <laughs> having a Quran transcribed in his own blood. Um, you know, just what, his early war with Iran with the Khomeini or whatever the fuck. Like that seemed like a justified thing. And then the invasion of Kuwait is is painted in a way that that you'd never that I'd never seen it. Apparently, the deal was this: the Kuwaitis are using American slant drilling oil technology to drill into Iraq and get their oil. They're stealing their natural resources, and the Iraqis are like, whoa, stop stealing our natural resources and apologize. And, uh, and the Americans are, of course, you know, giving them this techno- technology to, to do it. And so, so Saddam finally ha- has a meeting with the, uh, with the Kuwaitis, and they're like, we have powerful friends. We don't give a shit. Fuck yourself. Meaning the United States, of course, and Saddam's like, ah, all right, we need to talk to the U.S. ambassador. So he sits down with the U.S. ambassador, and, and, and he's like, she says, uh, of course President Bush wishes for peace in the Middle East, but he has no opinion on Arab, against Arab affairs. And he was like, oh, the president has no opinion on Arab, on Arab affairs. No, of course he wants peace, but, you know. And he's like, ah, oh. he walks out of that meeting thinking he's got carte blanche to the, the, invade yeah, Kuwait. Yeah, I've heard many times he asked for permission. Carry on. Yeah, so they drop special forces in. The royal, the family of Kuwait has to flee. They're pillaging Kuwait, taking like things that they claim were bought with these these ill-gotten oil money gains. And then George Bush assembles thirty nations, and they start building a force over the course of weeks. And and, and at six weeks later, you know, it's it's game over because there's this one really cool scene that I I, I wondered watching this all as a child, and then later as a young adult, why no one ever says this to Saddam. One of his son-in-laws is like, Baba, they, the Americans, they have missiles and smart bombs. We will be destroyed before we even see their faces. And he's like, oh, coward. 
<laughs> just like like they will fight to the last man you know like 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 the, the americans can't stomach ten thousand casualties we have more willpower than them and it's like how can you ever hope to kill 10 of them dude like what are you yeah. you don't get it you don't yeah. get it it was uh yeah it, it was a real lopsided affair i, I know someone who was Both a tank times. commander you're right and uh, he actually had some guilt afterwards because their tank battles, they just, like, beyond visual that range. Mentioned that, oh. uh, that, that highway of death or whatever they call it with all the burnt-out trucks and vehicles with the skeletons in them, mm-hmm. that's sort of re- mentioned. There's a part where Saddam's... It's, I get them mixed up because I just watched this thing. But son-in-law, someone he's got in power, the leader of his military, is on the radio. He's like, no, cowards will be shot. You can't run. Don't run. Cowards will be shot. Do you understand? And Saddam walks in the room. And he's like, what's going on? And the other guy's like, our army has been overrun. There's a highway we are retreating on. And we are all pinned down, taking terrible casualties. And, and there's nothing we can do. And he's like, why didn't you tell me this? And there's always like... This infighting with the people closest to him playing each other against him. One time Saddam asks his like two most trusted guys for an opinion on something that he's gonna do. And the first guy's brother in law says, Oh, I if I were you, I'd do this, 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 and that. Then all this will be smooth, and these people will like you, those people will fear you, and those people will be dead. What about you, Jim? What do you think? Oh, well, I could never presume to put myself in the position of the president. Never. <laughs> and then and then Saddam looks over at his brother-in-law like he did just presume to put himself in the position of the president. He he thinks he's got it all worked out. Like two weeks later, that guy's blowing up in a helicopter crash. Uh, and and like Saddam's whole family comes to him, like his his wife, his ch- her children, her grandchildren. He's like, there he is, children, sitting behind his desk in his uniform. The man who killed 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 my brother, who killed your uncle, who killed your father. And Saddam's just like, eh. He's just such a monster that, like, you couldn't get on board with Saddam at any point throughout the whole four-part thing. But it was entertaining to watch. I, yeah, I, I wonder. Did you feel like it was biased? Did you feel like it was accurate? I felt like it was. I felt like it was accurate, but not because I know any of the things and I can like check up on their facts. Just because they were so fair to everyone involved, except for Saddam, who, no. by all accounts, is a monster, and Uday, Uday, uh, the 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 oldest son, is painted as an absolute the. Saddam has this part where he's slapping Uday around. He's, he's like, violence is a tool, not for fun, not for, <laughs> not for play. We use violence as a tool because Uday just had, uh, there's a party next door. They're celebrating Saddam marrying his second wife. Uday is from wife number one. He does not appreciate wife number two. Mm. So he goes over to the party. They're Saddam's best, most trusted friend. He is shit-faced. And Uday's like, this party's over. Everybody get the fuck out of here. And, and the guy's like, brother, this is my house. And he's not his brother. He's just calling him. This is my house. We're celebrating for your father's great day. He gave us permission to have this party. Forgive me, but you should go. And he's like, how dare you speak to me like that? It's like, I'm so sorry if I, if I spoke out of turn, but I am very drunk. I can barely see you, sir. Uday starts beating him to death with his cane until there are brains on the ground. This is the guy that just got, that was just at the wedding party of his dad? And that's a true story. It wasn't a wedding party. It was just a party they were having, celebrating Saddam's second marriage. Uday comes over, beats Saddam's best friend to death with his cane. And then, like, his friends are like, what did you do? You beat him to death. And he's like, ah, he's not dead. He's not dead. Like, doing coke. Like, his fucking brains were on the floor. They're on your cane right here. And and, And then all of a sudden the phone rings, and it's Saddam's, like, 
scary henchman. He's like, is it true? They're like, yeah, it's true. He killed him. I'll handle this. Click. And like, next thing you know, Saddam's having Uday thrown in a cell and, and, and having him beaten up and stuff. But, but still, you know, he lets him out eventually. It's his son. Uday has this moment with one of Saddam's trusted guys because he has a lot of them. He says, Saddam, Papa has had many favorites, but only one firstborn son. And when I heard that, I was like, fucking right, bro. You need to get on this guy's good side. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. He's got he a golden ticket being the yeah. firstborn son. I couldn't believe when you told me how bad Uday and Kusei were. I thought that they were just kind of like Dennis the Menace over there, you know, oh, you throwing know TP. No, no, I, I'm, oh. I'm totally joking. I know that like, <laughs> they had people eaten by dogs. Uh, yeah. That was that's the big thing I remember. I'm There's sure a, you guys know more, especially Kyle. Now that you've watched that, but he was kind of rapey. rape things. That was rape Uday. is like mm -hmm. that's not surprising for them because you would assume that they're bad and they'd rape. It's the dog eating. And like the weird methods of torture that are the most upsetting. So Kusei, um, he ran the, um, trying to think of the equivalent, but like their intelligence mm -hmm. agency, the, the guys who went out looking for the, the people who were against Saddam and then tortured them, killed them, and found more people to torture and kill and went on. So his torture and his violence was always the tool that Saddam, that Saddam kind of refers to at one point. Uday, on the other hand, was like a monster. He was a Joffrey. Like, like he, he really liked inflicting pain. Uh, he would just find women and rape them. He would just find people and kill them. He, he was just a real monster. Um, I, I like the story you're telling. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just can't get past the notion that to stay in power for 25 years, you have to be more than just an asshole. Like you have to have some sort of political awareness and vision and like, I'll tell you what he did mm -hmm. is when he, when he comes in like right away and takes over this, this kind of refers to the, what do you call them? The key holders of power. Mm -hmm. Um, he lines up all the key holders, holders of power. He, he has, uh, he has people lie, uh, under threat of torture against their families and admit to a conspiracy that never existed and then name co-conspirators who all are like cabinet members and stuff. Then he selects a new cabinet. And he has them stand face to face outside and he takes his pistol out and hands it to one of his new cabinet members and says, fire. That guy kills his previous counterpart, hands the gun down and they go down the row. And every member of his every one of his new key holders murders the man who used to hold the key. Ah, which is well, that crazy. Gruesome. But is there some cleverness I'm trying to find absolutely. in here? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, clearly it was. He had a he had power like that's established that, that's what fear. I'm saying. All that the key holders thing. know what happens on their way out, so you better continue to support this guy, I, I yeah. guess. Yeah, oh, there's a couple scenes, and, and you can see it in real life. It's really fun to, like, find the old real-life Saddam speeches where, like, someone will be like, Saddam, will, they're sitting at the table, all these generals, it's kind of a wartime thing, and he's like, uh, that general's a traitor, take him away. And the general's, like, crying, and they're taking him away. And the rest of the general, one of the remaining generals at the table, they're all scared, terrified, you can tell, these grown men, 50s and 60s. He's like, I think I speak for everyone here when I say that I love the great leader, and, and I want him to, to, to live forever, and I love him. And, and everybody at the table, like, in unison, starts, like, taking their hands and slamming them on the table in agreement, And they don't stop until he tells them to stop. So he just sits there watching as they da, 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 pound the table. Same thing would happen. He uh, demands had loyalty. What a fucking maniac. Yeah. Uh, another time, and I've seen the, the video of this, he's got this huge group of people assembled. It might be Congress or Parliament or whatever they had. And he starts naming fucking conspirators. And they're dragging them out one after as he names them. And the people are so terrified that their name could come up next. They start standing up. Saddam! Yeah, Saddam! Woo! 
Woo! They start cheering. And like, you can't allow like Bob to be the, the one man who stands and cheers for Saddam. You gotta join in, right? So everyone gets in. And it's like a it's like a it's like a competition to see who can clap harder, who can be more enthusiastic and boisterous and happy. To, to be there and be, who could be more part of the team? And so, like, you see this ocean of politicians just acting their asses off because they know it might be the acid baths if they don't or something. I've it's, heard that about North Korea, too. Like, it, and when yeah. I heard it specifically, it was about when Kim Jong-un maybe died or Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il. Yeah. And when I'll Kim Il-sung, when both of them died. And, like, they were competing in a similar way to grieve more, you know, to be more upset, to wail louder, to, to whatever... Uh, you know, to prove their loyalty. If you watch those clips of like the competitive grieving, like you can see, like as they're panning across crowds, like you can see like people like dabbing eyes and then like looking to the right or something and seeing somebody else like, ah! <laughs> and then that person's like, oh fuck, ah! <laughs> and everybody just escal. It's like if a kid on a playground trips and they all start freaking out, you hmm. know, because they see a bone or something. Like they, it's just. It's so creepy. You have to wonder what you do in that situation. And I know 1,000% what I would do is be banging my hands on that table like, you are the fucking man. Frankly, Ted isn't banging his hands hard enough. Ted, do your hands hurt? Are your hands a little tender, Ted? Because I could do this all night. Mr. Saddam. You know, like, that's exactly what I would do. I would pander so hard. If I were in North Korea right now, like, if I got captured, You'd be the there would be no guy. thing of, like, I'm an American citizen. You got to help me. I'd be like, I defected and I'm here to help. Like, this is <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta do something. Be like, I know their military secrets, and then you just have to go into their base and be yeah. like, you know, I, I hope I know enough that they don't know more. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of Call of Duty, a uh, few RTSs. I, I hope that's gonna, gonna help me out oh, here. You're gonna bomb LA? Oh, oh man, like I couldn't. Uh, I'm I'm on your team. Yeah, I'll hit the button. I guess you know, like that. There's no other option. There's no other option. If you want to live, you have to do that. Like if you watch North Korean defectors, those uh, interviews on YouTube. And they talk about what it was like defecting and knowing as they were leaving, like, yeah, when I left, I knew if they, they, they were going to kill the rest of my family. Yeah. You know, and there were people that would tell their family members that they were going to escape and the family members would rat them out and then they'd be publicly executed. Like, it's, yeah. it's beyond barbaric. It's, it's going to be crazy when that finally collapses and we could really get in there and see everything that's we're been gonna happening. We're going to see Nazi-style war crimes and, we're, and, and uh, it's going to be... All of the leaders who stood by and let it go down are going to look like bad people, I think. I, I think that they do some awful things in there. Um, it, you just see that when someone has unchecked power. They, they, they seem to default to evil mode, right? Like, like it just seems like there's some experiment, human experimentation or you know, forced human experimentation or gene manipulation. And, and I kn we know that there are concentration camps and death camps and yeah. labor camps and slave labor you know, running that economy. You know, it's... it's uh, pretty terrible People i watched born into labor camps there like they live their whole life i didn't know in that. a labor camp they don't even know that like there is an outside like i never heard that that sounds absolutely shit. horrible that's that's like that's forming people um mm -hmm. i watched the joe rogan experience for an hour live today and had jamie fox on and that was spectacular i, 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 I oh my jamie fox the guy uh, from django the the, the multi-talented genius you, you don't like the comedian singer actor dancer I don't. Who, who, I, I entrepreneur. Never he listened to his real comedy highly or of singing. himself. <laughs> he should. He should think very highly of himself. Uh, he he told some of the greatest stories on there today, and and he his impressions are off the chain. 
every step of the way as he name drops or talks about who's at a party, he does an impression. Like Floyd Mayweather nails it. Then all of a sudden he does a German grandma, nails it. Uh, it, I I really enjoyed that. I, I, why don't I like you him care as for an Jamie? Actor. I, I like love. I just him don't know his music or his comedy, but as an actor. Oh come really on, that, that song with Kanye. I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't fucking with the bro. Oh, that is Jamie Fox in it. Yeah, the the guy singing. Hey, you hear me, mama? That's when Jamie Fox. I'm oh well, I mean yeah, that part's not that great. <laughs> yeah, that's Jamie Fox singing that part. Yeah, that was his huh. first singing thing. Kanye comes to his house with his jaw. St- he tells that story. Kanye coming to his house and being like, "Hey, man, I got this song. I think you'd be great on it." And they go back to his studio, and Kanye says, "You know, sing sing this this lyric." And, he, and uh, I don't know. This this whole story was fun to. Fun to listen to. He was hilarious. He had Rogan rolling laughing. Why don't you like him? I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear. Um, it, I thought he was a bigger you know when guy. when he lost me? It was at that roast. And oh. I, I can't remember it, but like the absolute details. I think the other guy is Terrence or something. But uh, the guy's telling his jokes, and Jamie Foxx is just ruining it. You know, He's up there saying, your jokes aren't funny. Nobody's laughing. This is dull. And the guy would be like, like he's not doing well. But part of the reason he's not doing well is that Jamie keeps fucking up his rhythm. He's being like sabotaged. Worst. Yeah, he, like Jamie's heckling him, but Jamie has a mic, so it's like a really rough heckle. And he's a bigger star than the other guy. He like ruined that guy's career, and he's just. I, I tried to find the video of it. Well, if you oh. could ruin the guy's career by cracking some jokes, the guy wasn't very good to begin with. Maybe yeah, his jokes he had were a very. Uh, he was there was a string his career was hanging from. If that was the thing that that snipped it. Um, I wish I could find it in time. I think it was the Emmett Smith roast. Um, anyway, yeah, so the guy was up there, and he was doing okay, I guess, but Jamie just kept, like, fucking with his routine. I don't know why. There was no good reason. So then they interviewed him afterwards on, like, some sort of uh, radio show. And he's like, well, you know, we're all competitive. Yeah, Comedians, we're all gunslingers up there trying to beat each other. So, you know, that was me beating that guy. And it was just like, oh, no, it wasn't. Like, you weren't being funny. Jamie didn't have anything clever to say. They weren't good lines. It was just every time the guy started up again, Jamie would interrupt him and say... I think you're just racist. They're both black. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I'm racist in that at all. <laughs> but uh, You're not. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, oh, I wish I could find it in time. It was a really, like, a lot of people thought Jamie Foxx was a full-on asshole for the way that he did it. Well, hey, everybody has a night where they're an asshole. I, I, mm. I just, I just called a, a grown man a fat ass, you know, at a, at a, at a fast food restaurant. If, if that was your only, you know, bit of uh, interaction with me, you know, I'm sure that that manager thinks I am a complete piece of shit. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, it sounds, sounds like Jamie was being an asshole, but, but, but what I'm yeah. talking about is like his, his whole body of work. I find him fascinating. I find anybody who's like multi-talented at a high level fascinating like like whether it's uh was it barry sanders i always get it fucking it. no it's barry um bo uh what's his fucking name the guy who played football and base uh oh, and baseball. Bo, bo sanders jackson. bo jackson thank you yeah like whether it's a bo jackson in athletics who does that or like if you look at what jamie fox does he has been at the highest level of singing comedy and acting yeah yeah so you it, must love tim tebow because apparently he's a baseball. Um, Tim Tebow is guy. someone who is not very good at a lot of things. Um, apparently, no. Tim Tebow is is not of any interest at all. I hate Tim Tebow because he I played at Florida he was doing well and they beat baseball. Georgia. 
No. Oh, he's yeah, doing... you would hate Tim Tebow. He made Georgia look like a bunch of losers for years. <laughs> Fucking Matt, it's Matt Stafford at, at Georgia and Tim Tebow at Florida. Stafford stays in the pocket. He's an accurate, strong thrower. Now he's playing for the Bears last time I, right, Chicago? Yeah. And, and, no, Lions. He's, he's with the Lions and doing really, really well in the NFL. You got Tebow playing minor league baseball somewhere, right? Or do they bring him up for I some I feel like we're doing some MMA minor math league baseball. here. You know, like, yeah, they went head to head and Tebow smashed him. Oh, no, 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 no. no. It, no it, different game, different sport. Different, different. Yeah, like, totally different. It's a very it, similar sport. Totally no, different. I object that. to that. I don't know enough about football. Uh, it's huge it's very different. difference. The I'm not saying to I object NFL, to the totally different part. Totally if you're a quarterback who relies on running like Tim Tebow and you're just excellent at it, you can dominate like he did. And he used his running to dominate like all through his college football career. But if you go in the NFL, where you never knew what Tebow was going to do, he's going to drop back. He's going to do a little half circle, and and he's got an option there. And they'd have guys in the backfield. You don't know if he's going to hand it off. You don't know if he's going to take it and run it in, or when he was a very, he's got a very strong arm and he was accurate enough in co- at the collegiate level to throw on the run. He's moving around back there throwing. He's known to Michael Vick, but against us, they just dominated us. They they beat us every year that I can I can remember. Every time it mattered but, to me, they beat us. But Stafford's playing football, and, and he's playing minor league baseball. If you go, like, compare it to NFL, it's like the fastest guy he ever went up against in college is slower than the slowest guy on that NFL team he's dealing with, for the most part, because those are the creme de la creme. Everything creme de la you're creme, saying like is right. I just have that's a why particular he thing run. about the totally different part. Like, like, football and baseball are totally different. College and pro football are very similar. College, no, college baseball and, and, and professional baseball, completely different. They're playing with aluminum bats out there. Are you there. sure that's what completely means? Yeah, it is. Yeah, to me, they, they're, they're, they're hmm. played in a completely different way. I think it's Call of Duty between. and Battlefield are not completely different. But they, but uh, would you agree Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare 2 are significantly different? Significantly, and that I'll get used on board one, with. You know, it's the completely that I've always objected to. They're completely to. different in the sense that the the things that will allow you to succeed at the collegiate level don't carry over. You know, it would be like uh, comparing Taekwondo to uh, 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 um, um, Muay Thai. Like, no, they're not completely different. They're both combat sports with hands and feet. But like, now you, we're on the same page, right? Yeah, okay, but they're uh, but they are significantly but different. But what if the, at the professional level you were like, no, a Taekwondo guy can can never go against a Muay Thai guy. It just doesn't work because but the, of X Y Z. But the case is true with the collegiate thing. Like, like his style yeah. of play, this open well, office, only is, works for super athletes. You, the only one you can think of, right? Michael Vick. Uh, and Randall Cunningham and... Uh, no, not nearly as effective. Like, 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 no, the, he, I mean, the, he was the same. Randall Cunningham, I, this is a long time ago, it was like 91 or something, was amazing. He, was, he, he led the Eagles in rushing like year after year after year. He was the Michael Vick of his day. He actually like, got a, a punt uh, kick record. Like he, the fucking Randall Cunningham, uh, the Eagles' record for how long a punt could go. The fuck out! Like I didn't know that. But he, it, it actually rolled a lot. But for whatever reason, the guy <laughs> didn't catch it. I saw the it play. It landed in a peanut truck, yeah, and you, they went a few like, You could have just left it as like a super impressive thing, but you tagged it with the honest thing at the end. It, it did roll a lot. It was a windy day. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. For whatever reason, like I guess the guy didn't want a fair catch, or, or maybe they just didn't expect the quarterback to actually kick it, and uh, and it landed, and he got a significant amount of yardage when it like after the, a first bounce. But anyway. Yeah, this guy was the Michael Vick of his day, super-duper crazy a- athlete. There are some of those. Tim DeBoe, the thing is, it seemed like he was really good enough to make it work in college, but not good enough to do that same thing at the NFL level where you but have to But what made him good insane. at it, his technique, his whole style of playing, doesn't work at that high level unless you are at an incredibly high level at right. what you do. 
Like he was able to run around and be elusive in college, but it just doesn't work in the pros yeah, for him. I guess. Right, it's the same right, thing right. With Meanwhile, Matt Stafford stays in the pocket and is incredibly good at Georgia. Stays in the pocket and is incredibly good at the professional level. You know, that like like as probably top five QB in the league. There's a lot of intangible stuff too. I think when it comes to being. And I know that's like a joke word in sports when like uh, the reporters like, you know what, this game just came down to the intangibles and uh, the kind of thing we can't talk. I got to fill three minutes here. So I'm going to keep talking about the intangible. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense in that way. But you're literally saying really is a thing. And it's not just football, college football versus NFL football, like it baseball, like you said, uh, soccer, I would imagine, you know, are. Our European counterparts can tell us, but I'm sure it's the exact fucking same. Hockey, like if you play in the KHL, you might be fucking incredible. There are players that come over from Russia every year, and it's like, oh, fucking Yakov Smirnov showing up on the U.S. shores. He's killing it in the KHL. You watch his clips, and he's just playing hockey, and then you put him in the NHL, and the guy just gets butt-fucked because it's like you're just not good enough. What you were doing over there, even though it's the exact same... The, the rink in the NHL is smaller, so a lot of the Russian guys get kind of gun-shy when they realize they're going to take some heavy hits. But it's similar enough that you'd think it would completely transfer. Completely different. Doesn't. It's completely different, Taylor. It's, it's, yeah, the KHL and yeah. the NHL actually have nothing in common whatsoever. They play on asphalt over there. <laughs> yeah, they <do. laughs> and they don't they, use they sticks. Wear, uh, completely different. Yeah, they wear That's Adidas where I was coming track from. pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's the completely different. I can't get on board with that. That means something. That, like the hockey and baseball are completely different we'll hockey segment it down the, the tactics same. are completely different a tactic we, we, doesn't work at all in college that does work in the nfl and vice versa i think is what it, we all agree it on. does it just works for very few it works for michael vick it works for randall cunningham and probably some others i can't think of does michael vick it seems like you guys know more about this i'm sure you do know more about this was his playing style michael vick very very similar to tim tebow just better Michael Vick or, is like a one-of-a-kind athlete. I don't think there's ever been anybody quite like him with the with that much power and speed. What, and what was it that made you kind of compare him to him is what I'm kind of wondering. Like compare Tebow to Vick. Oh, just because they're, you know, outside the pocket moving around. I'd always see Tebow would be uh, a, a couple of defenders would, would, would break his line and they'd be chasing him around and he'd fucking shake one off or he'd do a little... He'd like run in a circle around the guy because he's he, you know he's more mm-hmm. agile. Michael Vick, on the other hand, like goddamn, like there's a reason you play those old uh, like Madden 2004. Oh my god, Madden 2004, you you got you got Vick. It was like whoop, right up the side. I don't even need to pick a play like like uh that play and right up the side with Vick. It doesn't even matter if the play's designed for Vick to run. You know, like like he'll mm-hmm. still just be so fast and agile. I don't like football, and I've never really cared for football, but I watched every Vic game I could. I remember him playing again in the, like, maybe it was the NFC Championship against the Rams and watching him run for some ungodly amount of yards. I think, I think he got a touchdown, but I just remember him running up the right sideline, and nobody could touch him. And he's just go. everybody's following, and he's pulling away. He's just pulling away, and he's <laughs> I'm a superhuman. You know, he just, Fast as a dog. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like all these other top, Athletes in the world are looking at this guy like, God damn it, he's just one shade better than us, one level, one step higher. It's when they used shame. to do, uh, when they used to do fantasy hockey in the '80s and '90s, Wayne, the, they split Wayne Gretzky into two different players. So you had to pick Wayne Gretzky's Defense goals or, or Wayne Gretzky's assists because oh. you couldn't have both, or you would win every league you were in. That's hilarious. I, I've seen some people draw the the uh, the comparison of you know Connor versus Floyd as what would happen if you took the world's best figure skater and had him play against Wayne Gretzky 
But I don't I don't think that's a good comparison. I don't think there are any good comparisons, which is why this yeah, is so fascinating. Yeah, it's a hard comparison. Yeah. Because there is a chance that McGregor will win. There's no chance that a figure skater's beaten Gretzky. So I think it's definitely closer. I hope McGregor wins. Yeah, me too. All right, let me tell you a bit about Uber. When you drive for the right ride-sharing app, every... Uh, oh, God damn it. What happened? <laughs> I'll tell you a bit about me undies. They, yeah, I was like, oh, I guess they don't get a graphic. <laughs> there's, a reason, there's a reason we've been telling you about MeUndies for months now. They are simply the softest, most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear. Once you try them, you won't want to wear anything else, unless you're naked or in a swimsuit. For every other second of your life, there's MeUndies. Every pair of MeUndies is sustainably sourced and made from micro-modal, a fabric that's three times softer than cotton. If you're used to buying packs of uncomfortable, boring underwear that only come in white, gray, black, or tan, MeUndies will change everything because MeUndies comes in all kinds of colors and patterns, and they release a new limited edition pattern each month, that, and they always sell out. This month is a rainbow confetti print called Celebrate. Try MeUndies today. Go to, uh, to get the Celebrate pattern before they're all gone at MeUndies.com slash PKA, and you'll, sur- you'll save 20% off your first pair. You have to feel for yourself to see why MeUndies has sold over 5 million pairs to date. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they're free. Get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash PKA right now. That's MeUndies.com slash PKA. MeUndies.com slash PKA. Awesome. Yeah, MeUndies, truly good underwear. I think I don't have any underwear that's not MeUndies anymore. I, I actually did a ton of laundry yesterday, like uh-huh. an embarrassingly large amount of, of, of laundry, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm just telling the truth. I, I know you've got a whole system. I don't, I don't know if, do you know, I don't, like the way that, that, that labor is dispersed at your household, uh-huh. do you, could you operate the washing machine? I, I don't mean that to be we insulting. We have a, a magic laundry basket. You just put clothes in the laundry Figured. basket. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then they show up in my dresser. It's I did like eight. I did like eight loads of laundry yesterday, and, I and one of the things the I did, I, I culled out all of the Fruit of the Looms. I culled out all of the mm. uh, the Hanes. Uh, they all bit the dust. They went right in the garbage can. They were rough and scratchy. They're all gone. So we're 100% nice. me on these now. I have the boxers, and I don't wear boxers in anything else because like the material, I don't know if this makes sense. It kind of like the way it hangs, the way it feels, it kind of bunches up and scratchy mm-hmm. sometimes. But the me on these material is really soft. And it doesn't bunch up, so I, I like the boxers as much as the boxer briefs. Um, Did you get the same color uh, watch thing as me? Well, last time uh, I, I I was gonna get an order of, of stuff. I told Chiz I was like, hey, tell him to send me panties so that you know I can give my girlfriend you know a, some Beyondies panties or whatever. And I guess that they like kept that box checked. So this month I got some confetti panties or celebrate panties. Uh, so is that a box fit- that you're going to continue to leave checked? I told Chiz to try to get that sorted for me, so I, you know, some some more manly underwear. I have a lot of female underwear uh, uh, right now. Yeah, Meundies really hooking me up. Nice, nice. Well, they're great. Uh, new topic. Yeah, sure. I don't have an answer for this one picked out, but I, I saw an Ask Reddit, and it was interesting to me. Who is your anti-role model? The person you never want to be like when you grow up. Ah. Uh. Man, there's so many. Really? There's so, so many, many people uh, like, that you like just don't like. You look at them and you think like, oh, that that person kind of sucks. Uh, like a pub. I don't. I don't know. Right. I, definitely. Like. All right. So like, I've always had this thing in the back of my head. It was never a big thing, and my father's never even mentioned it. So it's like, it's not. It's not. But but my my grandfathers both died um, for alcohol related stuff, and so I've always had it in my head that like. 
I never like was afraid to drink, and I've drank plenty, like hard liquor, and I've drank to excess plenty of times. But I've always had this thought that like, I don't want to become an alcoholic. I don't want to be, I don't want to do that because that's the uh, that that would be a real like cliche if like I I did that. I, I couldn't do that. I, so so like if anything, like I guess my grandfathers are my anti role models uh, in a way because they were both real scummy pieces of shit who like abused their wives and drank uh, to excess and ended up dying because of it in both cases. I had oh, that's a, a good answer. I had a manager who didn't take care of his people. Um, it, was, it was, I don't want to out him too much. It was one of my managers at Cisco. I had a bunch of them. And uh, it was almost like this guy made his career fucking over people. Like Cisco had this thing where they would fire something like 20% of the staff every quarter. Like the, or it was the bottom 10%, the bottom 10%. So 10% of your staff would get fired every quarter. And you might think every like, quarter. Yeah. God yeah. damn. We've run out of people in a year. Dude, <laughs> you might think like, how hard is it to be in the top 90%? Yeah. But when like, if you're in a group of 10 and they fire four people a year, like any, if you trip, if you miss one deadline, if you miss anything, you could be that one in 10. Like, that could be a well, thing. Was there ever sabotage? Because mm. I'm going to tell you right but now. let me go on. It, okay. Yes. So I, other managers didn't do this. Like, they had a policy of doing it. But most managers were like, I don't have a bottom 10%. I like all my guys. If I were to fire, I want to be firing a good person. He was like, nope. You know, like fucking Hunger Games, they always found a way to fire someone quarterly. I, I, I told the story before. There was a guy, he was in San Jose. The guy was a superstar. He comes out here, he was going through a divorce, and he had three months where he just wasn't the best version of him. Manager fired him. Didn't last one quarter under my manager. And he had all these like awards from work, like crystal trophies and shit like that. And it's burned into my head. He took his trash can and he swooped all his like, awards into the trash can and walked out the door that's it worked under my manager for one month Were you, now is this a guy who was Man. competing with you like 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 no he's did my your boss. excellence no, no 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 i'm saying did your excellence sort of slide this guy to yeah, that, that role of getting fired? I, okay I, so i was so young now, was there, and it, i was an asshole and i used to point out whenever he was stupid because he was dumber good. than me and of course. uh but, you know, he would just, like, not know what day of the week Bottom it was sometimes. <laughs> not know what day of the <laughs> yeah, week it was? Yeah, yeah. You know, he'd be like, How yeah, two days from now. are there in an office? Right? Yeah. But, like, if, if, he, if he, every time he slipped, I would, like... Of course. Yeah. This is where I was headed with this. Mm. Of course. So, so did you look at this guy and all of his crystal trophies with a bit of fear for your family? Oh, no. I'm talking about the manager. Now, this guy and his crystal trophies? I thought I was going to yeah. learn something from him. Like, I didn't, oh. Yeah. No. I, I see, was that's like, where I was going with this. I was like, do you see this new... Because I'm thinking, like, we're a baseball team. You know, and, you know, I'm starting pitcher over here, and all of a sudden you get Greg Maddox in. He's got fucking Cy Youngs all over the wall over there, and this, this is the guy you, you, you brought in? Him? I, I, I'm hoping for his downfall. I left what my company and went this? to Cisco. Was this like it was just an IT. Your account? This was just all IT people, and it's like if you don't fulfill your IT responsibilities in the bottom 10, and this wasn't like the sales or the some other department. It was just this one like no, it wasn't it was a, a Cisco total Cisco policy. policy. No, no, oh, yeah, it, it was. was a Cisco policy, and he got the idea from GE, where apparently it was a policy there too. And uh, um, anyway, yeah. So I I left my company and went to Cisco, hoping to work with people better than me. I was kind of like the lead dog in a sled team at QAD. And when I went to Cisco, I was like, I'm going to be surrounded by people who are all lead dogs on their sled team. So when this guy came, I was like, this is going to be great. You know, I'm going to learn from this guy. I'm going to be the super. I'm going to grow. And uh, he ended up getting fired pretty quickly. Um, was there ever a uh, like a quarter where maybe your numbers aren't so great and you're like, 
maybe I'll go over to Jerry's computer and delete a few things. No. no. <laughs> but I, I, I did take my turn in the barrel Maybe once. I'll add an extra zero in this huge yeah. line of code on Jerry's desk. <laughs> I, uh, anyway, so after, after he stopped managing me and stuff, I kept watching this guy. And he like, led efforts to ship jobs to India. And he led efforts to like get interns to do jobs. And he always found a way to get like cheaper labor, fire people. Like his career was built on fucking employees. Efficiency. But it didn't feel like that when you work for him. You <laughs> of know? course not. Yeah. yeah. When you work for him, it was always like, we need to find a way to have fewer people like you. And, uh, and that was his career. So, and he didn't grow anyone. No one like did well and became managers or whatever their dreams were. He was always like, all right, I've got these 12 guys doing stuff for me. How can I make that 10? You know, how can I get that six and have two of them be interns? How can I, you know, get half of their jobs and ship them to India? How can we do this? And, and when you work, and, and there was never a like, how can we get Matt to the next level? How can we make Matt some sort of architect or whatever? It, no, not that. It was always fuck your staff. So, uh, if I had to that pick an anti-role model. That could have been a good work model. environment, right? Like, oh. if everybody's constantly stressed out. Like, you'd think that in and of itself would take some uh, productivity out of the mix because people aren't sleeping as well. They're in their free time. They're not getting true rest because you need real rest and free. Like, no, that's a real thing. Like, I these like people it. are worried. I I'm just saying that like, maybe uh, it's a it's bad like killing the slowest the worker or something, every, like, like in one of those gulags or something like that. Uh, gold production yeah, that's was, a good model to run yeah, this on. We've got a whole <laughs> lot more coal now. Uh, than we did before. Well, I, if you're the I, guy in charge, who fucking cares about the coal miners, right? I, so I was senior to this girl, right? This girl named Tracy, and uh, I, I just came into the job a lot more experienced with her. I was a higher pay grade. And um, we were both working on projects. The projects were not alike. They weren't the same thing, whatever. But I was doing well on mine, and she was struggling a little. And he comes over, and he's like, you know, I heard Woody smoked you on his project. And it's like, that is not coming from me. You know, like, why are you saying that? Why are you, like getting on her like, like that's not how you yeah. do this breeding weird competition between your staff this isn't teaming maybe you know what you, you like you need that attitude it sounds like that's what he was doing like like maybe it, it almost feels like if he ever were to withdraw and not have you guys under this like crazy system that you might you might all stop and go god damn rich is stupid huh why is he our <laughs> boss let's talk to carl he'll fire rich in a heartbeat i know it like it was like you, he kept you on your that toes. happens yeah this, this does make sense if it were a sales department because like if you look at the breakdown of any sales department, it's not like the top 10% get 20% of the sales and like the top 50% get 60% of the sales. Like across the board for cars, for anything, I mean, I'm sure Kyle will confirm this, that top 10, 15% of people are making 75% of the sales. Yeah. They're making the overwhelming majority of it. And the so elite, in sales, yeah. it seems like that make might make sense because that bottom rung person it's like, yeah, you, you clearly aren't even competitive enough to be in this environment. You know, you're, you're out of here. They but if one of those good salesmen hires. drops down, even that would be foolish. Like, you, you, would, you, you wouldn't get rid of them over, after one bad quarter, you know, if, if they have a, a repertoire they can show you of, look at this, look at this account, look at this account, look at this. Big, so, uh, I don't know. It seems like a stressful environment. The big threat, if people were being lazy around the dealership, would always be new hires. It wouldn't be firing, because who fucking cares? You know, you're, you're on commission anyway. You're just hanging out. It's like they got plenty of desks to sit you at. They don't care if you're there or not. Uh, so the, the threat would be a new hire. It's like, ah, you know, lazy motherfuckers. I'm going to get some new people in here. I'm going to get some head knockers or some assassins or whatever he, the boss would call them. You know, I'm, I'm going to get some really good people to come in here and replace you guys. And then every now and then he would punish 
like uh, we had a big sales event and where they, like they used a lot of uh, our, they used all of our ad revenue for like the quarter or something for one big push in the newspapers and on TV and we uh, we we did that thing where like if you're watching daytime TV and I'm I'm, I'm in the car pulling up and like and here's Kyle with a with a Jeep <laughs> Grand Cherokee and I'm just I'm in the car and my boss is introducing the car and everything and we all so we spent a lot of money on this thing mother but but we weren't on our phones. He saw that we weren't on our phones, so he makes a phone call and literally hires like a salesman for hire. Like like you think of like a gun for hire. Like he goes and gets like a killer and brings him in. And this need. guy, yeah. th- this guy's <laughs> selling five cars a day. He was a killer. He he and we're all just like just seething with anger that they brought this because we're it's a real tribal type thing where like uh-huh. you're the new guy. It's a while before we're gonna accept you or have any respect for you. We got to see you do something. Like we gotta hear you say something smart at least, like give some advice or sell a car, do do a thing. And this guy came in and it was like, this guy's a shark. Like 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 like, this is a shark and not a guppy. Like we gotta watch this guy. He'll steal our deals from us if he can, but more likely he'll steal the customers. And he'll he was just so good. He was he's better than any of us. But that was our punishment. We you know did he stick taking... around or was he? No no no. He just brought that guy in for for a three day weekend. That guy sold like sixteen cars in a three day weekend or something. It was stupid. he sold sixteen cars in three days. That's insane. We, we all sold a bunch of. I mean, on a weekend like that, it's pretty outrageous. It's a big big store. It's I think we had fifteen oh. acres of cars. So like, sold a lot of cars. That so weekend. Kyle, I'm looking for a little advice. I'm not going to buy a new car unless mine breaks down for a couple years. But when I do go. What are the questions I need to be asking and the bullshit I need to be on the lookout for? Or is there... You, no, can, you can handle almost all of it over the phone at this point. The, the real question is, like, what do you want? Uh, you know, like, like, do you want to lease a car? Or do you want to buy a car? What kind I'd of car? I'd want to buy one. New or used? Yeah. Used, because you know? I'm, not, I'm not a silly goose. Okay, so things are really easy if you're buying a used car. Now it's really going to boil down to financing, because the cost of the car, there isn't some sort of dealer markup. There's no systems in place to to dick you around there. They're not going to hide money anywhere. There's there's none of that. It's a used car. It is what it is. And you can kind of do research and determine if the value that they're charging for it is right or not. And, and you know, there's going to be some negotiation involved. I'd look at, you can look at the trade-in values to kind of get an idea of what they may have into it. But then you got to consider that they probably pumped at least $500 into it, just getting it spiffy enough to stick on the lot by the, because t- they use their own in-house people, which they have to pay an exorbitant rate. Um, so yeah. If, if you, you ask use- them, like if you say, like I've heard like these kind of like silly tricks and like stories and stuff, but I don't know if, if they actually work. Like if you went to like a salesman at the end of the month, I've heard it's best to go near the end. And you told them like, uh, you know, what's show me what the wholesale you guys pay for this car and I'll play wholesale plus a thousand or wholesale plus 800 just to make sure that they finish their month out good with their numbers and they're still not losing money. Um, that, that, that would work on a new car for sure. Uh, that the whole, like, show me the, yeah. the, the wholesale and, I, and I'll pay a thousand. But you want to, you, uh, what you'd really say is I'll pay a thousand under that, you know, show me your costs and I'll, and then lose a thousand dollars. And that would be, that would be my negotiating stance on any new car would be show me your cost and then lose a thousand to sell me this car. If you're really looking for the best deal, cause they will, I've, I saw it happen so many times when it would be like, okay, the dealership sold 389 cars this month. At 400, corporate auto nation bestows us with a $50,000 bonus. Guess who gets to decide how it gets distributed? The general manager. Guess how he distributes it? He keeps it. So <laughs> he really wants to fucking sell 11 more cars today. And if it means losing a little here and there, like... 
he'll make it up somewhere else. You know, he, he just will. And that's yeah. the, the, the numbers are always so pliable. Like, like to a customer, when you get presented with the cost of a car, you're probably thinking, this is like a mortgage. This is like written in stone. They went and printed this out. No, nah. they can flub that whole thing up. I remember I, I went from a, to a customer. I went to my manager. I said, hey, this guy wants to buy this car. Here's the stock number. You know, print it all out. Add this and that. You know, these, these additional items. I, I like to have those as a negotiating tactic. If they're adding permaplate, that was our big one. It didn't even exist. We didn't even put it on the car. It was just a warranty against stains. <laughs> Um, only one person in like two and a half years ever came in to like activate their permaplate warranty. It costs $700 a pop and we don't do anything. So, <laughs> so I just remember my manager gives me the, <laughs> so the, the manager gives me the one sheet or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Make it two more thousand dollars expensive. And he's like, well, that's just the cost of the car. I was like, make it two more thousand extra on the bottom. Just say plus 2000. All right. So I go back over there. I said, Got a great deal for you, sir. I was the only British guy selling him a Ford Freestyle, which was the ugliest piece of shit they ever made. I don't it was, even it know was, what that is. It's sitting on a <laughs> Volvo XC90 platform. It's the same platform as the the 500. It had, uh, the Ford 500, which I think is discontinued now. It had the CVT continuously variable transmission, this really underpowered engine, and it looked like a faggot mobile for for many for minivan moms. Oh, it's like, oh sir, car. you don't want to drive a minivan? Well, well, how about something even worse, the Ford Freestyle? But this British guy <laughs> fucking loved it. The whole time I'm showing it to them, I'm like, well, we only have one. They, they, they go so fast. We only have one here. <laughs> Look, he, he, I, I was like, I'm happy to let you leave. You know, go home, talk to your credit union. But this green one here, it was hideous. Probably won't be here. It probably won't be here when you British get back. Racing so, green. And, and he's just like, oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm like, usually we sell these things. And this, this is me, like, this is stuff that I was taught or, like, I took from my managers. We usually sell these things three, four, five thousand dollars over the sticker price. There's so much demand for them. People are traveling out of state, coming here and buying them, and just paying their taxes out of state. This is the only one here, sir. We're a corporate store. Do you understand? We're not just one store. We're not three. We're 800 stores across the, the you know, the United States. We sell more cars than anybody in the world. We're Auto Nation. We have one. Oh, he's just all a frazzle. He comes back the next night with his credit union check, and he paid two thousand dollars over the sticker price for that fucking Ford Freestyle. We would have discounted that thing another like. $2,800, or something like that. He overpaid $6,000 because I wanted him to. Taylor said he wants a used car because he's not a silly? I forget what, what he was. Not a silly goose. A silly yeah, goose. Thank I've, you. Thank I've you. never met anyone who said that buying new cars... Like, if, if you buy a new car because you want to, mm -hmm. like, it makes sense to me. But I've never heard anyone say, oh, yeah, always buy a new car. That's the smart financial move. <sighs> like, everyone always says buy used. Here's... Um, I. I you're probably right. Uh, you're, you're probably right. I bought I'm my truck. Disagree. Okay. I'm a, then you can follow up on, on this. I bought my truck in 2003, brand new. And I really like that. I like that I bought it new and kept it for 14 years so far. I think it's kind of cool. I, I, I maybe, I don't know if it's more reliable because I broke it in right and always had long term in mind. The, over the entire mm -hmm. 13 years of that thing, I never thought or 14 years i never thought like oh, i'm about to dump this thing you know we'll put the bad oil in it or anything like that yeah i i, I just like that it's always been mine and yeah yeah i uh i like the idea of buying yeah. uh, new cars are nice man there, there's a difference between a new car and a used car there's just a huge fucking difference most of the time and if you find that that snowflake of a used car that is like oh it's immaculate i mean you're you're really paying a lot for the immaculate used car 
when when you could start with new, get the full warranty, get you know any kind of lemon coverage. If that thing falls apart right away, they're just going to give you a new one. I mean, if it, if it falls apart right away, you know, like a new car is nice. The AC I mean, is you nice. Can get like that whatever lemon electronics and like media goes goes so fast that like. You know, the screen that was in your car three years ago might not be cool anymore. You know, now it's maybe it's going from LCD to LED. Maybe now they're brighter. Maybe now they're not as bright and they work better in like low light conditions. And it's a, it's just a totally different thing. I'd like a new car. But really what I would be interested in if I were you is leasing a car. Because like it, it's all about the mindset of what you're doing and what transportation in your car means to you in your life. Right. So if you're the kind of guy who likes to have a new car and and you know, three, four, five years, you're like, yeah, I'm probably going to trade this in and get something else in three years once this has 50,000 miles on it or whatever, then why not lease a car? Because you, you already are going to always be making a payment. Like, that's a given. Since you're three years, you're not going to be pay this thing off in three years. You're going to get a new car anyway. You're always going to have a car payment. If you just accept that as a cost of life and don't have this future mindset that eventually I will buy this and I will own a car and then that's one less expenditure out of my bank account every month. No more paying for cars. If that's what you want, then that's a really smart thing and that's great and all, but most people would rather have a new car and something fresh every three years, so why not lease? It's cheap. I get it compared to like having payments on a used car. I was more referring to just outright buying a used car, so you're sure. not like then you saddled yeah. with payments or anything like yeah. that, but I don't know. It's definitely more appealing to get a new car for sure. Yeah, it's I've always bought so my cars, I, but I, I would. Um, do, you, do you have any idea what kind of car you're gonna get? Hopefully, something yeah. that's better gas mileage. An SUV, perhaps. Uh, I'm getting yeah, an SUV. It gets competitive gas mileage with my current car, and so it won't be a difference in <laughs> so gas. A suburban. I, I like uh, I like well, I like Tahoes. That would get way worse. That would not way worse actually, just a little worse than my car. Uh, I like Jeep Grand Cherokees. I like uh, yeah, the new ones are really nice. I like the Toyota. Oh, is it Highlander? Is that the, large, the, yeah, SUVs, the larger SUVs? The Sequoia is the big boy, I think. Yeah, not that one. Don't need a Sequoia. I, yeah, I don't know. Like I just like the idea equivalent. of getting an SUV, something like that. Like not not anything too nice or anything. Just like something that if something happened to it, it would be like, oh, that sucks. Not like you know, like I a big see. like a big scratch. It would be like, oh, that blows. Not oh, oh, I gotta go put six grand into this. Otherwise, why'd I even buy it if I'm not looking cool? Chiz and I were looking at the lease numbers on uh, maybe Mustangs a while back. I, I, he's looking at the new 2018 Mustangs, and uh, they're pretty good. It's, it's pretty cheap. Uh, and, and I, you know, I went down the lease rabbit hole looking at other stuff, and uh, I was talking to a girl a while back, and it was going to be – she was like, ah, I need you to pay all my bills, though. And I was like, oh, well, that's not going to work. We're, we're not going to be able to hmm. be, a, be a thing together. But just curious, how much are your bills? And she's like, ah, 800 a month to probably cover it. And I was like, that's an Escalade. That's an Escalade lease. That's exactly that's what eight hundred dollars a month will buy you. I think not, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I have a video I really want to watch, but it's five and a half minutes long. Is that is it crazy? hilarious? What kind of video? No, it's about is it financing cars. It's a it's a this guy lines up with the Woody philosophy of of buying cars. We I, could. I don't know. That's I risky business. I, I can. Winning. I can hear people in their cars right now going, don't, don't play the five and a half minute financing video. So I just don't but it, know. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it flows well and it has background music. Hey, can we I mean, try it? it and then at, at one and a half minutes in or something, we can give it a thumbs down. Yeah. If we decide yeah, we'll to it. stop it. All right. Yeah, it'll be like uh, the X Factor. Yeah. Or if you're old, <laughs> the gong show. <laughs> <laughs> the gong show. 
Um, so it was I'm a high quality video. video. Yep. All right. Ready, ready, set, play. We Americans have a love fest going on with our cars. We love them. Where else on earth can you find a couple who is flat broke and living paycheck to paycheck, but with two brand new cars in the driveway? The problem is our mindset. We've been bombarded with the notion that we'll always have a car payment. So when the car starts to show a little wear, we just run off and sign a $26,000 note for a new one. Hey, car payments are just a way of life, right? That's the normal way of thinking. Well, the truth is that car fever and normal thinking are sabotaging our chances for success. Recent statistics show that one-third of car buyers sign up for a six-year loan at an average interest rate of 9.6%. Among these buyers, the average price of the car is just over $26,000. This means that one-third of the cars you see on the street are dragging a $475 payment behind them. And what the car dealer won't tell you is that your awesome new car loses about 25% of its value the instant you drive it off the lot. After four years, your sweet ride has lost about 70% of its value, and you've still got two years of payments left on it. That means that after six years, you've paid almost $33,000 for your $26,000 car, which is now worth maybe $6,000. At that point, the normal person would get car fever again, run out and take out a new loan on another new car, and start all over again. And the payments just keep on coming. But what if we decided that enough was enough? What if we decided to hang on to our money instead of sending it all to the bank in the form of payments? What if we got really radical and devised a plan to make our money work for us instead of letting like it work for the bank? PowerPoint question mark back in our yeah. example, <laughs> our payment was $475 a month, right? Well, let's think differently for a minute. Say you want a brand new sports car that would normally cost you $475 a month, and the car you're driving now is worth around $1,500. If you take that 475 and pay yourself instead of paying the car dealer, you'll have $4,750 in just 10 months. Add that to the 1500 you can get for your current car, and you can pay cash for a used $6,250 car. That's a major upgrading car in just 10 months, without ever owing the bank a dime. But let's keep going. If you kept saving at that rate, you'd have another 4750 in another 10 months. Chances are, less than a year later, you could sell your $6,250 car for about what you paid for it. This means that you can step up again with cash into an excellent $11,000 used car just 20 months from today. Not bad. Now, let's just go crazy with this. At this point, you're 20 months into the plan. It's not a pyramid. It's a this sounds like leasing. You don't yeah, have right? Like, like... Dime, and you're sitting in a great paid-for $11,000 car. Remember where you were and you've become an amateur car car sales. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now that you have no free time because of your wheeling and dealing with cars, <laughs> because of your late night phone to answer all the Craigslist calls, by paying that 475 car payment to yourself in a good mutual fund for the next 52 months. Let's just see what now we're investing. Now, yeah, you are. Under your original plan, you would just be finishing off your car payments for that sports car which just doesn't look as good to you as it did when you needed it six years earlier. So, you start to shop around and pretty quickly end up signing another car loan and going right back into endless payments. Sound familiar? But what about our new plan? At the end of six years, your $11,000 paid-for car has just about run its course. 
It's been great. They're purposely using these cute car pictures because they don't want to show you the fucking Dodge Stratus you're going to be in when you use this strategy for the first six years. Someone was murdered in the back, but it gets good mileage. Here's the kicker. Here's where things get nutty. If you go buy a car with cash for $12,000, you'd still have $20,000 sitting in your car fund earning about 12%. You know what that means? Even if you never add another dollar to the car fund, you'll be able to buy fourteen dollars to $18,000 cars every five years from now on. The interest you'd earn on that mutual fund will pay for your cars for the rest of your life. That's free cars, man. That's what happens when your money and for 1999, we'll send you the DVD box set, How to Buy a Car. Yeah. And do you know what you can do if you don't have a car it's payment? I mean, you can apply this to everything in life, right? It's like, save your money, invest you? it. It'll... You remember that 475 payment you were about like, to start handing over to the car I feel like you could just keep amplifying this to every you were to invest segment of your life until you were living on rice and living in a tent. I lived in a tent from 23 to 27. The money I saved. Let's look at how much it costs to have an apartment. Now... You buy a tent for $189. Forgo vagina for the better part of your 20s and 30s. Three years later, you'll have saved enough to treat your malnourishment and spider bites. To me, it's about quality of life while you're here to live in, right? It's like, hey, I've got this great idea. You're gonna you're gonna drive some pretty shitty cars for the good part of your life, but by the time you're old, like cars, you'll have like so much interest that cars will be cheap, and and hey, you won't even it'll just be money from nowhere. It's like. I don't like that at all. I want a nice car now, like right now, because of all the things that come along with it. You know, it's not just transportation. It's, it's, it's style. It's it's uh, it makes me happy. I love driving. I go out and drive my car just for fun. You know, it's just like I'm gonna go drive. I I, I like leasing better than this. Uh, That's the option Because you don't end up with the shitty cars. Like, like you, remember when you were in that Ford and how much you hated it. I do, yeah, and that's that's the the tricky part. Because I literally did this, right? You know, we would we would buy a car, we'd pay it off. Um, I, it was easy for me to do because I worked at Cisco where the pay was lumpy. So like, it seemed like twice a year I'd get like twenty percent of my pay. So we budgeted as if we lived on my salary, and then boom, like twenty twenty thousand dollar bonus, like cool. you know, that that would roll in. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, anyway. So that's what we do. Like my truck, for example, I paid it off in nine months. Like I got it. I had car payments on it. And then I got a bonus. We paid the truck off. That was my last car payment back in 2004. And, and then we just kept like making payments to ourselves, you know, putting that thing that we would have had into a car fund. We did that for a long time. Then we bought my wife's car with a check. You know, I wrote a check for it. And that was that. And, uh, and that's the last time we bought a car in like 2006. And like... Kyle's right, you know, like, he, I'm not going to misquote him, but like, you can't save sex for your old age, right? Some things you got to do now, right? It, it, it doesn't work the other way. And there is something to be said for like enjoying your stuff. I didn't like driving that Ford Focus. It was kind of a dreadful thing for me to, to walk through the parking lot and like every single car on the way to mine more than my own car. Like that really sucked. Yeah. And uh, when I bought my Tacoma, I think I've said this before, my father said buy a Chevy S10. It was, it was the last year they were making it, and I hated them. I hated it. I went there because I, I put a lot of value in, in my father's opinions, and I checked it out, and it was just like, I don't want this car. I don't want it. I think it would have been a bad financial decision because I don't think I'd have kept a Chevy S10 for 14 plus it years. It wouldn't have lasted for 14 years. That, that, I, I wouldn't disagree with that either. So... Uh, um, I'm glad I got my Tacoma. I've been really happy with it for a really long time. 
there's something to be said for the notion that it's not a bargain if you don't want it. But there is something to be said for, like, I'm not a leaser. Like, I don't like that. I, I don't like buying a new car every three years. I don't like having a $400, $800 payment, whatever it is, and thinking of that as just a cost of life. Like, you get to own stuff and just keep using it, and it doesn't cost you anything. You kind of own it, but you're going into that pit. Because with the lease thing... I'm sure you know how a lease agreement works, but for everybody else, it, the lease thing, you, you set terms. Okay, I'm, I want this Mustang for three years, uh, you know, thir 36 months for the non-mathematically inclined. I want this thing for three years. I want to drive it for 15,000 miles a year. Um, and so that they say, okay, well, that Mustang uh, in three years with 45,000 miles on it will be worth Y. The sticker price is X, and so they subtract the difference, and then you you pay on that. You know, you pay on the difference. The The assumption is that when you turn this car back in at the end of your lease agreement, it's worth the difference of what you paid them. And that use, and in some cases, that can work out pretty advantageously, like like if uh, some cars hold their ba value better than others. So if, if, uh, if this new fancy 28 Mustang, it's probably going to hold its value very well over the next three years because it's a new body style. It's a whole new thing. So that might be an attractive lease agreement. And they'll they'll make more attractive lease agreements by giving you fancy interest rates and stuff. But the reason I like that is because of that scenario that I said. It's like if you always wanted a new Mustang, if, if in 2021 you're really going to want a 2022 Mustang and you're going to do it either way, then like if you'd purchased that Mustang, then you're just eating all that depreciation likely and you become a car salesman again unless you want to turn it in at the dealership for a trade-in. And they always fuck you on the trade-in. We did. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna buy a new car every three years, it, it very well might make sense to lease. But having you can a, go to different stuff too. Yeah, that's true too. Like, but like, having a new car every three years is a pretty expensive proposition. Really, what you're doing is you're buying that front end depreciation. You know that thing about losing twenty percent of its value or twenty five? It said in the video mm -hmm. as you drive it off the lot. You pay for that in your lease mm -hmm. every time. You're paying for the three most expensive years of a car's life constantly. Yep. And yeah, that's a good point. That, that's what leasing is. It's, it's, it's only a, a lot good, cheaper than buying, and you, and you always have the car. It's only cheaper than buying if you get a new car every three years. Right? Well, you got to do that. <laughs> the, the, that's the, the point. The most cost-effective thing to do is to buy a car and use it till it's done. Right? If or a horse. How much, <laughs> how, much, how much millage and milo do you have in your yard? A horse How many poor people do you cheaper. see getting around by equine? Like nobody. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's using so. horses because it's not like you can just take it home and put it in the garage. Like now you've got a, a two-ton animal that you've got to feed and, 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 and brush, and you can't just ignore it. You can't just be like, all do right. Do you know how much Woody would love that? First of all, the man owns a stable. Second of all, <laughs> you don't think he's capable of growing a crop of, of milo or wheat or something or <laughs> barley? Millet. Yeah. Please. Millet? Yeah, absolutely. He has everything mm. it takes. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah I don't think horses save you money. And they only have one horsepower, which kind of sucks. I think they have like two. I actually I read no that idea. somewhere. Yeah, I read like the average horse has like two horsepower or something. Yeah, it's old-timey horses. I just, Weak it, as shit. Yeah, it was old, <laughs> shitty horses. That's probably what it is. I had no idea. But anyway, no, that's the car sure thing. Yeah, we go all over the... I, I like our range here. We've got Taylor kind of in the middle, Kyle with a, with a beautiful newish car, and me uh, on the bottom end. That's about time for me to get something different. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. My, yeah, are I've, you I've, due? I've, I've, huh? 
are you like, due? Are you, you, are you due for a new car? Because I haven't heard. Like, I know you got the Camaro. Like, what is it? Four years ago now, or so? That's five. Yeah. Five or six? Know. Yeah, six years or something. So yeah, it's, it? it's about time for a new car. I've only, I don't have that many miles on it. I think I got seventy. 78 thousand in six years or something so that's pretty low um but but i would never i'm never going to sell or trade or do anything with that car i'll just keep it forever um because the depreciation it's it's worth so much more to me than it's worth if that makes sense Mm -hmm. uh because i've I've taken very good care of it and uh it's i mean i think it's got one dent about the size of a dime that you have to like like move Mm -hmm. your head back and forth with the sunlight to find and it has uh one singular scratch um, those things irk me. If it had a big dent, I'd fucking get rid of that thing right away. Like, like, like if there's an imperfection in a thing like that, like a car or my phone, I, I let my phone screen go oftentimes, but that's just because it's gone so far that now I kind of like that I have a, like a p- crazy Frankenstein phone. I did that in the with same my way- truck. Yeah, I, I was going to say that in the same way that like, uh, if I had an old, an older car, I'd feel the same way. It's like, yeah, this one's mine. Look at this character. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's dented into the material. I'm not it's playing like, your perfection game. I play a different game. Yeah. You know, I'm in a different contest. It's not about having something nice. It's about having something that's mine. Something with character. Yeah, but it's about time for something new. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I, I've, I, I, my thoughts go everywhere on this. Uh, I've thought of a new truck. I've thought of a new sports car. Um, I was looking at those twenty, uh, those Camaro lease options, and goddamn, it was like, ah, oh, man, that, that would be fun to just drive this, Z, like, 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 get the crazy one with like six or seven hundred horsepower for a couple of years. Um, but, but uh, I've been fixing just up an have old car. Two with- Camaros. Like, <laughs> well, if I did that, I would, I would get rid of mine. Now, now that's that, that's the scenario in which I'd get rid of mine. If I buy a new Camaro. Um, then I get rid of the old Camaro. Like, like the, of course. It's funny you say that because, like, so I would want a new truck, right? And the things I want in a truck, like a better back seat. Um, with this paramotor thing, I take it somewhere like twice a week and I throw the wing in the back seat. I'd really like to have four doors. And um, um, oftentimes I like to bring multiple wings. I could just go on. I feel like if I were to get a new truck, it would serve a lot of the same purpose as my current truck. So what am I doing with my current truck? But then on the other hand, it has no value to anybody else. This is a dented piece of shit Tacoma. Um, oh, keep it for sure. 100% sure. There's no reason. You're going to get like as a yard ornament? If someone really liked Woody's gamer tags truck, they might give you <laughs> two grand for it. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's just the, because of the mileage and the year and everything, it, its intrinsic value is so much greater than, than its blue book value. You could use it for like around the yard stuff. Like I know you have that gator or whatever it is, but there's, I guarantee Take that the there's like a really off. big job that Tacoma could, has way more power yeah. than that gator. Like it could You're just right. be a big uh, farm tool basically. Yeah, you take could those scoop doors it off. up. Like, like, imagine if you put a hydraulic tilt bed on it, fucking took the doors off and some netting or something. I don't hate and, that and, idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, you those, like, you could make your own, like, making those hydraulic tilt beds, you can do it yourself. I've made one, like, with the help mm-hmm. of other students and stuff, but it, but we made it. You know, it's just a hydraulic arm and everything. That'd be, uh, that'd be kind of neat. I, uh, yeah, I, I think if I were to get rid of it, I would think back to it and wish I still had it and you yeah, know, I still yeah, want that. Sure. But uh, but it is hard to overlook the the duplication of tasks thing. You know, it's a truck. I'd be getting a new truck. I don't see myself getting something that's not a truck. Especially um, Hope's going to college and freshmen can't have cars at UNC, so huh. that's in my rotation now too. Shit. So okay, um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I really enjoy like uh, having the full four doors on my truck. See, that's the other, that my truck's getting quite old now, so it, it is about time for a new truck of some kind, I guess. But then I look or at SUV, and I talk to my dad about this, and he, he's like, ah, just keep the old truck for like work, you know, mm-hmm. like something's gonna be dirty that that like like truck truck stuff, and then you could get anything else to be like your conveyance. And I was like, yeah. Real real quick, this isn't about cars. I made my own candles for fun. <laughs> like I bought some some wicks yeah. off of off Amazon and some wood wicks, and I I, made a, I I bought this huge glass container at Target and was like, oh, I'm gonna pour so much fucking wax in there. I'm gonna put three wood wicks, and it was working sp- splendidly. I put three different scents of uh, wax in there, which probably you're not supposed to do. That's probably like a kid combining a bunch of candy. Fuck it, it smelled great, and I, it was I was looking at it over there, and I was like, oh man, then. Ooh, those flames are getting pretty big uh, over there on that candle. And and like and then I didn't know this could happen with the candle. All of the like it Can you bring can you show us? Ah, it shatter? <laughs> it shatter? No, I've had that happen too in the pot holders. Like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. It's it's enormous and now it has a bunch of shit all over it because it like it was burning yeah, clean and then it just suddenly stopped burning clean like in the last three minutes. All of the wax caught on fire. And so it was just a plume of smoke. <laughs> That's why if you go back like one minute, you see me go <laughs> and move my computer because it was <laughs> flaming up. I had to go grab a ceramic bowl and put it on top to put it out because I couldn't. I wish you I showed us. Because it, I, would, I could start a fire. You should have like, got a <laughs> holder and brought it on camera. This a minor is, apartment yeah. finder is no big deal. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about hot. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was full. The, my other two candles I made that were smaller with one wick, pre-waxed. Those are doing fine. This mm-hmm. one I'm gonna have to go back to the drawing. And it, it's not that interesting, but I thought you'd like. I'm no, I almost started a fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, that's great. I went to the uh, I went to the candle making Reddit a few days ago because <laughs> I was like, I wanna that's I wanna try thing. and figure this out. Like it seems kind of that I literally typed in candle making Reddit and then yeah. candle making YouTube and there was tons of stuff there. And I like by reading it, like reading through. But like maybe the fifth or sixth thread, like giving you tips on how to do it better, because I'm I'm still clearly a retard when it comes to this. Uh, I, it became very obvious that I'm the only man in that forum. Yeah, this yeah, just is, you, just you. And, I, and then I started thinking. I looked up candle making classes, and if I go to a candle making oh, class, mm. how many young girls are going to be there? There's Zero. Be old me too. No, but there will all... be young girls. There Those women be, are too go. old for me, Taylor. No, no, no you're, you're good. <laughs> All women love candles. Every time I have a, a girl over, one of the first things they say is, oh, it smells great in here. Because I always make sure my place smells fi- fantastic. I, I hate upstairs right I, uh, now. I hate when I walk into someone's house and I get, like, that family's scent, you know, where it's like, oh, this is what the Smith's house smells like. Mm-hmm. But I liked it when I'd go to someone's house and I'd be like... Oh, oh, it smells like pine in here. Huh, I bet it always smells like pine in here. What a wonderful, like... Do you guys think like that too? Like yeah. when you, you notice the scent? No, I like family smells. I like when you go into a new house and you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they get up some crazy shit around here. You can smell it in the air. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like bacon grease and lubricant. Every once in a while, my friends would like wash my clothing. Like it just would happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm staying over there that night or we went swim party or something. And uh, I'd get my clothes back after my friend's mom washed them. Right. That is a that is a kicking candle, Taylor. Yeah, Ten thousand. That's like that's yeah. one candle. Ten thousand candle power. Exactly. That 10, is amazing. Ten thousand candle power. 
<laughs> you know why? Is because after I looked up more things about candles, I found that not all wicks are the same. Mm. And so I bought a wick that is now in there that is meant to burn in a much, much larger container. And so uh, I, I didn't know. I just ordered, you know, off Amazon Prime. So, you know, uh, all of the mistakes I've made on my own. And mm -hmm. so we'll see where we go from here. I think it's fun. I like I like fucking around with wax. I liked trying to layer in the different scents, like letting it dry and stuff. I don't know. There's something yeah. about it that I feel like this is a good in if I could find a candle making club that there would absolutely be young chicks there. And if not, and if it's a bunch of old bitches, then I'll just be able to sit there and focus on my candle making. Yeah, right. You know, or maybe look, old bitches in produce wind. young bitches, right? They might say, You're so perfect for my Julie. Oh. You're so perfect for my granddaughter. <laughs> she she <laughs> loves candles. But yeah. So, all right. Let me, anyway. let me do an ad advertisement here. Tell everyone okay. about texture. 2016 was one for the books. The Cubs finally won the World Series. We said goodbye to far too many celebrities in the election. Game changer. 2017 is a whole new world, and it's easy to stay informed using the Texture app with access to all of the top magazines right on your tablet or phone. The Texture app has gone beyond delivering just the magazine itself. They've made it easy to find and enjoy the articles that you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive interactive features, videos, and more. Texture makes magazines easy, and there are so many great ones out there like Rolling Stones, Forbes, and Time. Texture is searchable. You can mark what you like, check out, check, check out back issues, view bonus video content, and they even curate articles and magazines just for you or whoever you're giving Texture to this year. Texture is normally $9.99 a month, and you get access to over 200 magazines. But if you sign up right now at texture.com PKA, you get a 14-day free trial. Why on earth would you subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you could have all of the best ones on your smartphone or tablet all the time for way less? Plus, Texture was selected as one of Apple's top 2016 iPad apps. So start your free trial today and download the Texture app. Right now, Texture is offering our listeners a 14-day free trial when you go to texture.com slash PKA. That's 14 days free, texture.com slash PKA. It's the out. new thing, Texture. Mm -hmm. You want to stay informed? You don't want to live like it's you know, 1998 and you have to read a whole big stack of catalogs? You don't have to anymore. You don't have to carry those around like a, like a goober. All on your phone. You get bored of one article, go to another one. It's great. Highly recommend how it's done mm -hmm. um, so uh i linked something here okay uh it is a it's a breast milk story and <laughs> so this this woman who was doing a bake sale for a school like a grade school that her son or daughter was going to that her son or daughter was going to she says she didn't have time to go to the store and so she used her own breast milk in these brownie recipes and As then didn't do. tell anyone and gave them to children to eat. That's Is that children not disgusting eat. to no. anyone else? Yes. It's a bodily yes. fluid. That, that, there are diseases. Look, when we get in milk there. in the United oh, States, stop. specifically in the United States, like, mm. like, like they, they fucking homogenize that shit, which mm. is boiling it. Um, pasteurize it. it. Yeah. That's what I meant, pasteurization. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's clean. We know it is. It comes in a jug. It, it's legit. I don't want your titty juice in my children's food. Now, now me personally, ma'am, I'll eat your titty juice brownies all fucking day. You can squirt mm. that shit right into my mouth. I don't care. Like, like <laughs> That's what double, I'm saying. Double. Uh -huh. You know that thing at the dairies that like sucks onto the titties and it's like boop, 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 sucking and it's like going to the main hose? I'd stick that hose in my mouth. I don't care. <laughs> like right off the women's titties, not the cow. That'd be uh, gross. I would not. 
Yeah, I'd suck it right out of there. Suck them dry. They'd be mm. all flat. Like you ever see titties? They're just flat and deflated. They'd like <laughs> yeah, that when I was National Geographic. You know when you're <laughs> at the bottom of a soda and it's <laughs> the straw goes. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that noise out of your titty. By the time I was done with it, but you can't just spring some titty titty brownies on on unsuspecting children at a at a bake sale. That's fucked. I'd have been a little irked if I found out it was goat milk, lady. I'd have been a little irked if I found out you didn't wash your hands. But when I found out that you used milk that you literally milked from your own body, a secretion of you that you were just storing somewhere in your household, presumably, because I doubt she like milked herself into the you know the brownies. Like that's not I cool. Not. I yeah, made brownies cool for my school like... bake sale that had breast milk in them. I didn't have time to run to the store and think it was a big deal. One of the other moms found out and was blowing it way out of proportion. I don't know what to do. That's her I'd Facebook sue. post. I, I, I would sue. Like, like, like we, we, we get some restitution out of you, motherfucker. You fucked Listen, up. People that stupid deserve to pay. Here's a couple of comments from the <laughs> other mothers in the group who did not see it as a no big deal. <laughs> Honestly, this is actually a damn near criminal offense. <laughs> Breast milk, like blood or semen, can carry disease, which is why legit donation services screen the milk before passing it along to moms and their babies. Secretly feeding children that aren't yours baked goods with your bodily fluids in them is gross, shady, and borderline psychotic. Wait, not borderline, it's full-blown psychotic, another mother wrote. <laughs> ah, if you're gonna bake it, it's fine. What viruses huh? survive baking? Look, I'm an amateur scientist, and this is the sort of thing <laughs> I that I would know, make I, a guess about. I don't know enough to just that, but I don't, I don't uh, want you anyone know what? to take this and run with it. <laughs> you know I, I don't... Baking is not an effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be, right? Bacon, oh, God, God, damn it! It probably is. <laughs> I think it like, is. I think it but is. But it's still gross. Oh no! Oh, you know what's gross? No. She what, said herself, right, in her Facebook post. And if it's on the internet, it's true. Some of these kids could use the nutrition. Let's be honest. And I bet she's you know right. Grosser than that? What? A thousand times grosser than that. It's a mm. real thing. These bitches who make omelets with their period blood. And who eat are they them. feeding those to? They eat them. They make omelets with their period blood. And they cook them up and show them on social media and, and enjoy them. Well, I'm going to go pee because I don't like looking at the period blood omelets, but I'm sure a bit of Googling will, will lead you in the right direction. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be right back, though. It's, You're going to introduce disgusting. period blood omelets. Yeah, I don't want to be part of it. Like, like, this isn't like dragon dildos. Like, like, this, this isn't fun for me. This is kind of gross. And, and, and I'm going to go piss while you look at period blood omelets. Um, I don't want to look at this. Yeah, I, I can't believe you. This is not the kind of drive-by topic that you just leave on. No, no, you don't go. Hey, th there's period blood omelets out there. I gotta pee. Like, <laughs> no, let's see. Uh, and and uh, frankly, go Google's not turning up a lot on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like I'm a maniac. I'm looking up this on uh, on Google, and there's not a lot on period blood omelets. Let's see. I just put in period blood food. Oh, right mm. off the bat, there's a lot of red-tinged cookies. Those are sketchy. <laughs> I know what's in there. Uh, I cook for my husband using menstrual blood. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, there are few bodily fluids in the world more taboo and controversy-inspiring than menstrual blood. I, Dude, I, I love how this narrative of men are super grossed out and icked out by periods. It's just allowed to run wild because... Because women talk about it. Like, I've never been in the company of men and women, and a woman's like, oh, I'm on my period. And people go, ew, 
gross. Like the only reason this is so gross is because you're taking a bodily fluid and you're cooking it into something that shouldn't be eaten. That is revolting. But the only reason we think it's revolting is because you're trying to confirm your own bias that men dislike this by making it so gross that we have to dislike it because you know that you don't actually have anything to complain about because of your benign, the benign fact that women bleed out of their vaginas once a month. Do you think that men are seriously that grossed out by it? Like we don't want to eat cookies made of it, but we, and I, I just think the whole, oh, men think periods are so icky. It's like, okay, show me, give me one time that's ever happened. I've never, ever seen it. Ever. If a woman is on her period and she brings it up and she's clearly distressed, if anything, the guys are going to feel bad and be like, oh, can I get you like an Advil or something? Like, that sucks. Oh, that blows. Like, yeah. it's never, ever, oh, gross. It's just, it's just like uh, totally made up victimhood to the point that you're baking blood cookies, you maniac. I, it's, I'm somewhere in between on this. Like, certainly I've never, you know, done the whole like, oh, my God, it's so gross. It's whatever. But I do prefer you not to mention it. It is my preference that this is not a topic of conversation. And it's like all women's preference, too. Women don't mm. want to share it for the right, most part. Like right. if you're with a significant well, other or something. Just toss this out here. I have a website here, cookingwithcum.com. Yeah, equally repugnant. Uh, that's where <laughs> I was going to go. Is one grosser than the other? Yes. Oh, yeah. Or they're, they're both mm. very gross. Mm. Oh, good. This one opened up at not incognito. <laughs> you know, I do what I can. Uh, there's a mojito cum recipe here. There's a, there's a book on it. Natural Harvest, a collection of semen-based recipes. Um, really, those seem to be the big hits on here. It's not a lot of semen-based recipes. I guess it's not a common, common ingredient. Semenology hmm. is the word they've given this. More amateur scientists. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. But is but, one grosser than the other? Uh, Let's ask Kyle when he comes back and see. I think I think they're both equally gross. Equally gross, you think? Mm-hmm. Hey, Kyle. I wonder which one's more dangerous. What is grosser, yeah. uh, cooking with period blood or um, cooking with cum? We provided period links blood. to both. Period blood. He period blood grosser. because period blood, uh, the way I understand it, is like the lining of the the woman's womb sort of dissolving away and uh, and flowing out of her body. So oftentimes it's like. I won't say rotten blood, but it's already clotted. It's mm. not like blood flowing from a vein. It's 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 kind of bad blood. It's been in there, um, and, and certainly never had a period. Some like try dead to kind of shy away from that. From, yeah, yeah. It's it you know a womb grew for an egg to be fertilized to grow in, and no egg got fertilized, so it throws the womb away, or at least the lining of it. As far as I know, this is science. <laughs> this we is we have from, to read. This, uh, the, I just scrolled down on this Rebel Circus link. Did I share this? Cooking using menstrual blood. You guys have to see this article. <laughs> this, like, I, it was, it honestly, I, it was, okay. Uh, da, da, da. Fuck that. People oh, react to periods the way. The There's some uh, people, sketchy cookies here. <laughs> yeah, but these are, these are just like Getty images, I'm, I'm, I bet, or Shutterstock or some shit. Actually, uh, people react good. to periods the way you'd expect people to react to things that are way more unnatural and horrifying, especially considering half the population has to deal with it. Uh, that's why people react so strongly. When, uh, learn to be concise, you, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> a great example of this taboo in action is the backlash. and Well, she's light on blood. That's what's happening. She, she <laughs> didn't have enough for the recipes, so she's cutting herself. I'm going to go down to the uh, the the text under the pictures. Uh, her story about using her menstrual blood to cook for her unsuspecting husband got a ton of backlash when the story got uh, went viral on social media. However, she wasn't worried about it and came clean as to why she did it. 
She admitted outright that she cooks with her menstrual blood because she doesn't want her husband cheating on her. She swears up and down not only that it works, but that her aunt also does it and is in a happy marriage to a man who wouldn't look twice at another woman. While she admitted that she knew that cooking for her husband using her period blood without him knowing was wrong, she doesn't think it's poisonous. Oh, she doesn't, if she doesn't think it is. She was adamant <laughs> that if cooking with her period blood was the way she could keep her, her marriage intact, she's okay with continuing to do it. That Quote, shit would have the if opposite effect on mm, my marriage. I backfire. fucking guarantee it. I will. They, and, 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 and any judge, you know, then what is the reason for divorce? She fed me a period blood omelet. Over the course of our entire marriage, every morning, like, case dismissed, all right, uh, yeah. <laughs> you give him everything you have, and death. Death yeah. to you. <laughs> uh, Your Honor, you, you can't just sentence someone to death. This is, this is divorce court. Death to her. <laughs> like, what? That, that's awful. And, and yeah, cooking with commas is disgusting, but not equally disgusting. There, there are degrees like, look at this. I, if that is, is it safe? D-Way? Yeah. And... Uh, Anyway, it says, if that is the way my marriage will be intact, I have no regrets. I'm a very emotional being. I might die if my heart is broken. Who are people to judge me? Who are you people to judge me? Uh, I'm judging your Look mental health. Look at this right this here, ma'am. Uh, the woman, known only as Rose, was dating a man with a huge sexual appetite, and he came home and came home to him cheating on her after she went away for a week to see her parents. She forgave him, but she vowed never to forget. After one week, I forgave him because I love him, but I was still angry with him. He asked me to cook rice for him. I was on my period. I removed my pad and stuck it in the water and made sure the blood was very much in the water. I added my urine in the water, and I made <sighs> stew for him. He came back and ate the food without knowing. Th that's the end of the quote. This is the commentary on this from this depraved maniac. The comments on her story are not just insulting towards her. They're downright scary to read. It's like, what? No. You're taking the side of this maniac who's feeding bodily fluid? Like, do you think in any world ever these maniac feminist kind of people, because normal women don't do this. These are obviously hardcore feminist people. In any world, would I, if I came home and it's like, oh, my wife's cheating on me, but I forgave her after a week. Little does she know that actually all of her uh, all of her facial cleanser bottles are now full of my semen, and all of her food has little bits of, of flecks of fecal matter in it, you know? <laughs> but I still love her. And then the comment was, Taylor's receiving a lot of hate for this, and, and it's, <laughs> it's downright scary. It's like, oh my god, like what, what world do we live in? But I guess... It, by virtue of the fact that 99.999% of people would be horrified by this. In the old days, but is that they, even true? Didn't they send the women with periods out to like live in a shed in the backyard or something? Like when they were when they were on their cycle, isn't that what we used to do? I know no. it's what the Arabs do. I'd no, I don't. No, I don't think a yeah, Western yeah. culture. Ever I, let's that. let's Google menstruation think shack. Arab, Arabs and I that. guarantee we get like a ton of menstruation shack. A girl gets her period and is banished to the shed. NPR.com. <laughs> Wait, is this, uh, what, this isn't like, you know, Boston, is it? Like, where, where is this happening? Um, well, I think if you look at this photograph, you'll, it, it looks pretty urban to me. It looks like maybe Philadelphia, um, maybe, uh, maybe Boston, yeah. Or the Congo, I'm not sure. That doesn't uh, look Nepal. urban at all. Yeah, <laughs> I would speak it's, it's in Nepal, which is, uh, borderline the poorest country on the planet. So, so who knows? Maybe they can't risk, you know, the, those Nepalese giant sloths or whatever they're afraid of coming to coming to camp. They couldn't even have this girl in the picture stand in front of a full hut. Look at this. 
they they told this this chick to stand in front of the worst looking hut in the village before this. <laughs> Look at that. It's just thatch roof. Flip back down. Oh, so what no, I want to talk about. Rain. What do I want to talk about? We can get, uh, Game of Thrones or transsexuals? Uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, okay. Okay. That's what I'm more interested in right now. I want to talk about Game of Thrones. Wow. Uh, so episode two, better than episode one. Um, they, they, definitely. Uh, they definitely answered my uh, concerns from the first week, not intentionally, of course, because I made this shit last year, and who would care what I have to think. But <laughs> Euron showed you know, what he was made of. And I think what I said uh, after week one was like, there's this whole hierarchy of Game of Thrones characters, whether it's Jorah the Andal or, or the Mountain That Rides or, or Eddard Stark, and you kind of rank them as, with their sword play and their, their effectiveness in battle, like who would win, that sort of thing. I remember Sir Loras was always high in mind. Like, he was a badass before Jamie that. Jamie Lannister was quite Jamie high. Lannister, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like you've got all of these, like, uber, uber, top of... It, it's, it, you know, the best of the best. Everybody is kind Jamie, of... Jamie, Mountain... Uh, or Loris, like you said, the flower guy. Um, yeah, like there are a handful of them. That yeah, it's, and it's all opinion. You just got to base it on you know what you the, what you have and and the narrative or whatever. But um, Euron, we didn't have any information. Is what I'm getting at. We we didn't know. Like I hadn't seen Euron even bitch slap anybody, and mm-hmm. I had seen Tyrion slap Joffrey around. I saw Tyrion win the Battle of Blackwater Bay by leading his troops. You know, he he took that axe wound. I saw him when when he was Catelyn Stark's prisoner. He killed that man in that battle with a dagger. Or, or, or a shield maybe bashing his face. He's killed a lot of people in hand-to-hand combat when the odds weren't in his favor. He's, he's, he's legit Scrappy. enough. I know he's a, he's a little person. I know Euron would beat him in a fight, but what I'm saying is we had evidence of, of Tyrion's badassness, but none of Euron's, and yet we were putting him up as like, this is the baddie for this year, sort of in the first episode. And I was like, I haven't even seen him get in a fist fight. Could Theon beat him up? Like, Theon's really good with a bow, you know? Like, like, like what would happen? And then... Euron comes in riding a golden kraken jaw or something, screaming and smiling with full plate armor and a squid-shaped battle axe. He crushed a man on his landing. (laughs) (laughs) And then then he, of course, proceeds to end two of our least favorite characters of all time in Game of Thrones, the the Sand Snake 1 and 2, fuck their names, and he kills them with their own weapons, and it's not even a hard fight. On, on the he, Sand Snakes, did, did you remember the one scene where she had, like, the finest boobs in the land or whatever? Yes. Did anyone else think it was a bit of a tragedy that she's gone? Is no, that the one who, no. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. It was a shot of just the boobs. But as, as he's killing them, I'm like, ah, that's one less perfect set. I don't know that. Uh, no, fucking no, 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 got, not at all. She's like, th- I, I was happy if they had said, all right, Sand Snake, if you if you with the permission of this guy in Missouri, you can fly there and blow him and that'll secure your spot the rest <laughs> of the season. And if she called me, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. It's honestly nothing personal. You're a very attractive woman. No, no ill will. But you are a bad, bad character. And I have no interest in your storyline. I'm so sorry. I'm so no, 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 no. Don't get on the plane. Don't get on don't the plane. Cry, no, don't cry. Be locked. No, <laughs> yeah, don't, choreography, don't cry. not blowjobs. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're the, best, the best boobs in Westeros. The U.S. has a bit of a larger palette, you know, for me to select from. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that I, I would I was just happy to see them all die because it, I think I said it in PKN. It was just or two of them die. It was like watching two or I guess the majority part of a boring storyline die. 
And so it's ensuring further that we're going to get more time devoted to the shit that matters and not time devoted to a trumped up contrived storyline that doesn't really add anything. It just aggravates everyone. Like there's yeah, nobody. I'm glad it turned out the that that the cure for grayscale is just to pick it off. You know, like 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 how many times have we gotten like a a mosquito bite or an infected thing or like 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 some wound and our mom is like, don't pick at it, don't pick at that. Jorb's fucking up. If he'd been picking at this thing from day one, remember mm-hmm. when he had like a silver dollar sized thing on his wrist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I I don't think I would pass out in shaving that much like gross flesh off my body. I, I'm pretty sure I could like, ah, oh, god damn it! All right, fi- fix me. I could shave that much of me off totally with a sharp knife, especially knowing the future and having seen a stone man. It's all over him now. I, I watched Sam cut off his nipple. You know, like 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 that was gruesome, and I I wish there had been a part that that's my only issue with that scene. Really, I guess as far as I wish Jory had been like, so this whole time, uh, all I had to do was pick it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think there's like, going to be more to th- it. I feel like Jory learning that would be like this, this like moment of like, like it, it would be like if he'd been carrying the cure in his pocket the whole time because he has. It's his knife. No, I agree I, with Woody that there is going to be more to this. Because unless, if there is no more to getting rid of grayscale, then this that was pretty stupid. Sam because, said there's like, appointment. Okay, well, that, that would be too simple because there's no i, I don't know I, it, there has to be something else to getting rid of grayscale because otherwise it makes no sense to not just chip off the little yeah. scab that you no get in the beginning in like, the history of grayscale has ever thought to pick at their wound please I everyone's they, thought yeah. to pick at their wound yeah it's yeah. natural it's like it's it just that's, that's why it's making sense to me you know I, I feel like they could have been like and it'd been easy like oh have sam do a spell you know have been, like just make it some magic words that he's got to fucking say right. and that would have solved it right there also, the uh, milk of the poppy. Crazy I'm, I, I, my understanding of Game of Thrones is that they have a 50-gallon vat of milk of the poppy every 60 yards that they can go grab from. And yeah. there is no goddamn well, way true, that actually. Sam couldn't have walked to anywhere in this ancient <laughs> hospital-type library building and been like, I need some milk of the poppy. And it's like, why do you need it? Oh, my big fat pussy, I can't sleep without it. And they're like, oh, sounds about right. And so they give it to him. <laughs> and then he could just go and give that to Jorah. And then it wouldn't be yeah. a whole thing of, of Sam going, shh, 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 shh. And he's like, you're, you're cutting my nipples off. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I'm going to scream. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, I, it's, yeah, I hope there's something more to it because otherwise that's just another logical, silly thing that I guarantee like, look, is not the way it would have happened in the books. What if he'd like took, taken a mortar and pestle and like crushed up a bit of obsidian dragon glass and like made a fine powder and then added like lard to that like pig fat and just made an ointment from that like that would have okay I feel like that's the coming. scabs are they gone didn't show but he's it, got but blood poisoning. they haven't shown it and he I don't got think they the will. secret recipe from the book so I'm thinking there's more to it that's just I think they even said that was just the first part of it he said there's an ointment to follow mm. but yeah. I guarantee. We don't touch on that ointment. We don't get like we may see him dabbing yeah. it on or something, but not they won't that. ever tell us what's in it. I don't and it's not see that I want to know. Application anyway, I don't care. It's not that yeah. I want to know or need the ointment application. It's just like, well, what about this plot hole? And there's a little bit of plot hole in that. Like, why don't you get some milk of a pop of the poppy? Like, like I also you guys feel like how easily it came off. Like when he started using the knife, how yeah. I was imagining it going to be like a saw and then like a chip off. Like within two knife strokes, he had a chunk this big off of his yeah. chest. Like it, it looked like the shit was barely hanging on. Like it was yeah, just like a scab. You, you kind of pull it off and it like, I don't know. Ah, it, was it was definitely pussy. gross. And the way they segued into that soup scene or the creamed potatoes or whatever that was. Ooh, that was that was gross. Whatever. Yeah, I, it was so cool. John Snow's going to bend the knee. No, he's not. 
It was cool seeing Hot Pie. He might. He might. Yeah, I guess he could. It's possible. I don't. It's think good to see that Hot Pie has let his weight get sure. out of control. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Hot Pie does for a living? Makes he, pies. He makes pies. In real life, he oh. makes pies. He has a bakery. They make uh, they they make uh, Game of Thrones type uh, pastries and stuff. Really? You could yeah. not employ someone like Hot Pie to work at your bakery unless you're laundering money. <laughs> like there's there's no way to do it because you're operating at a loss because you got no yeast you got no dough I guarantee they walk back there twice a day and he's just got flour on his face <laughs> like what the fuck have you been doing back here hot pie I, I work at a bakery like, we know we know you you you've eaten all of our profits look at the size of you look at that table of four Lannister soldiers over there you know what you and those four have in common wait and they have armor on. Like that. <laughs> it's like uh, Walking Dead, where they had like the fattest chick in the camp watch all the food. Yeah. And, uh, yeah and what's his name? Negan. Norris? Negan. Negan. Yeah, yeah. Negan's like, do you not see what I see? Where do you <laughs> think your supplies are going? That Good that was one of my favorite Negan garden the food. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best Negan thing ever because that's one of those tropes that in every TV show movie. Nobody ever addresses it. Like, you see the fat person, and they're always put in charge of food because you assume fat means they like food, just like the guy with the big beard is out there chopping trees because he looks like a lumberjack. Like, this is the first time I'd ever seen in a show someone like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Like, is, is everybody in here blind but me? Do you notice how all of you are famished constantly, and this bitch is, is morbidly obese? No? Yeah. Nobody? Okay. Like, she's, she's not, is- unless she's eating a fuck ton of cans of peaches, she's not gaining weight back here. I don't blame uh, TV shows or producers or creators for their fat character actors that, that are portraying characters that don't lose weight over time. I blame those actors. I think that's very unprofessional for them not to lose the weight. Um, I, I, I think that if like, I, I, I yeah, I guess that's it. You know, look at Hurley on uh, on Lost, Sam here in Game of Thrones. Um, the the girl from Walking Dead, I guess, was a little chubby, but she. I, that was more viable because it hasn't been that long and they do have canned food and shit, but oh, she should have yeah, thinned out by now. Me at the end of uh, Walking Dead, we'll get back to Game of Thrones after this, obviously, but like that distracted me at the end of Walking Dead when that one girl had clearly put on some weight mm. in the midst of all the action and everything, and it was almost just like, God, like this doesn't make sense. It almost it pulls you out of it. But yeah, the same I think that's thing with Sam. Yeah, like with Sam, Samwell, like yeah. the fact that he hasn't lost 100 pounds at least, after spending that much time at the wall. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It really should yeah. be part of their character. Like, the walking. Like, like, like forget his diet. Like, like first of all, th- there'd be no way for a man in his era to eat that much food unless he was very wealthy. Uh, like, a guy at the wall is just not given enough food to be that fat. Even if, it, and I mean, even if he's, like, sneaking extra, he's still not getting enough because of the work. Uh, I know he's a steward, but it's still a physical job where he's walking around serving people all day, like, during his, like, main brotherhood days or whatever and then when he was north of the wall there was a lot of cardio right carrying all that armor and furs and stuff like i feel like that actor is kind of a a a little unprofessional that he hasn't dropped 50 pounds or something like that you know like like he's getting paid millions of dollars over the course of this thing i'm sure like like your main character lose the weight it wouldn't be hard for him to lose the weight he is like he he's very very fat he's he's much fatter than how i imagined sam from the books like Val when Kilmer I saw Sam in the show. Yeah, Val Kilmer did an AMA on Reddit, and uh, they were talking about his preparation for certain characters, and they brought up Doc Holliday, and he, he lost an extreme amount of weight for that. And uh, he said, oh, I, I spent just six months learning the dialect for Doc Holliday. The weight loss, don't get me started. It's like, it's like yeah, that, that's, that's the kind of actor that, I, that I, I want. Those are the kind of actors that should be the highest paid, the guys who are 
you know, changing their goddamn body for a role. That's I guess amazing you could say, to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess it. the Rock has kind of done. It, here, here's an ex- like, like if the Rock played like a a guy with leukemia, and who mm-hmm. a bodybuilder who gets leukemia, mm-hmm. and he and he like stops working out for a year to like get that look. That's the kind of like Tom Hanks did it a couple times. Tom Hanks is a is probably yeah. I can think top of three um, best actors of all time in my Castaway opinion. Castaway like, like in Philadelphia. In both of those, he kind of went. Um, uh, who was the trainer in that boxing movie? Uh, he's known for losing weight, I think. Um, are you, the trainer yeah. in Rocky? No, no, no. It was a better boxing movie. I, <laughs> no such thing. It won an Oscar. <laughs> Did Rocky win an Oscar? This yeah, for best uh, screenplay, I think. Stallone won the Oscar, right? Oh, Oscars don't mean anything. Uh, best original story, maybe. Original screenplay. I don't know. It's like the seventy-something Oscars. Boxing movie. Let me see. Uh, that's its move. Oh, it's it's showing his picture instantly. It's it was Christian Bale, I think, that did it. Uh, I was going to bring him up next because he he is the guy probably yeah. best known for for altering his body for roles from The Machinist to uh, American Psycho um, to The Fighter. Uh, I think the fighter maybe oh, is the one you're the looking at. The fighter is the boxing movie I'm talking about, and he said but he's the it older took brother. A lot of coke. Seriously? Yeah, I, I think he plays the older brother with no hair. Mm-hmm. Like he's going bald, and like like he's the he's like talking, he's like trying to like be an example to his. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but he's trying to be a better example for his younger brother, who's like the fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like shit basically, and he did it on purpose, you know. Six hundred and twenty-two pounds. Fuck! Really? 122? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's outrageous. That I had no idea he'd. Be... I can't imagine dropping that low. You've seen oh. his bone structure in American Psycho and like briefs. Like, yeah. where's he it going? He joked that he did a lot of coke. I'm sorry. I saw the headline oh. and he joked. Yeah, he did the. He did the coke. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people do coke. It's it, it's. I think coke is, is is a lot more prevalent than you than you might imagine. Like, like everybody does cocaine. I feel like coke is a, like. <laughs> an up-and-coming drug you know like i don't know how to better state it I, i've said this on the show before when i was a kid coke was like a death drug how people think of heroin now or what's a drug that if someone's on you're like oh they're probably not coming meth. back meth. just a meth heroin yeah. uh injectables you know maybe crack yeah i think Taylor yeah. just said crack um in when i was a kid coke was in the same category as meth crack etc and uh now i feel like coke is like oh yeah it's like marijuana plus yeah, I don't want to eat cocaine, but but like it, I mean, it seems like if you abuse it for years, you'll like burn a hole in your nose and like what else mm-hmm. other than that? Heart problems heart, too. Heart problems, yeah, heart but problems. that's years of abuse. You know, that's if I'm guessing again, doctor. You can Myers overdose here, on like, it and die. Sure, but have, you have to snort a lot of fucking coke to overdose. I don't know Some how much you need to snort to overdose. Heart I have issues no idea. that didn't cause them any problems and normal amounts of coke normal amounts of coke can start like maybe you have a heart murmur and it's never been an issue for you right you just lived a totally normal life not caring about it and now you're doing coke and suddenly you're predisposed to have giant problems it seems like it's not as big now coke because of how big adderall and vivans and ritalin and, and all kyle the medicine here? you know oh sorry did i drop out I think you both did, which might imply it's me. So, but we're oh. all back. Oh, now. We're good. Yeah. yeah, I was just saying. I uh, think that uh, ADD medicines, a lot of people probably don't do coke because they already get those kind of amphetamines. But I'm sure those same people probably, if they like it, they probably yeah, do coke as well. Yeah, I don't think there. I don't think anybody's 
Well, they may be, because people snort. I was going to say that nobody's popping an Adderall and getting the same effect as snorting a lime, but people snort fucking Adderall. That's the thing, right? Yeah, they're snorting mm-hmm. it like Coke, and it's legal to carry around in your pocket because you got a prescription, so that makes a lot of sense. But, like, every time I've been to, like, a, a, a big party in a major city, like, there's just cocaine everywhere. Uh, just, just, this, just, there's just cocaine to be had. Waitresses, uh, the cocktail waitresses will sell you cocaine. Like, like, the, like I, I've I, never I, heard of snorting Adderall. Does it make it more effective? Well, it just yeah, makes yeah. it hit you faster. You crush like, it up, and you're well, snorting it right in, and it's being absorbed uh, by that soft tissue back there. It's going straight into your brain, like not literally straight, like making a turn into your brain tissue, but like it's being effe- it's being applied very effectively because it's going in right here and then going in right there. It's not going to your stomach and being processed, yeah. going into your bloodstream. Like your sinuses and then are its super way. porous, so you just it, it absorbs right in there. Whereas with the pill, it takes a long time. Yeah, uh, but but I can remember like someone I was with, like the waitress came back with drinks. The cocktail waitress is a club environment. It's dark and there's music and stuff. But but he's just like, yeah, lean down here. And she leans down. And he says something in her ear. And she comes back like five minutes later with a bit of parchment paper, like folded over several times. And she's just like, does this with him. And then he's got a fucking little parchment pl- thing of coke. And he's just like, putting it on his uh, hand. It's. <laughs> <sighs> Just right there at the table, you know, and like, like nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares. Um, so I, I think Coke's a lot more prevalent than you might think. And I don't think it's that bad for you. It just doesn't seem like the kind of, doesn't seem fun to me. It's just like, like an energy rush, right? Like, like I, I'm guessing, like, like, is it just like, I, I've done Adderall, I've taken Adderall, and that's like, whew. I feel like I'm on high octane fuel is the best way to, you know, put it I, as I far as a never, physical feeling. I would never take Adderall for fun. My Adderall and Vivans experience like because those are the same drug my understanding uh or the same kind of drug like add medication yeah my only experience is taking them like the night before big exams where like a friend would be like oh you want to take this and it's just stressful like all it makes you want to do is work and work and 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 pour over things and be meticulous and it's like yeah you don't mind the fine details I, I can't imagine taking this and then going out and expecting to have fun somewhere. Like, I feel like I'd just be like sweaty and anxious and stressed out and have. Yeah, that's not the like, drug you would like take it. and like dance and like, like zone out. You'd be yeah, like, it's not ecstasy. You'd be like, oh, I can't remember my dance moves exactly. You know, you'd be like, I, I better go watch a YouTube video and brush up on them. Like, I gotta go. You know, it, it would make me do is I'd be there dancing and be like, oh my God, my counters are so dirty. I have to run home and clean them. Because they, can't just, they can't just sit there dirty the rest of the night what, what's wrong with me and then i'm and gonna then take apart a clock radio yeah then i'm gonna take apart a clock radio and and and, and we'll see that's where it goes from there about, that's <laughs> what you hear about with people on crystal meth because i think that crystal meth is like uh, a lot more powerful uh than amphetamine than uh, than adderall is but what it says like on my bottle of adderall like the like it, the chemical thing at the bottom it says amphetamine salts so like it's you know it's straight up amphetamines but uh it seems like with uh, crystal meth i've read or seen on the internet, people who, like, for three days, they won't sleep. And they're taking their, all of their electronics apart. Like, their TV's sitting over there in a bunch of pieces. Like, it doesn't work, you know? Like, like that's a whole different kind of thing. Whereas Adderall, it's like, there's part of you that's, when I take it, there's part of me that, like, is inspired to do something a little better. It's like, you know, that there's some things maybe you do in your life that you do half-assed because you can just get away mm-hmm. with it. Like maybe, you know, nothing like important, but maybe uh, you kick your shoes under the bed rather than put them in the closet neatly, right? Like that sort of shortcut in life. That doesn't cut it if you're on Adderall. 
If you're, you're like, Adderall, though, how does it direct you to something productive, right? Like, let's say I'm a student and I have to get my homework done. You hunger and for I pop business. some Adderall, but why doesn't it? Why aren't I hungering for organizing my iTunes playlists, right? Because like, you don't need to do that. There's no stress pushing you to do that. You you have a job at hand. It's not that you, it's not that you're looking for motivation in a bottle to do your homework. You're looking for high octane fuel. To, 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 to delve into it and so your mind won't wander to a girl or to next weekend's party that only really is going to be any fun if you ace this exam. You are just laser focused on the yep. work in front of you at hand and you, are, you can't be satiated by enough work. Like doing work is pleasurable. It's, it's, it's like uh, scratching an itch that you have that you can't itch unless you're, 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 you're doing something. And, I, and, and to me, it's never busy work. It's not A, a fidget spinner wouldn't cut it. I don't need to just be doing this. I need to be utilizing my brain and preferably my, my, my motor skills as well. Like I want to sit there and, and do a thing, like, like whether it's math or, you know, if it was in school, it would be math. That was the thing I did not want to sit down and learn. It, it was like, ah, now I do. Like, I, I'd love to learn this. It makes it, just, uh, I, it makes it so that you can focus on something way longer than before. Like I remember reading, uh, studying for a test, having taken it, and you know how it is to just sit and read a textbook. Like, it's very dense, and it's not fun, and it's easy to get to lose track and be like, oh, I don't even remember the last two pages. I have to go back. You're like, absorbed. I would just be able to sit there, and no joke. Like, you know when people are like, I went to the library, and I, I was there for nine hours, so I studied for nine hours. It's like, no, you didn't, and your test scores are going to reflect that because you were getting up and going in, you know, uh, to the bathroom or going and smoking cigarettes or something every 20 minutes. Like... Being like when I went to the library on Adderall, I sat there for six hours straight just reading and taking notes to the point that like I'd filled up like a lined notebook like halfway just with uh, incredible. Like it was the kind of notes like the way I used to study a lot is I would t make huge outlines in notes knowing that I would never use them to study because like once you've written it down, you kind of internalize it and that's all you need to do. Like yeah. when they say teachers are like, hey, you can use one note card to get all your stuff on there and you fill it out like teeny tiny little lettering and then you take the test. And you're like, I don't even need the note card. I learned everything. Mm -hmm. God damn it, teacher. You boozled me into learning. Mm -hmm. But this like it just it, it was unreal. Like I would look up. And it's like, oh my God, it's it's six hours later, seven hours later than when I started, and I haven't had a single break. I haven't looked up from the page. I haven't You're in the gotten zone. distracted if, on if my phone. Ever, like, if you've ever zoned out driving and sort of go into like a, a bit of hypnosis, it's kind of like that in the in the way that time passes. But it's the opposite of that at the same time. In that when you're doing that driving hypnosis thing, your brain kind of flips into auto drive or, or like cruise control. Uh, but but on Adderall, God, it's 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 just, like. It's like going from an auto to a stick shift. You're just really in control. You're 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 right in the middle of the torque band. You 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 never your mind never wanders. And if you read something and you didn't quite understand it, you're like, ah, oh, I, I want to understand it though. I must understand it. You'll you'll go right back and absorb. I, I hear all I, your words and fan. I understand everything you've said. I still do not fathom how the drug knows which one to focus on. Right? That doesn't make any it, sense to me. The drug doesn't. It, it doesn't. You do. It goes by whatever. So basically it'll make you, if I have to mow my lawn and that's all I have on my plate for the day and I take an Adderall, I will get that done quickly. If I have nothing to do all day and no incentive to do anything and I take an Adderall, I, I've never done that. So I don't know. Like yeah. I imagine I would just clean stuff and manufacture yeah. something to do. What do you do? But like with studying, like I had a goal and all it was, it was like I could study and do well on this test without so any assistance. So you were already but motivated. It wasn't it. motivation. It was just focus. It, it was like 
That's all it gets. It's you. focus. You yeah. still have to be the guy that says, "I I choose to focus on this." Correct. Oh, that yeah, it doesn't sense. force it's you. It's not going to gonna make decisions for you. That's what. But it's going to make the decisions more attractive to you. That's how it's always been it. pitched to me. Like, oh, if you take no, no, no. Adderall, suddenly, like the thing that you don't want to do is the thing that you have to do. And it's like, really? Why? Because it seems like if I didn't, if I didn't want that, then I would just be yeah, it's really not focused like on that. something else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like this. a pre-workout. Have you ever taken a pre-workout? Mm -hmm. Like, if you G take Fuel that and you it. drink all that caffeine or G Fuel or whatever, and then 30 minutes later, you start getting jittery because it's hitting you, there, nothing's making you get up and work out. It's just making that decision more appealing because you know that you're going to be able to do better than you would have otherwise. To me, so, you know, you could sit there and do nothing on anymore. or pre-workout. Yeah, it's it, kind it, of... So it's, it's not going to put any ideas in your head. It's certainly not... Like, like if you didn't already have this thought in your head that you need to do a thing or that there's a proper way to do things already in your head. If you don't already have that structure in place, Adderall's not going to do anything other than like fire you up and get you, but, but it does motivate you to do productive things, things that you believe are productive, not things the Adderall thinks are productive. So if, you know, if that's yard work, man, you're going to get right to it. You want to do it. You're hungry for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, school, a negative thing, thing about it, like I've like people who take Adderall every day, who are prescribed yeah. it and go to school and are on Adderall every day, it actually does the opposite thing when they're not on Adderall and they just are completely incapable of getting shit done because they're so used to being on Adderall that studying is easy for them. You know, it's, it's easier because they're constantly on this mind steroid, quote unquote, but they get off of that and suddenly they're way worse than someone who just never took Adderall because they, they have no ability to focus. Like they, they're like almost... Uh, you know, hamstrung or handicapped at that point. So I don't know. I, I, I think the whole taking those drugs every day is probably a, probably a bad idea. Cause I can't see a way that you wouldn't get like at least addicted to the feeling of that. Yeah. Like, it becomes uh, less effective as well over time. So I, I, uh, I take them when I got some stuff to do. I gotta, I, I just keep a bottle in a drawer. Yeah. I think that's probably the way to do it. Just, I don't see any problem with it. If it's just something that people do every once in a while, like get, like a boost or if you actually do have severe ADHD and you can't focus and get shit done. But yeah, I, I've heard so many people casually be like, Oh yeah, I, I got an Adderall and clean the apartment. You know, like, like they, they'll go get an Adderall so they can get something that they got to do done. You, you, you zone out and, 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 and you work better. It's uh, I was, I, I watched that guy who unboxes the MREs and does MRE reviews and he does new ones, but he also does the old ones. And uh, I think it was a coast guard survival pack. But it had amphetamines in it. It has stimulants in there. No, it was Air Force. I, I think a lot of the Air Force um, crash kits, whatever they're called, like the emergency rations. It'll have like a signal mirror and some other bullshit in there. But there's amphetamines in there because these guys, I, I think, are presumably already pretty tired from some flight or maybe they take them in flight. I don't know. Benzos or something. I can't remember what he called them. Mm. But he had them. He, he like opens it up and there's these like 1960s era speed I wonder if he took them. Yeah. So there's three. Uh, uh, oh, go, on. oh, go ahead. No, I was going to change the topic. I was, was going to do a Game of Thrones thing again because I wanted to talk about Lady Olenna. If you guys yeah. had anything to say about her trying to uh, basically sneak in and be an equal influencer to Daenerys with Tyrion there. What did you guys think about her? Because I really like her as a character. Yeah. Lady Olenna. I think she got, had a good point, and I think Danny took it to heart. Um, you know, you're, are you a sheep? No, you're a dragon. Be a dragon. 
I, I think she took that to heart, and that could be like 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 maybe uh, maybe her plan that she laid out or Tyrion's plan, however you want to look at it, it, it was altered after that talk with Lady Olena. You Kyle, know, didn't like, you like say she was dead. The actress Taylor did, but he was just fucking with us or wrong. No, no, I was I was convinced, and then I. I don't know. I, I, I must have read something online that convinced me because I was for sure that she was dead. I was not trolling. But yeah, yeah, I, I was wrong, thankfully. Oh, okay. So you should have kept it up and just been like, no, that's CGI. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Google it. It's, not, it's not widely known. You might not find Google it. Google it. That's actually, that's actually Andy Circus in an old lady costume. <laughs> <laughs> you are a dragon. Yeah. I would know. Yeah. <laughs> I, was she trying to become an equal influencer? I, I really felt like she was just doing her best. Like she was giving sage was nothing wisdom. Um, yeah. Danny asked for that meeting, not the other way around. Danny was like, Lady Olena, stay a moment. I would like to speak to you privately. Mm. So I, I didn't see it as Lady, Lady Olena doing anything nefarious. I felt like Lady Olena was giving some... He, she was like, hey, you want to hear some advice from somebody who's been around the block like 90 fucking times, clearly? Um I, I think Lady Olena is a super smart character and she knows exactly what she's doing. She's good at this diplomatic shit. And so I saw her little speech like it didn't really actually provide much instruction, like not much of anything unique, but it did allow her a chance to sneak in the line of like, what are you? You're not a sheep. You're a dragon, like really pump Danny's tires up and, and like make it in Danny's eyes be like, OK, this this lady knows that I am the, the chosen one here, like milked some trust there, put, put a deposit in her emotional bank account, per, like, so to speak. But like, that's the way I see it, because I don't think, I think Lady Olena is too smart to not have little ulterior motives all the way. Like, I th- I, it what, seemed pandering. Like, she was trying to do that character where like she was pushing her, but also not actually pushing her so that Danny could, you know, fight back against a non-existent foe and come off as the, I don't know. It, I feel like Lady Olena was playing a little bit of a mind game there with Danny. She's definitely, I wouldn't call it manipulation, but she's given her honest opinion, I think. And uh, that honest opinion, uh, she hopes, will push Danny to do the thing that she wants. Which may be like, to forget about Casterly Rock and take her forces down to King's Landing, since her first uh, half of her forces just all got melted. Like, we didn't get, it was very dark, and, and they kept cutting away, but I'm assuming that all of those ships were destroyed, or at least their combat effectiveness is no more. Like, we need not think about that that uh, that army right like we i, all I knew feel that like was coming there right because danny was mm-hmm. so op she had to get nerfed like i called this a while ago but well, we knew she was gonna something was gonna happen you know she because she's just I, she's I definitely think, the favorite i want to check it but i think i called that specifically that euron was going to attack her at sea and take out an entire thing I, I, if but I didn't it didn't say, attack her <clears throat> well no not he attacked he, well kind of attacked her like one of her allies yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I thought he was going to wipe out an army, and that, that's what he did. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again the next time she went. Or ah, The war would have been over if they met up and attacked Danny's actual fleet. Like, it would have been done. Like, they yep. would have just, it, it, like, the entire war would have been finito. Like, yep. that's so, it. And, and in that regard, if you think about it, if Danny listens to Lady Olena there and says, yeah, you know what? The entire force to King's Landing. Like, they win that night because they burn Euron's fleet up with the dragons. Could be. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Then, I mean, it seems like it'd be hard to utilize dragons in a big sea battle, like a naval battle, because, like, all they are easier. Like, uh, I don't think dragons are as good as you guys say they are. People are well, let's say be, you I, I guys, because I'm of the opinion, if they can put together a hundred of those badass ballistas 
that they made that fired the giant, uh, the bolt that went through the bone of the, the giant dragon, the ancient one in the basement there. Like, all you need is a couple dozen of those, and this war is won. Like, even if you have shit aim, you're going to hit a couple of them. You're going to wound them. Like, nah. it depends. All right, what are we talking about? If we're talking about how do I think this narrative will play out? This no, I'm saying that's all they would need. What's going to life, happen is they're going to make never fucking two life. of those things. They're going to end they, up making two they, of them, and they're going to go, oh, it's been burned up, and the other one's malfunctioning and missing. Like, when really they get just, all they had to do was be like, all right, everybody in King's Landing, are you a baker? Are you a, are you a blacksmith? Not for the next three days you're not. We're making ballistas for the next three yeah, days. I would say, if, if you've got, done. I'll say 36 of them, three dozen. If you get 36 of these things pointed at the sky, a couple runs of that, and they'll get a hit. I don't think so. Yeah, Not I in real so. life. Like If there okay. were real dragons and real ballista operators, <laughs> it's just hard to hit shit in the air. And it'd be so it goddamn is. hard. Like, like, Did you see that ballista? Like, like, like I've shot skeet before, and, it, and there's a lot of like, oh, pop, pop, pop. Like f catching and following targets to because you, you match the speed and then pass. Well, it depends how you've been taught to shoot. But in any case, you got to shoot in front of this thing and lead it. Mm -hmm. They need these dragons to go up there and like hover Man. and like wait for them to hit them. That's, or you'll that's never exactly what they'll be doing. That's, that's the only way that they attack uh, boats anyway. Like when they when they flame the boats, they flap over it and yep. go. They like can't that's do when that. They hit it. And they even thirty six, I don't think would enough. I passes. think if they did, if they made hundred and ten of those. They could sleep easy. Now easy we're not divisible sleep. by 12. Taylor, you messed it up. We're talking in dozens. Okay, we, we make 144 of those. And, <laughs> a gross of them. Solid. Yeah, a gross <laughs> of, of these things. But I don't know. It, I'm glad they're not going to do that because, because that would really ruin the story. I don't if know they're why like, they're but not. my liege, they've made 500 crossbows. They're going to make so many dragons. of those ballistas. They're going to make so many of those ballistas. I, I, I bet. Because like like the last time Kyburn dreamt something up, it was wildfire to blow up the uh, the citadel mm. or whatever, and he didn't skimp on the wildfire. Uh, I, I think he's gonna have the whole top of that castle wall bristling with ballistas, uh, and they're gonna kill one of the dragons clearly with a ballista. But that what I want to know is like I keep hearing that stuff from we'll the book, the, the three headed. Now. I want to get this whole, yeah, maybe. They won't get Drogon. But I want to hear like where the whole three-headed dragon comes in and if it will be a part of the plot. Like, like Because the fan theory and, and some of our theories is that like it's Tyrion, Jon Snow, and the Khaleesi. They're all Targaryens. Uh, and, uh, and they are the three-headed dragon. So each of them will ride one into battle in our, in our final moments of victory. So it's hard to imagine that they're going to ballista a dragon this season to death if there's ever going to be a three-headed dragon moment. There won't, I don't think there's yeah. going to be a three-headed dragon moment. May not. It be. seems like too perfect. Like Game of Thrones doesn't yeah. do a good job of setting up those perfect moments, you know. Like Hodor. Uh, I mean, that was one. I think that takes a lot less coordination than uh, than the three dragon thing. Like, well, I guess like the past part of it. I just mean like it, it's not a very Game of Thronesy picture to see three of the, everybody's it. favorite character flying in on the creatures that everybody likes the most like th this this story is never there's not never even a time where you're like the good Yay! guys will win right the idea that oh, the Khaleesi Jon Snow and Tyrion all ride in a dragon formation maybe a flying V of some sort <laughs> of course. and come like you know with with fire laying down rows across the white walkers yep. no way no, it's much more Game of Thrones been alluded to for the so White Walkers times, to just fucking like kill dragons far easily, more more easily than you thought. 
Ah, oh, no, they they got nothing for them dragons, and and Bran is gonna take control of them dragons maybe anyway. Bran Bran is so OP right now, and nobody's talking about it. Bran can read your fucking mind and tell you everything you've ever done. Probably like snap his fingers and turn you into a retard or something. Yeah, like, he'd Bran still is rather scary. be able to jog. Yeah, <laughs> they told him that he'd never walk, but he'd be able to fly. And I always thought that meant he was gonna warg into a dragon. Yeah. Now that he's the three eyed crow, I'm like, oh, maybe that's what they meant. Could be. Yeah, either that those would are be plausible. a huge so. letdown. Mm. You one day, my son, ah, you will never suck. walk, but no, you I will do it ah. letters. <laughs> uh, a dragon, master, a dragon. <laughs> I will be a dragon, not per se. <laughs> <laughs> More of a, a scavenging bird of sorts. Uh, exactly. Oh, will I be able to fly over the trees and uh, to the cities? No, no, <laughs> you're still bound by the range of a normal bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, is he, he's a raven, right? He's a three-eyed raven. I said crow. I think they're different. Yeah. I don't even know. They, uh, I think the ravens are bigger. Uh, right. they, they are different, though. Ravens yeah. can they, definitely go from city to city because that's what they use as their post office. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's not going to work into a dragon. But he's like a remote control, right? He doesn't have – we're talking about that range. Like, 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 like he can't pilot a bird across the country. He, he's, he's got like a 50-mile range on his remote control skills. It's what, it's what I think we're joking about. I didn't realize that, actually. I, because it's, it's oh, not Oh, and big. you know what I, I did put together? Um, remember you said, oh, I think that what's going to happen is if you kill one of the – it's not a white. What are the knights? The, what are the blue-eyed men called? White walkers. White, white walkers. walkers. Okay. So I, I think the, the zombies are called whites. W-I-G-H-T-S. I was reading about it. Anyway, consistent with Game of Thrones canon, you were saying, hey, you kill the main guy, all the rest drop. And someone mm -hmm. I was reading, and they're like, oh, yeah, they're essentially warging the dead. And I was like, oh, I never put that together, that that was a warg talent that we've seen in this universe all over the place. It would make a lot of sense. If I don't you think killed... it is that. Okay. I, but... because, I think it's because they're dead. You know, like, 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 like the warging well, thing twist is like on warging. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah the brains that. don't work anymore. But this guy, this guy has resurrected people. You know, I, I think, I think he's literally like put some, some of his magic into each of their bodies and has reanimated them into his army of the undead. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it would I was just be consistent with the universe if the universe, if he was warging them semi-consistent anyway, cause they're dead, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, except that he's walking around while doing it, and there's a whole bunch of them instead of just one animal, and they're people. And we've only seen Bran like, do that once with a person. I don't know. I mean, Bran is definitely going to have an enormous part to play, like, maybe in the end, more than anyone in like the final battle. like Maybe what has to happen at the end is that he wargs into a dragon because the dragons are too dumb to know exactly what to do to win the battle or something, and so he has to remote control it, like... Or not remote control it, just take over its brain. Like I can see something like that maybe happening, but aren't we also led to believe that the dragons themselves are pretty smart? Uh, what about this? Um, if that dragon horn think, thing comes yeah. into play and an evil character takes control of a dragon, then Bran is the only counter to that. Now that's the only way I see that playing out that makes any sense whatsoever because that you have to lose control of a dragon to need to regain it because they are very intelligent. You could talk to it and be like, go burn those three guys over there, but not the fourth. Not the fourth, and it would happen. They're, they they just seem that intelligent. Um, mm. So so my guess is someone else takes control of a dragon. Bran takes it back because oh, Bran's a good guy. You know Brand's what's actually gonna happen is those three dragons are gonna fly north to the battle, and because they're in olden days, no science, stupid times, 
-hmm. everyone will have will have no idea that reptiles are cold-blooded and they'll be dead in a day. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what great. What blankets for Drogon? <laughs> <laughs> My lord, we Build thought the their fire internal fire. fires would keep them warm. Like, <laughs> what were you thinking? It's a lizard. Did you bring your pet lizard here? <laughs> no, he'd die. Exactly. We have like, no. lizards this far north. You'd have yeah, to be that, a fool to bring a lizard here. I that think the dragons are not as OP as we're making them out to be. I... Don't I think they have think to be that. because the uh, the White Walkers are the only thing in the world more OP than the dragons, yeah. right? It's like, like if, thing, yeah. if you could they, have when a they talk about, whenever the dragons come up, it's like, oh yeah, that's what Aegon used to conquer the seven kingdoms. Remember when nobody, when when seven of the seven kingdoms rose up and tried to defend against three dragons, and he just trounced us all. That was our grandfathers. He he destroyed. You you guys all remember that, right? As kids, how our grandfathers all got their asses kicked, like that. I feel like dragons, like one dragon, especially the big dragon, is worth like an almost an infinite number of men. And, and like, like, because he just do these strafing runs. They they can't hurt him unless he hovers or lands. He can just fly overhead and burn them all. And like one little second of burn, and a man is ruined, right? Like if he flies over you and gives you a little puff, you're done. I yeah. do think dragon's fire is meant to be hotter than normal fire. Yeah. Yeah, and normal fire is like, also oh, that's very how hot. Valyrian steel was forged, or whatever, or like they well, were that's hypothesizing how, that's how they forged that. the Iron Throne. It was uh, the uh, the 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 great dra dragon skull, the one they penetrated. Mm -hmm. That dragon forged the Iron Throne of all of the sword. You know, that's made of all the swords that Aegon. If took I had a dragon, I'd be making some history. I'd be like, I have a dragon here, right? First off, I'm gonna get a couple tons of dragon glass. I don't know, it's just cool shit. Uh, I'm gonna need you to make some Valyrian steel because I heard you can do that. Like, there, all these dragons are doing is. Catching fish, killing babies, eating, eating sheep, right? I don't do think something dragons cool. Do either of those things. Like, like, I don't mm. think dragon dragons make dragon glass because it's obsidian and it comes from the earth and volcanic activity. And I, and the um the Valyrian steel didn't have anything to do with dragons. That was uh, magical spells that had been forgotten. Well, uh, if I had dragons, it. I would be completely wasting them trying to make shit that they don't make. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, the fuck, what are you? I'd stop a circus. I've been Everybody breathing on rocks for three days. They're still rocks. <laughs> One go calling for a dragon ride. Please <laughs> <laughs> come back. I would, I would want someone like, like Kyburn, or Kyvern, whichever way it is. Mm -hmm. I would want someone like him with my with my dragons. So that he could just be down there fiddle fucking around and being oh. like, we tested to see if dragon blood has any healing properties. It's like, oh, <laughs> does it? No. It's like, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, you just keep figuring it out. Uh, maybe their toenail shavings do something. Like, keep, keep this, this research. I, I, I am funding this shit out of this R&D. And then the other dragons I have out doing missions, like I'll announce to the people, like, I know that a lot of you out there, not going to name any names, are still growing beets. I've told you many times I very much dislike beets, and we're going to replace that with corn. Anyone found farming beets will have their beet farm burned to the ground and replaced with corn. Like, I would do things like that, control the economy. Mm. Um, I would I'd take joy rides to Essos just to see how those slave cities that that jackass freed and then re-slaved, you know, see if they're still going. Uh, they won't be. They won't be. Um <laughs> They will have collapsed back to the masters. <laughs> they will. You, you say that. You say that like getting rid of the masters all at once would make it forever. But no, just n new slaveholders are going to fill that power back. Again, you have to you have to let me know if we're talking about what would actually happen in a real life like global political system that involves slavery and dragons and queens, or if we're talking about what's going to happen in this Game of Thrones Kyle, story. I and can't make fun of the story if I 
treat it like within the confines of the reality we're talking about. I have to ascribe our our logic to it in order to mock it. You know. I see, I'm on yeah. board now. now. I'm on board <laughs> now. So you're agreeing that the, the slaveholders yeah. would have well, popped right back in Of course, they're going to fall there. apart. Uh, you know, you've got no like solid means of communication back and forth. One little hiccup, one little disagreement, and all of a sudden there's a war. You know, there's slaves cutting masters' throats and. Masters, uh, you know, kidnapping babies and selling for meat or whatever they do. Oh, I saw it. I was on I leave you in charge of the city. Write all the laws. I cannot read. You know, on 4chan the other day, and and like I guess it was a wrecked uh, thread, but I clicked this thing, and before I could even look away, there were like dead children all over the ground, naked, and this guy was going around slicing their buttocks off with a big meat cleaver and collecting them, and he was doing it fast, like he was collecting chicken eggs or something. I was like, oh, God, oh, oh God, he's cutting their asses off. Click. Oh, oh, oh. oh wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm, I'm like, I'm, conf- I'm confused. Why were there like, dead babies all over the road? I, I would imagine, well, they weren't on the road. Uh, oh. They were on the ground around him. Uh, who knows the locale? But uh, it seemed that he was collecting the dead children's buttocks for meat with a large oh. cleaver. He grabbed the, the, the ass. that's the best part and, of the baby. And he was just like, I, I don't mean he was like, getting one ass i like he gets three asses like before i can click away you know what i mean he's like ass ass ass." (laughs) he's like that guy with the watermelon yeah yes he's like that guy like (laughs) destroying the watermelon like like he is the bruce lee of child ass mutilation and and like you said woody i've heard that's the best part the child's ass Uh, taylor was informing us that a couple weeks ago uh he's got the ed ginn cookbook and (laughs) and he's told me that <laughs> that should be a thing. And like, lamp making manual. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Home improvement. You'd be surprised of the 100 uses for boy flesh. <laughs> like, Can you imagine book. how many asses you've had to cut off before it becomes second nature? Yeah. That guy's thinking. He's like, oh, I gotta go to the laundromat after this, and of course the bank's gonna be closed. Gee, like, he looks like, like he's... one of those guys at the fish market who's like got the sharp filleting knife, and he's like gutting the fish so fast that you're afraid for his safety. Speaking mm-hmm. of that. Did you see, I don't know if it's a YouTube video or where it was, but some, some guy tried to do Fruit Ninja for reals with samurai yes, swords. All that. Oh. I clicked away, but I know what he did. He cut his right wrist, didn't he? No, uh, he I want to say it was his finger. Uh, left like, pink, or his right pinky. He, oh, like, he got lucky then because the way like the this. swords were crossing, I thought he had like, like imagine this is a knife blade and this is the edge. I thought he had like done one of those and like went in at a, it, at a nasty angle because like wounds that are at weird angles. This. Like two swords yeah. uh, crisscrossing, and one of them got like this part right of his hand. Was it finger. bad? Yeah, uh, it, you could tell. The guy started freaking out and was bleeding pretty bad. His finger wasn't missing, but having okay. having recently been recovering from a pretty bad finger injury, I mm. empathized and and but also had the same feeling like about myself of like, what are you first time handling a knife, idiot? Like, at least I was drying a knife I was about to use for eating, not slicing at grapes in my backyard, probably were they drunk. tennis balls? I think they were tennis balls. I could be wrong. The reaction I read was, I read was ninja, so I ninja in real life, but the comments Limits? all said tennis. That okay. makes more sense. I don't know. I didn't watch I mean, it. I, I, saw, I saw the gif. I saw that, that, that he had, like, cut himself, and then I, I didn't want any more. I, I don't like gore. I, I really don't. Like, if it's, a, if it's a car accident and, like, you see a car explode... I can watch that, but I really don't want to see people like fucking die. There's a lot of that on the internet. Let me do uh, another advertisement here. When you drive for the right ride-sharing app, every trip can feel like a walk in the park. With Lyft, you can pick your own hours and work when you want. Lyft can make driving the best job in the world. Only Lyft offers in-app tipping, 
When you drive for Lyft, you keep 100% of the tips. Drivers have made over $150 million in tips since that feature was introduced. Express Pay lets drivers get paid almost instantly instead of waiting for weeks, and Lyft can t- has even taken the guesswork out of pickups. The new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. You can earn hundreds of dollars per week, plus tips. If you want to earn more money, just drive more. It's never been so easy to give yourself a raise. Uh, it's a simple formula. Happy drivers mean happy passengers. Maybe that's why 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect 5-star rating. So, join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lyft.com, lyft.com, slash pka today, and you'll get a $500 new driver bonus. That's lyft.com, slash pka, lyft.com, slash pka. Limited time only terms apply. They're doing super well Lyft. right now. Yep. Lyft is killing it. If you want a high-quality ride-sharing app where you're allowed to tip, where the drivers are more friendly, where they're more likely to be uh, receptive to you not wanting to talk or wanting to talk. Like, that's that's the whole bit here. That's what like you're going to get with Lyft. Don't settle for any low-tier service. Lyft is the only way to do the ride-sharing what do, what do you tell your barber? <laughs> I don't say it anymore. Uh, but I think I used to say, uh, buzz the back and sides of the number one, point me at the TV, and faster is better. <laughs> I feel like you can almost use the same thing for the car. Yeah. Uh, Faster is better. That's what I. That's what I want to say every time I get my hair cut. Is just like, just like if you if you get me out of this chair in 15 minutes and I don't look awful, uh, it's fine. Like I'm, I'm a man. I can put enough product in my hair to make it look like presentable. Like there's as long yeah. as there's not like giant tufts sticking out. Regardless places, of but, what you do, it looks the same when I do it tomorrow. It, it, there's mm-hmm. very little difference, and uh, the thing I don't like is I've had it before. Like I put my hair to this side, mm-hmm. and I've had it where I wasn't really paying attention because I had to take my glasses off, and she cut it like I went this way, oh. and and it was just like a little bit like this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, uh, what? Like you couldn't you, tell you, which way I part my that hair. That bothers man? me. You, yeah, you like my hair like, now. When I come in there. Take a glance. Look, I get that what I came in with is not what I'm trying to leave with, but it should give you an indicator, right? You should be like, all right, that's the after. I need to make it the before. No, that's the before. I need to make it the after. I said it backwards. But that's what they should do. They should take a look. And and when they, like, have no idea I parted my hair, my hair is, like, perma-parted now. I start, I, I, as a little kid, I parted in the center. Somewhere around sixth grade, I changed it to the side, maybe fifth you could shave it bald and it would grow back with that thing. It is so trained at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they don't know how I styled it. Like the Yeah, one... that's a bad barber. Bad. She's stupid. That's a stupid person. Yeah. I, I always let the same person cut my hair, and she's been uh, in the hospital for a couple of weeks, and I haven't been able to get a fucking haircut. Like, like a... I don't fucking know. I don't care. But, well, you but know I hope she, she makes old, it. Old. I'm just, she's not I'm like kidding. I'm kidding. She's a little operation. Who cares? She's okay. But she, she's, she's, she's missing work. And uh, my hair is crazy long right now. Like I put product in it and brush it back and everything. But like mm-hmm. if I like pull it all straight down, like it comes down a year. That is like, longer than I thought. Like, 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 like the front hair is going like all the way. Like, like everything is like going back. Like in the back, like it's just long. It's just long and like. Just like almost, man, you could have like a man bun almost. Like you're getting to that length. Not quite there, but uh, but yeah. I'm it, jealous of your. Here, let me see your neck. Turn around. That's, see, that's like that's this is what I want is to be able to like not have the deciding factor of when I get a haircut to when my neck hair connects to my beard. 
that is the deciding factor is when I start seeing like creep around here and I'm like, this is bananas, Taylor. You got to get this mm -hmm. under control. Like nobody has ears in the middle of a circle of hair. Like <laughs> you get ear hair. Sense. No, no, nose hair? I don't, I don't get ear. No, I don't have nose hair that I've ever trimmed. Uh, I, just I, hair everywhere else. I like to cut my hair so short that it, it's not that it looks good all the time. I want it to never look really bad. So I, I like, I wear helmets a lot. I want to take that helmet off and not have anything crazy happening. I want to wake up. I wear that fucking CPAP mask when I sleep. So you can wake up with some really wacky hair if you have yeah. your hair too long. Not with this, there is no messing up. That Look at the sides of this shit. You can't yeah. mess that up. You know, you can mess it up like you like you know, tussle my hair and it will not I'm change. Surprised a bit. You don't do it yourself. I'm surprised like, like because you always get such a it's it's fairly simple and you always get the same one. I'm surprised you haven't learned that one. I had my a, wife I had, used to cut it for a long time, but she doesn't like it. Yeah, I had a friend in uh all the way through school, mm -hmm. always had the same haircut. And it suited him because he had a big fucking melon. Taylor, you'd love to sit next to this guy on the bus. Like <laughs> This guy's head uh. was a popsicle, a, a, a popsicle stick. I mean, a, a, like, like, like one of those big suckers, with the, like a lollipop. Hmm. Outrageous. I, I remember when, when we were in football and like none of the helmets fucking fit him. And the, and the coach being like, boy, you got a big old noggin. Hmm. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking huge. But he always I remember that at my first football in middle school in seventh grade. I went to the office and they're handing out equipment. And he was like, all right, here's your helmet. And I ran down to the field and I... Ah! Ah, and I got it on, and everybody's Painful. like, "Is your helmet snug?" And I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually pass out." Yeah. Like, and so it's they had to take me back up there, and then he goes, "All right, it needs to be real snug, though. Take a large." It's like, all right, I, all right. Let anyone, me give you an adult XL. Jesus, like anyone who's never worn a football great. helmet that's that's too small, it is excruciating. Horrible. It is excruciating, and and you, you, I can't explain the how it hurts. It's a mixture between. It's a little bit like a headache. But it's closer to the skin, if that makes sense. It and almost, I just remember it my gave temples. Me like an yeah, it, for me it was my temples. It was squeezing like in like that, and uh, and maybe like up. I don't know. I just remember being out there like doing up downs or whatever the calisthenics, and just being like, "This is excruciating. This I is a, awful." A, the opposite experience just yesterday. So I I bought a motorcycle helmet. I liked it, but it fit too tight, like on my head. It did it, it. It was too much. And I could wear it, but you wear it for any extended period of time. You come back, and it's it's a relief to move it. So I switched back to my old helmet. Anyway, I tried on that helmet more recently, having been having lost about twenty one pounds, and it fit better. And I'm like, yeah, like it's little, not as fat. A little less fat in the cheeks or wherever it is that was all over my head. Uh, my new motorcycle helmet fits properly now. That's cool. Yeah. I saw a guy try to rob a store with a motorcycle helmet on the other day, and at first I was like, that's smart. Protection mm -hmm. and concealment. Then the guy got him in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> You're not popping he out. Just, he like, got him in a guillotine, like in this really tight, like behind the counter area, and like the guy ends up like shrink, like going down to his knees, but then crammed into like a corner, and, and he just got him down, just like to, to his wife, like, yeah, call the cops. Yeah. Yeah, call him. <laughs> He's just like roughing this guy up. I like, I love seeing uh, people who deserve it get hurt. I guess I watch a lot of Justice is Served, uh, mm -hmm. and I I watch that YouTube channel Police Activity. Police Activity has good cops and bad cops. So you'll see a cop plant evidence on a guy that's on there right now. You'll see cops get their story straight to frame someone that's on there. You'll see cops defend citizens. You'll see citizens run in and, and, and help a cop who's, like, getting the worst end of a physical altercation. Like, people come off the street and, and like, throw down, fight. There's one where the cop's wrestling with a guy. The citizen comes in, tries to help. 
Uh, then the guy produces a gun, and the citizen and the cop like jump away from him, and the citizens are running. The cops gunning him down, of course. Uh, lots of stuff like that. Uh, I like that. That sounds good. I'd like that. I daydream like it. I saw a um, a cop was getting ground and pounded basically by a guy, and he's yelling help. But the, yeah. the fear in his help was like shit. Like this guy is very scared, you know. Yep. And and once you lose control to a bad guy, like. It, you're at his will, you know, and he's a bad guy. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Like it, a distracted guy who couldn't jump on his back with a rear naked choke. I could jump on his back with a rear naked choke and control. Like it, I'd be like, I got this. Oh, my gosh. Stretch him out right there. The cop would probably just sit, sit back and watch a little bit. Oh, I hope. I hope. I, you know, if you, the cop would be like, all right, I got this. I got... No, no, no. Like three more seconds. He's going to go out. I, watched the, I love it when this I happens. I Subway. I watched a, it was an I was going to say a subway altercation, but so as not to be confusing, an altercation that happened on a subway train. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, think and I know it. One guy's standing there, and the other guy's just just in his just trying to an, uh, instigate. He's just all over him, like like fuck you and fuck you for saying this. And the guy's like, I didn't say any of that. Like, well, fuck you for thinking it, you know. And he's just <laughs> like go like go on, just just really antagonizing. And the guy's just okay, okay, okay. And then the bad guy looks away for a second, and he he doesn't move like an athlete necessarily. Like it's not fast. But he just goes, come here, and puts him in a rear naked choke. They go to the ground. He wraps his legs around, fucking stretches him out right mm-hmm. there on the floor, bends him all the way back. And there's a few people in, on the subway. They're like, no, 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 no. But you could tell in his head, he's like, okay, give it 15 seconds and all be over. <laughs> yeah. Conscious. Oh, I love and then, that. Like you might, if you have, if you've never been through this, you might think, well, what happens when he wakes up? When he wakes up, I promise you, his fight will be gone. His fight is gone. He's, he doesn't know. He needs you to explain to him. He's not mad at you anymore. He's a whole different guy when he comes back from unconsciousness. I promise. Yeah, it, it's like you not only reset his brain, but you reset his brain chemistry. He's not in the same place chemically anymore. He's mm-hmm. a different guy. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's like a physical – it's like dousing somebody in the face with water, but a little more uh, – Better. Physical. Yes. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, it's oh, better. it's wonderful. Uh, I've been choked out maybe three times unconscious. I, I did it once in high school for fun. Um, uh-huh. uh, Joe <laughs> just, choked just me fun? out. Yeah, because I, I was like, I was like, yeah, bro, that, no, do it like this. I like, like, I, I didn't have any martial arts training, but you can look, you can Google, look, get online and figure out how to do a choke. And and yeah, I just remember Brady, you know, get behind me in the desk. And I was like, yeah, yeah, tighter, tighter. No, it didn't hurt. No, it didn't hurt. Don't let me fall though. I'm gonna go unconscious. And, mm-hmm. and it just did choke me out right there in class. And then just coming up from my desk. Like, <gasps> And my friend going like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. That was awesome. He choked you out. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. You're, you're fine. You're, you're fine now. This is what you should do in a fight. I remember thinking that even then in like 10th grade that like, this is how you should fight. Like, 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 like I'm not even hurt, but, but I was out of it. So, so I love seeing that when someone gets choked the fuck out in real life. Except when the cop did, on that police activity channel and they're in Vegas, cop chokes the guy to death. That, and that's I, on the channel? It's a risk. If, and if the other guy's on alcohol or drugs, then sometimes they can be more prone to dying. And, Same with a taser. Or with a taser, too? I, I believe that. that. that that's, yeah. I think you're going to have a hard time finding any studies that'll back that up because mm-hmm. there's probably a reason that no one wants those studies to be done. Because you know what is more dangerous to use on people than a taser? Uh, Glock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Take your chances, buddy. That's when not- compared to the Glock, the Taser seems exceedingly safe and reasonable. Y- you're uh, both right about that. I will say that because the Taser is safer, sometimes they go to it when maybe they could use words. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But 
yeah. I think they do that because they don't have uh, good enough physical training as well. I, I think that like if every officer should be a blue belt in jujitsu. Like, like like if if I'm king, first of all, cops make seventy five grand a year. Second of all, they all have blue belts, right? Like like we're gonna and I'm not talking about paying the cops we have now seventy five grand a year. <laughs> I'm talking about the whole new class of individuals who would be cops in a world where you got paid seventy five grand a year to be a cop, right? Like like let the wheels turn a little bit on this for the audience. Like <laughs> you'd have good fucking professional negotiating, intelligent, personable human beings out there enforcing our laws. Like, like one thing that's always kind of been odd to me is that the people who enforce our laws don't have to know them. You know, you, you, how many YouTube videos have you seen where some guy has to explain to a cop the law and the cop will just tell you that you don't know the law and, and that's who's got the gun? Yeah, and and yeah. there's kind of an attitude like, like, you, I am be a barstool lawyer. That's what the cop said to the guy last night. And he's like, say? Don't be a barstool lawyer. I, I was in a scenario, uh, I don't want to give too many details, but a guy was flying low and he bothered someone's cows, okay? Uh, and they called the police and the police was like, like, he was making up aviation laws about how like, oh, treetop is the legal minimum for where you're allowed to fly. And it's, it wasn't me, by the way. And uh, um, it was like, dude, like you're just inventing aviation. Like th this is the one area where I happen to be an expert. I've been through training courses two and a half times and, I, and I've read the law and I, I like it's there's not very much. It's like two pages on, on my class of aircraft. It's not that hard to know it. And uh, the cop is inventing shit that's not true. And I you don't would be really surprised. Like that. That's, he right, knows so that's he's really, inventing it. That's like, so, yeah. So that's a really niche thing, right? Like, how often is he gonna be making up laws about aviation? This is probably his first and only time in his career, right? It won't affect sure. that many people. Is what I'm getting at. But I, there's been so many times, and these aren't like bad dealings with cops. Like, like I've been talking to cop buddies or like uh, been hanging out with people and there were cop friends there and I showed them one of my weapons or something like that and they had no idea about, I, I have to educate them. I was like, oh, well, yeah, anybody can have, sometimes they don't know you can have the things and sometimes they don't realize the things are regulated. He's like, well, I know a guy that's got one of those. I was like, well, he shouldn't. <laughs> he shouldn't <laughs> have one of those because the only way you get one of those is by stealing it from the U.S. government. Like they don't, they don't hand them out, bro. Like, like you can't just get one. I mean, yeah, I got one, but like, <laughs> like if but you got it legally, like, yeah. Well, there's no legal way to get one. I just said that. Like, 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 <laughs> uh, I was trying to give you uh, an out right there. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, if you go to Knob Creek, there's big cases of this ammunition, and it's like U.S. government only ammunition. No one else makes it, and it's like you know whether it's Ralphos or uh, or some sort of uh, fancy penetrator round. Like, there's a few kinds of things that were never distributed to the general public. And so if they are possessed by someone in the general public, then there's only one way it gets there, right? Like, like so it's not a crime. Like, there's no police out there like, oh, that was once government property. Come here. Like, that doesn't exist, you know? Mm. But but just we all know, like, you didn't get that on the but, up and up because they don't sell them at Walmart. I'm, they don't sell them on the internet. To and circle back to my that. cop, I wasn't mad that he didn't know aviation law. Like, that I'm okay with. You know, that's yeah. fine. I was mad that he made up aviation law. And, yeah. you know, in his head, he has to know he made that up. And, and when you tell him, like, like, like we were presenting it, we're like, all right, here's the FAA guidelines. This is an FAA publication. This is the section that governs our thing. You can look at it here. And he's like, nah, I'm still right. No. And you know you're full of shit. Like, it, you know if you know or not. You know if you have doubt. He's just, yeah. like, puffing up and blustering and being a dickhead. You could have asked for his. I, I think the only thing you could no do in that situation, like, if, if there were any consequence for you 
like 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 who cares? I about wasn't involved to a random guy. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, but you know, if it's me and, and there's, if you're gonna get in trouble, then you gotta get on the right side of this. But if this is just like letting some guy think he's right and leaving, that that that's a different thing. But if it's the if it's the other thing, then you gotta call. Like you gotta be like, all right, well, we need to get your watch commander or whatever you call your boss in this district and locality here because I want to talk to him. Um, I don't. I don't like this. I. I. They might need to call my lawyer. Have him down here and represent me in this matter because we're having very different um, perceptions of what the law are right now. And I'm not sure uh, if you have your. Do you and like whatever the name of the like the law book for aviation. Do you have your 7130 with you? <laughs> do you, do you hey, let me. Let me see here. It's section R, Part B. Yes, you're not. You don't work for TSA. No, no, no. Not that <laughs> black woman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like just. You'd have to pull one of those. It, it, it's it's really frustrating dealing with law enforcement. That's why it's nice to like try to be friends with them. And it, it, I know, like, like I had an exact thing like that. The first ticket I ever had, I got when I was sixteen, and a cop had pulled someone over on the side of the highway, and the law in Missouri. I remembered because I had taken my driver's test like eight months prior. It was if you see an emergency vehicle on the side, you either slow down, or or go into a different lane. It's or in Missouri. Some states it's both. Some states it's just get into a different lane. In Missouri it is or. Either get in a different lane or slow down. I couldn't get in a different lane because there were too many people. And so I just slowed down to like 40 or something. Like the minimum uh, posted speed limit on the highway. This dude went a thousand miles an hour to catch up with me on the next off ramp and then had the biggest attitude and I didn't know how to deal with cops fully yet. And so he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, no, I, I, I really don't. And he's like, yeah, you, uh, you went right by me over there. Yeah. You have to get over a lane. And I told him, no, I, I have to get over a lane or slow down. And he's like, no, you have to get over a lane. And I was just like, okay, I, okay. I guess I'm getting a ticket then. Like, I know you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, or you Fight know you're court. lying, and I'm 16, and so nobody's going to take my side in this, even if I'm right. Like, it, it was just annoying. It was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is kind of why people have a little bit of resentment towards cops. It's like, I was actually right. Like, I, I could go, I could take you to the fucking DMV and show you my permit test where it says, what do you do when there's an emergency vehicle? Fucking slow down or get in the other lane. But he doesn't care. Like, I don't. That really, really bothers. There's no ore here. Did you it's pay the shout. ticket? Yeah, yeah, I had to pay the ticket. Yeah, it's we call it the move over law. That's probably a common thing. Yeah, yeah I don't it's know a good idea. I always get is. the fuck out of their way because I can. I've seen a few videos. You where can't cops always get, get out of their wide. way if there's traffic. Like you yeah, can't can. safely can. merge. Like three months ago, I got pulled over for that same offense, and uh, so the truth of it all, what happened was I was on the highway for like an hour and a half, right? And then I got onto the back roads and my mindset wasn't there for slowing down, like going whatever reasonable speed was, like 55, felt like it was crawling to me. So I was going like 70 and I saw a cop pulling over another driver and I register as, well, that cop's probably too busy to fuck with me, right? I mean, he's already pulled over that other guy. So I slowed down to like 55 and he pulls me over and he's like, you were racing by me like you didn't slow down and i didn't want to tell him actually sir i was going far faster yeah, yeah. <laughs> like seinfeld that's a, that's a good one when jerry has the really hot model girlfriend the cop pulls him over and he's like you know i pulled you over i clocked you back there going 96 miles an hour really because must have slow must have clocked me after i slowed down because i was doing well over a hundred before i got to that curve <laughs> can i see your driver's license registration honey 
Could you get him out of the glove box, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the guy who plays the cop in that episode is a fighter. Uh, I could have that wrong. Uh, anyway, uh, in the end, I was just really yeah. respectful toward him and told him I was sorry. And he's like, he's like, did you even see me? I'm like, yeah. And I, I had pulled in all, like, I was fully on the other side of a double line, like, to give him the, that lane. I just... I don't know. I was I was going faster for so long. I wasn't really set to go the kind of speeds I should have in a back road. But yep, yeah, turned out well. Rap. How uh, how deep are we in here? Four oh four. I want to tell everyone a little bit about uh, yeah our hats. hats. Uh, Chiz has a note here for me. Uh, if you, it, it seems that there are very, very few hats long uh, left, so you want to head over to hats.painkillerarready.net to get one of the PKA hats. Uh, we had a small promotional run a few weeks ago, and uh, they ex- we expanded the collection, I think, last week. And, uh, yeah, not many left, so get them while you can. And uh, he added here that the shipping is very fast for our European listeners, faster than any uh, anything you may have bought from us before. Nice. Awesome. Hats. Check Check them out. Uh, very good. So, PKA, episode 345. 